captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned from the light of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the Warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Episode 11 of Year 4 of the Edge of Empire podcast. For those of you not familiar with it, a Chorus Heresy podcast talking about all things interesting, cool and different in the 30k universe. As we draw the veil across 2020, I am reminded of my three other co-hosts and their close attachment with all things apocalyptic. So... None other than the vitamin D-starved, embittered ginger, master of famine, Robbing. Good evening. <laughs> Joined with him, of course, is the angry, dice-throwing, master of destruction and Mr. War himself, Christopher Mills Esquire. They'll all come at once, so it'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, no show could be complete without the man whose interesting reaction to an Egg McMuffin can only be described as possibly banned by the Geneva Convention, <laughs> the master of pestilence himself, Mr. B, or Michael, two friends. Welcome. Well, I'd like to argue with that, but I really can't. Okay. Which leaves, of course, myself, uh, Graham Mills, chronologically at least, the closest one to death. Uh, <laughs> Graham Mills. There you go. Well then, what a show we have for you tonight. We have all sorts of craziness going on, lots of pre-recorded content, lots of interviews, and all sorts of cool things. So, we shall be having a look at this month's new releases. Um, we'll also be an update of all the things we've been up to this month, and all the news from around the globe for all things heresy and heresy-related. We'll be beeping the old Augury scanner on, and this month we're looking at the survey results from our listeners so we can talk through all the great feedback you guys have given us and, and where the show will be going in the future potentially based on that feedback in the engine kill section we're going to take a brief look at the titanicus news and chris and michael will delve into the lead the uh, legion titan thing whatever god breakers <laughs> Legio Kratos, isn't Legio it? Legio Kratos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. something right. Get in. Well, no, okay. you didn't, because you went Legio, you know, the Legion thing. So. Yeah, I got half of it right. It's good. They're the one closely, closest aligned to the Iron Warriors. If you'd well. said Kratos, I would have been absolutely on it, but then I had to think, you see, yeah, which is it. never a good thing. Always so a delve into your Latin. Your basic I absolutely did, Latin. Yes. Um, And we will also be, so this, um, as it's Michael's special treat, this month 
we'll be delving into the Death Guard, which is probably something that nobody sane person would want to do, to be truthful. Um, and we're going to be looking at all of their sort of crunch, all of their history, backstory, etc., etc., all the things that make the Death Guard Death Guardy. Um, we'll be looking at their um, the, the, the history. We're we'll looking at the rules and the all of the cool things you can do with them, um, and modelling for the Legion as well, including painting. And for this month's list challenge, we desperately battle against the odds to try and do something really interesting with the Death Guard, which was definitely putting the challenge into list challenge 100%. Sorry, not it's okay, you know, it's all done. We we'll never have to do this one again. If, We're all uh, if you want to send any complaints in, about the Death Guard list challenge to Graham, Rob, and Chris will not read this at Edge of Empire. <laughs> oh, that's something. Definitely need that email address set up. Right then. So, I'm doing it now. <laughs> good stuff. Okay, well, let's uh, let's bounce on then and get cracking with the new releases. Yes. Okay, new releases. We don't have much this month, but we have got an advent calendar, um, which promptly, I think, was made to order. It's now no longer available. It was 50 quid, 25 individual sleeved art prints. Um, The ones I've seen so far have been really, really, really nice. Um, So I kind of wish I got that. 50 notes. 50 notes, though. I think it was like like 100 quid last year. So what's that? That, That's 50 quid for 25 individually sleeved art prints yeah they are 29.7 by 42 centimeters well i got 54 i got i got 54 playing cards with the cover of every single novel on them for 8.99 because they they are a lot smaller well (laughs) you just move closer dougal those ones are far away Yeah, also cards, 899. I looked at that and thought, do I get 25 prints for for 50 quid that I wouldn't be allowed to put up, or do mm. I get 54 prints for 9 quid that I can hide? And I went with the latter option. I suppose if you've got a, a good enough scanner, you could scan them and sort of get uh, them. Oh, the Horus Heresy cards, are they from, they're from a while back, aren't they? No, they were on sale last week. I was just noodling right. around on the website, and I was like, oh, I'll have them. Oh, I didn't see them. How does one noodle? I remember they had the Indomitus cards. They had the Indomitus cards. Does this mean I've bought something that's practically Ah. pointless as far as the hobby is concerned that Michael hasn't? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. That's got to be a first. That has to be a first. I mean, I suppose suppose, 50, 25 prints, £2 a print. That isn't that bad, really. That's not bad. £2 a print. £2 a print. £2 a print. £2 a print. Get him all the prints. £2 a print. Well, if you ever need a job down at... That's, that's all my retail market. training coming in yeah, right there. Exactly yeah. like, is, is that, that how you haul expensive custom jewellery? Absolutely, that's what you do. Best <laughs> yeah. big diamonds, diamonds, get your diamonds here. Yeah. Just just the fresh nine-year-old from real fresh nine-year-old diamonds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. AK-47s included. <laughs> no conflict diamonds here, thank you very much. Thank you right. very much. Right, moving swiftly okay. on. Okay, we've got, we've got the two Mechanicum Questorus Knights from um, uh, Forge World. We've got the uh, Majira and the Styrix. They're £32 for, um, for, for, for two. So they are <coughs> quite a, a, a little expensive, knife. but lovely. They are gorgeous, but yeah, they're not cheap. 
Right. Unsurprising in this hobby, really. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I've, I don't, I'm not fussed about the Styrix one. I, I don't remember what it. I, I do not, like the. Um, yeah. Which is the yeah. one with the Volkite? That's the one Mike's going to like the most. That's Styrix. Yeah, I'm, yeah, get, yeah. I'm getting some Styrix. Uh, uh, at some point, I'll, I'll get some Styrixes. I've it, no idea what the rules are. Fixed. I don't care. They've got Volkite. Yeah, they'll be utterly useless in in AT because it's like Volkite. Most infantry in 30k laughs at a lot of Volkites. <laughs> so, oh, so warlords just going to be like you. Warlords on as well. Shooting at me with that. You know, they aren't bad looking models. I give them that. Um, they're, they're really nice little models that I think I'm going to have to get a pair. Okay, well there you go. Some point. So they're 32 pounds for. Yeah, okay. Get your pairs, get your pairs. 32 pound a pair, get your pairs. That's how we should do this section from now on. Yeah. Cut the market. Okay. Then we have two Siege of Terror things. We've got the Solar War map. Chris, you got one of these, didn't you? I I do, yeah. I have a a Solar War map. That is nice. Sets my cartophilia off like nobody's business. Yeah, it looks very cool. If I'm a hundred percent sort, of, um, you know, full on sort of critical, yeah. it didn't blow my socks off as much as I thought it was going to. What's it? What's uh, it made out of? Is it just like paper? I'll, no, no, it's um, printed on sort of on oh, fabric. It's a vinyl, um, vinyl map roll, isn't it? No, so the 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 only the outside leather sort of faux leather bit is. Oh, okay. The inside is like the actual map itself. Is, um, sort of a material, yeah, yeah. yeah. The best um, maps normally are. Like. Yeah, it it looks it, it it's it is really good. Don't get me wrong, I really do like it. I'm gonna try and find some um sort of frame it in, in, in some way. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because it's you know it's currently sort of rolled up on the down sort of downstairs. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cool. I'm glad I, I'm glad I managed to get one because they were. I suppose. I thought they were going. I, I, I was there at ten o'clock on the morning, and I was like, "Right, I'm gonna this will disappear within sort of twenty minutes." But they were still there after a few days. But I think I they suppose, haven't gone now. I suppose it's one of those things because, I mean, what do you do with it once you've got it? I guess is the thing. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You, you take it out of that nice. You know, they put a lot of effort into the sort of packaging of the thing, i.e., giving you that and what have. You. But really, like, it's, say, it's like a case per se. It's a faux leather sort of wrap folds up around it and then you tie it um, tie it shut it's not like a um a map tube kind of thing okay mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the issue i would have with it is it is an absolutely beautiful thing but my, my hobby space isn't a walnut paneled captain's cabin in a 1760s galleon and i don't have something like the lincoln desk to sit behind to build my models so you'd have this beautiful kind of sort of period piece item but the rest of my house is like yeah, it's I, not like it's, it's the thing I have with a lot of the steampunk stuff that I'm like, like I'd love to have loads of steampunk stuff up, but my house doesn't look like that. Yeah, it, and, it, and it it just kind of it it sticks out because it's like, oh yeah, that'd be really cool, but I can't afford four grand on a handmade Chesterfield sofa to go with it and all the rest of the kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I think the problem I have is that through nefarious means, that image mm. is my laptop background. Yes, it's not exactly nefarious. I went to the um, wow. Well, I went to the Siege of Terror website, I right-clicked it, and I saved the image. Saved well, image yeah. as, that, that's yeah. us. Yeah. 
But, it's, um, hard, it's hardly Napster, is it? You know, you're not going yeah, yeah. yeah. to get a personal email from James Etfield saying pack it in. To be yeah. fair, I have saved them and I uh, in a zip file and a few people asked. I shared a picture of my desk set up. And some people asked where to get the maps and I gave them the files. Well, Your Honour. So what <laughs> so you can't be right for So so Frank Games Workshop, when did you first become aware of the Pirate King called, <laughs> called Michael Bottrop? They've not been well, selling them. They're on the website. They're perfectly free. There you have been. Okay, it might come into a bit of an issue now that they're selling that image as a yeah as a map. But anyway, okay. but, um, but yeah, because it's the, and I I've got and I can see all of the detail really cl- clearly on my screen, and then it's yeah. it's quite dark on the the printing on the map. Yeah. I just want to say, Graham, I can tell by the by the way you're talking, and 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 I'm never chuffing shared it with us, did he? No. Well, that's fine because I wouldn't right. condone that kind of action. Uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, enough about Michael's map malarkey. Um, so this is a, approximately half a Sakaran. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no. If I had forty pounds in my back pocket, would I be better off waiting and saving forty pounds for a Sakaran? Yes. Would no. Would you do? If I'm talking average, the average heresy person no. who has more interest yeah. in this stuff than I have. Then yes, probably. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but, if I'd had the money at the time, I would have absolutely bought. You've just about finished Nemesis, haven't you? I mean, that's about how far <laughs> you're down the the, the Black Library well, route. So, I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed Nemesis. No, I know, but it was yeah, sort of a long time ago now. First Heretic, I finished. If that helps, sure. Publication yeah. date of <laughs> First Heretic was like 2009, 2010, maybe something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, nothing's really, you know, hasn't really. You cracked. were in your forties when that came out. That's how old that is. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, the Solar War also reached us in paperback. Fine, we know some people prefer the paperbacks. Perfectly fine, we can buy it now. Uh, then there was, I know I'm going to get a. This is a uh, 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 a shoe in Blood Angels dice. Notice right. the second person sighing was the actual Blood Angels player. <laughs> Even he was sighing at this. Black with red symbols, although they're sold out everywhere apart from the Outpost. They were £20, £17 at Element Games. They're £16 at the Outpost, and they have four of them left. <coughs> They've been um, banned. So. Yeah, I just... I don't, like, I don't mind them, actually. I don't, I, I don't mind them. I, I think they're all right, like Graham says, but I just... I, I'm reticent to buy more. I have got the, the old Blood Angels dice, um, sort of the very square ones. Um, I mean, for me, those are dice that if somebody threw down, I could tell that a three from a five. Yeah. Very easily, which I like in a set of dice, frankly. What I hate is dice where it's impossible to tell what somebody's rolled because that really irks me. Oh, I've, got some, I've got some glittery, transparent ones with white dots that would drive you absolutely apoplectic. I something like that, yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to say something that might be an unpopular statement here. Something I'm, <laughs> Not on I'm this quite, show, surely. Some, some, Not something I'm quite good at. There's a reason I don't have a Facebook account. Um, <laughs> I hope they sit, sit on a black widow when they go for a crap in the morning. Um, but um, GW do not make good dice. That's from a from a from a um, what's the word they put it? Um, just from a feel point of view, and a. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the word, but just the the feel and the balance. GW do not make nice dice. Their dice are too light for the size they are. The daft shapes that they put on things means they're not particularly balanced very well. They don't feel very nice. Like the Nurgle ones they did, 
like you may as well just get some gravel off the drive because you've got more chance of getting even rolling off them. Um, I just don't like them. I just don't like GW's dice, I'm afraid. Okay. Would I would I buy these more than I would buy the Forge World ones? Probably not. So the Forge World ones are the red and gold sort of marble effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, there Custom dice for your Legion. Your mileage yeah, varies. Yeah. For some people... It's cool. I mean, I like them because for, I like I like you, how it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> it's not a matter of life and death, but I like to have dice that work for each of my each of my armies, and that's just that's just me. I would say it's a toss of a coin if he buys them, but it's probably more of a roll of a dice if he buys them or not. Yeah. <laughs> Various it's just different. A, it, I like it. It just helps me find immersion in the toss army. A coin to your bottle or dice bag of plenty. Yes. Um, but that's just me. And, you know, we're all different and there's no, um, it's not like it makes your roles any better or anything. It's just a, it's just a little thing that some people like. Yeah, it's a, compl- I get the completionist thing of this is with this and this is with this. I just yeah. don't, GW's dice, the plastic density's off. They're too yeah. light, they're hollow in the middle. The big problem is I have a full stack of dice already, so it's the same. Yeah, same here. So I think I bought 10, Ooh. lots of 10 dice from Amazon for a, a tenner. There was a lot of tens involved in the in the transaction, and the reason is because I have a problem with dice. Generally yeah. speaking, that they roll Not ones. Not compared to Michael, I've seen you two play uh, again. No, I, I'm pretty close, and and I kind of get this. Here I don't know about are. you guys. Do you do you ever do a psychological dice change? So this yeah. is where you've had a game and you're like, these dice are just nonsense. You know, for some reason they are clearly just based on my own observation of randomness skewed to rolling nothing above a two of course there's a lot of reasons why you only notice the twos and the ones but um and i just tend to then change the dice so if i had to do this on a frequent basis it would cost me 100 pound every three weeks i was playing so i tend to just buy cheap reasonably sized dice like knockoff chessic ones they're basically a bit like um and then just change them and i'm happy till they go wrong and then i change them for another one and i've only spent a tenner so I have lots of different coloured dice. I do like that, but colours. So I've got my Blood Angels dice, my Gold Custodies dice, my Black Custodies dice, the Edge of Empire dice. So if, if one of those teams isn't doing its job for me, I'll switch it up. And I do find that the Gold Custodies dice are more successful than the others. I think that's true. Do you ever find... This is the thing that does bug me, though, and this is, again, just if we're talking about things and... and idiosyncrasies <clears throat> which is what michael is with his dice you know it's, it's something that he enjoys doing it but it, he wants to have that completionist thing and he buys dice for me it's when you play somebody who has older sized dice so oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like i'm gonna roll this dice for initiative and that and there was a guy i won't mention his name at the club we used to play at michael in sunderland and he'd, I kind of pretty much guessed that what he'd done is he'd, he'd gone through all of his dice and thrown them about a thousand times to work out which one rolled highest the most often. And those were the ones. I know what you had. mean, and I know exactly what he did. And it used to really irk me because it's not that, cheating. Is he, the, is, he, is he the one that's in prison now? <laughs> for dice cheating. For dice Jesus. Jesus Christ. No, I don't, I don't think so. something altogether very different. No, I, I don't realise so. how he ever went to Sunderland. But yeah, anyway. I think we'll um, maybe we'll discuss afterwards. But anyway, he, he used to do this, and it used to really get on my goat. You know, because he'd roll one, two dice for addition for his morale setting, and two dice for a, you know, for He's a such um, a such a relaxed, chilled out player. I find this so hard to believe. Who me? Yeah. Bear in mind, this was back in the day. When I played, when I played a specific it. dice for a specific thing, I do have I do have a dice which the one is a bollocks. Um, sorry, I should beat that out. 
Um, oh dear. Not really. It's not a. Look at this. It's, it's, it's ancient English, I suppose. Um, it, just, it just says that in place of a one, and I use that sometimes for um for like if I do need to do like a toughness test or something. I do. But I do often wonder about spending the money on like the gemstone dice. Megan has a set of those for um a d20 set of those. Yeah. yeah. And she loves it. Just to, uh, just I've like got a on brand. I've got I a steel to... set of um. Like D and like um D one hundreds. Oh yeah, didn't um, you guys buy those metal ones? GW did somewhat their thirtieth anniversary did that they did two stainless steel in a tin. I have those somewhere. And they, they were, were they, they were nice, but literally oh, if you yeah. put four of them in a sock you could kill somebody, so you could only that's why they sold them in twos. Didn't did someone buy weren't they doing like a set of eight at that's right, um, yeah. Bloody oh, Mary? Oh yeah, I have yeah, those. Yeah, that was I got some of them, that was twenty little brass ones. Little ten yeah, mil ones. The steel, the, the steel ones were sixteen mil. I think they were. So not, yeah. not even I would throw those. I was going to say you'd, you'd not. You'd, you'd only. Want I, I have some right of these chuckle. Warhammer community ones. It's not recommended. Especially I quite like those. Mm, yeah. I, I, I like I like the weight of them to be honest. But I, oh, I have right. a thing. I I don't like stuff being made deliberately as light as possible. I just find it a bit pointless. Okay. Anyway, we have massively. So, oh, tangent. Kind of tangent. Do we to get the tangent button, button ready? Not yeah, really, tangent it's button. Not, okay, it's not a complete up. tangent, but I think it's there's an idiot. There's there's something very organic about dice to a player. I yeah. think is the point we make. It's, it is very much about you and what you use. I think the thing is that they're an extension so of of you as a you know they're an extension of your will, aren't they? That's the thing. They're the randomness that your actions and and successes yeah. and failures from a gaming point of view are are, are derived from. So yeah, oh, yeah, you have a very interesting relationship with your dice. They are your conduit to the gods, basically. Fantastic, great. We'll finish yeah. on that. Okay. That's too good. Move <laughs> on the whole thing. Just done. See you. Right. See you <laughs> next one. <laughs> See you in season five, five. which yeah. is a um, which is a uh, Sisters of Silence uh, short story for the uh, Advent. Um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, so I figure we'll review all of the Advent stories next month, next time. Mm-hmm. Or, or will we? Oh, will we? Yes, we will. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Judging by the fact there's serpents in there, I'm going to guess in there's some Alpha Legion shenanigans. Uh, it's Aman- Amandira Kendall, who's a chosen Amalcador uh, at this point. Or so. is she? Is she Alpharius? Mm, could be. Could be. I, as I, said, I haven't read it yet. So that's $1.99, or you can get the subscription, which gets you uh, all the novels for a bit uh, cheaper. I don't know what the one is today, but the um, previous one to that was a Kapaius. Kap- I can't pronounce bloody name, can I? Kaifas Kane. Yeah. Yes, that's it. It was uh, one of his, <coughs> of his uh, new one. So that's quite good. Uh, okay. And then finally, Legion Pin Badges set two. <laughs> what a so, waste of flipping money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one in particular. Yeah. yeah, of course I bought. I bought the first one, so I yeah. had to buy this. I couldn't not have this. Well, you're 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 neither a student nor an old man sat on a canal fishing. So why do you need four, twenty pin badges? Because they're the only people I've ever seen with that many in one, at one time. He's a he's a he's a wannabe pearly king. That's what it is. Uh, is that what it is? Oh, is that that's what it's back down the market. Is that what back down the market? You two styrics, two styrics, thirty-two pound a pair, thirty-two pound a pair. Get your styrics and your legion pin badges. Michael, sorry, yeah, I did. Actually, I didn't really, them the, the first set is a lot better in person than it is in the photos. The photos are absolutely awful. They make them look terrible. Yeah, because my thing has always been they look a bit too sort of Power Rangers, um, sort of cartoony. Yeah, the, the, the actual photography on the site is is just god awful. It is 
it's terrible. But when you actually get them in person, it was the Black Library celebration sort of in February where I got the first set. Yeah. And I was just sort of, they had them in store and I was like, oh, these are actually really nice. I am going to buy them. Because up until then, it was like, I'm not going to touch them. But yeah, because I had the first set, I had to get the second set. Yeah, I was going to say, if they did them individually, you know, and I was ordering something from Games Workshop and it was like, you know, make a few quid at extra to get free delivery or something free shipping, right. yeah. you know i'd spend four pounds on a pin badge i suppose I I wasn't there a time they do the half bay moon stuff and i got a mystery box from them earlier in the year uh, like 25 quid and it came with a pin badge for a stormcast a stormcast eternal pin badge and that's really nice so i don't know why they just don't say that half moon bay do you want to make some heresy ones because they're really nice wasn't there a time when gw occasionally used to put like Pin badges and yeah. orders and stuff. Right? Yes, they I, did. I, I didn't imagine that, did I? Badges. I've got, them, I've got a Mechanicum stopped. one somewhere. Mm. I've got a bunch of them. I think the, yeah, I've got an Inquisition one on my um, pin board behind me. So anyway, uh, pin badges. They were done yeah. by Bulldog Buckles, though originally. Oh, yes, right. they that's where yeah. 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 Because I've got the uh, Aquila belt buckle as well, but it's um, white metal. So it's uh, as I expanded during my career as a staff member, it bent, and one of the wings is. If I put it on now, one of the wings would come off. Okay. So, anyway, pin badges, if that floats your boat, 40 quid. I, like I said, I'd probably buy an Iron Warriors one, maybe. It, you know, if I had a bag, if just to make up four pounds or something, I, I wouldn't go out my way to get one. But it'd be a nice thing to have. But I wouldn't buy nine of them or eight of them. I just wouldn't see no. them. Yeah, that's just me. No what you do is I. you buy a set of them and then you sell them on eBay. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you break them down for that, yeah. yeah break them down into, yeah. Hmm. There's a thought. Okay. Anyway, so not a huge amount of money releases, but um, yeah, not really. Stuff. <clears throat> not a stuff. few, but not not really an, a, a massive amount. So we still managed cool. to talk about it for forty minutes. So that's cool. Yeah, that's all right. Good yeah. work, yeah. chaps. Okay. Right. What we'll do now is we're going to move on to uh, what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. So now we move into what we have been up to, which we've, in four years, we've never thought of a witty title for you. Um, so, Roger and Scarpa. <laughs> Three pound a pair. In, in, in that case, I will uh, defer the to the member, mem- member of the House for the South Coast. And uh, what have you been working on, Chris? So I said I would start work on the sort of doing some more Battlefleet stuff, um, which I have done. So I've been doing the sort of the, the traitor uh, sort of 4,000 points. So I've split it into three different legions, which are Night Lords, Iron Warriors, and I've done a, a red, um, sort of a couple of test reds that will either be Thousand Suns or Word Bearers. I can't decide which. Probably Word Bearers because Woo! that fits more in sort of yep. with what I want to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been good fun. Sort of the Iron Warriors, I haven't had to do too much to them because so i'd when i first painted the first lot a while back sort of they were quite metally and then i'd just done yellow prowls and they were going to be the imperial fish ships so i've just been sort of adding some black um uh, sort of highlights to those just to give them more of an iron warriors feel mm-hmm. which you know 
has been would about they, as much fun as you think it would have been. <laughs> would they put hazard stripes on a... No, on no, a... no. But So like the prowl, um, so they have sort of a recessed yellow and then sort of they're edged in black. Okay. That makes sense. I, I, I'm not putting hazard stripes on them because that's just ridiculous. This might this sound... caution for my long spaceship. You might notice it <laughs> before you... Yeah. Uh... This might sound... Um daft because i know how you guys feel about these but nas dreg yellow over a metallic is excellent for gold so gold? No gold a gold here, looks, a gold that looks quite nice on iron warriors i think i can dull as dishwater because you know that's what they are I've just, got vision, I've just got visions of like beep 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 attention attention this Gloriana class is reversing <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. attention <laughs> or 19 kilometres of it you know just doing, just doing doing a three point turn into a cul-de-sac somewhere north of Saturn exactly I can't, I can't park it nicely I can um, just imagine that really all you're going to do is paint the words W and anchor on <laughs> each Iron Warriors ship in uh, some that, form no, or another that, that would be uh, that wouldn't be professional but I am going to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it on their bases. That all their ships will have some sort of penis sure. named uh, uh, sort of title to them. Thanks for Just that, right, to, you know. So yeah, so I've done this. So getting my own Iron Warriors. Well, they are, but they are based right on. Now. I keep I keep sending you ideas. They do um, have like Roman hints to their background, you know, with the whole decimation and thing. And Romans did love a bit of phallic graffiti. I, I might try and I might Greco. try and work out what the it is. Latin it is, is obviously there is. It is more Greek, but the, like the whole, uh, the, he decimated the legion. It's like I wonder where you got that idea from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I wonder what the uh, the Latin for Iron Warrior is, because then I could put sort of Iron Warriors go home. Uh, um, ferrum. Oh damn, Rob, you probably you're probably better at remembering your Latin than I am. Uh, just, uh, bloody no, I say Warriors. <laughs> ah, probably, I did um, probably Legiones, probably. Mine was all very um, churchy Latin, so. Ferrum, ferrum Bellator, Aunt Domus. Aunt Domus. Uh, yeah. Aunt Domus, that's motion toward, isn't it? Like? <laughs> oh. Yeah, there we go. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes, Iron okay. Warriors go home. <laughs> Iron Warriors go home, that's what it'll be. Now, write it out a thousand times. If it's not done by morning, and cut your balls off. So I've done those. <laughs> Iron Warriors are done. And then, so we're doing. So the Night Lords are. A sort of a dark metallic blue for the main hull color, mm-hmm. and then um, sort of red highlight. And I, I haven't done the prowls on them yet because I can't decide if I want to do sort of a bone sort of color on the prow with red highlighting, or sort of try and think of something much more sort of intelligent um, than that, really. But yeah, so they're all coming on nicely. Um, I did this the other day because we had a chat with miles that's uh, and i asked him about that sort of leather effect on the wings for the blood thirster so i've just been sort of getting bits and pieces to give that a go cool try that out so cool awesome. that'd be fun but yeah things have been done which is nice mm-hmm. lots of people have been asking me about battle fleet which is quite quite encouraging yes. that's good yes i have noticed yeah and i'm like i need, I need to get some ships printed off there's there are a few fleets on eBay that I noticed today. There's someone selling about four or five different fleets. I've I bought one ship off off eBay, and uh, I had a bad experience because it came in so many um, in such bad packaging that it was literally shattered into a million oh, yeah. pieces. Yeah, there are and some horrors. 
completely irreparable. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Very good. Very good. Uh, who's next out the out the bag? Graham, do you uh, want to go? Well volunteered, Graham. Ah, well done, Graham. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that's me. Okay, so uh, so this month I got my care package from Chris. So sent me up all of the uh, Mechanicum after we made a, a deal uh, yep. some time ago. And so basically now I'm the, the proud father of uh, about nine phallax. No, yeah, about nine, twelve phallax. Um nine Ursarax, they look pretty mean. Um sent me an additional two uh Catholax and a Creos Veneta and other things that are in the box that I can't remember. But um yeah, so that's my plan. So this month I didn't get as much done as I wanted to, but I um want to do some more ultramarines. So I wanted to get the two Ursarax sorry, the two Catalax painted up in Ultramarines colours to join the one that I've already got. So now I've got a unit of three Catalax with um, Darkfire Cannons to go with my Pravian. So I can put them in. Um, so, yeah, that went pretty well. I managed to get them all looking the same, which is nice. I like the bases that they're on, Chris. I don't know where you got them from. Are um, they just the um, Necromunda bases? They're quite heavy. Big, The big ones. Uh, the, for which? For the Castellacs. Yeah, I think they're just... The they, they feel like more resin than plastic. Oh, they might be. I've, I've bought so many bases over the years. I yeah. can't no, anyway. they are. Yeah, they are resin. Um, yeah, they get them yeah. elsewhere. So they're really nice. So um, yeah, so I've got them all painted. They all look approximately the similar. I've been having a lot of fun with that new um, Necron um, metallic silver color, whatever uh, it's called. Starts with a C. Anyway, it's kind of like a cryptic. Yeah. No crypt. Oh, oh, it's something. It's on the. It's on the. Yeah, but it's really nice actually, and it's a, it's a lot. It's a nice color to paint as well. So definitely a plus one there. So I'll be using that more often. But it's quite shiny, but it's still a little bit kind of dull, brassy. Can optic armor something? something like that. Yeah. So yeah. cool color. Um. So yeah, I've been like I said, but getting the blues right, they're looking pretty neat actually. They look a bit like Michael's army, which is what I was looking for. So I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, mine's all dry brushing. So that's fine. But at least they look similar, if you see what I mean. They that was the look I was going for because I always liked the way you, you painted your um, ultramarines, and I wanted to kind of replicate that. So I have. So I'm pleased. Okay. So that's all I've done. Actually, not as much as I should have done. Really, I haven't. Been, I've been having trouble getting the old uh, the old motivation firing. You know, without playing, it's again, it's that battle, isn't it? Yeah, I found that this month. I I, I think for the first time properly, I sort of was like what's the point because i'm not going to get to play with these anytime yeah. soon yeah. and i'm at a I, I i found myself not being able to you know i need something for the project i'm working on but every time i ch- have the money to go and get it it's um they're temporarily out of stock annoyingly yeah. and then by the and, and then the wife is like, oh, well, you could just sort this out for the house. You, you know, you can spend your money on something for, you know, get a new duvet and. Something that's not Dyson. Adult things, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I've like, got, they um, came back into stock, but I just spent all my money literally on a new duvet. And yeah. I was very, very disappointed. Um, but I, so I said I was going to get a secret heresy project done this month unit done but i didn't get that done because of this you know i'm just really struggling with that motivation right now mm. uh, but i did get some more of the zone mortalis done i did the floors um so uh, okay. 
that. Um, I did the both the Zone Mortalis floors and the um, and the Sector Mechanicum floors for them. Right. Um, so I was quite happy with those. So that so that's two lots of floors for the um, uh, for for that board done. And I'm pleased to punch because they're a big yeah bigger uh, mm. part of the uh part of the puzzle so it's just working on the rest of the stuff for that board and it's just taking it slowly because i don't want to i don't want to get sick and tired of it if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah no i know exactly what you mean i think there's a fear that if i did i'm just popping the popping the notes in the um popping links to it in the notes but if i if i yeah i fear that if i tried it I, i'm starting off really high with some of this stuff and then by the end i get to the end it's going to be really rubbish so doing it slowly in bits and bobs fair enough so i just put links to that to those pictures of those in the show notes if you want to see them cool yeah Jolly good yeah uh, i suppose that that comes around to me then doesn't it yes it does yeah um, i've been oh I've, I've been all sixes and sevens since we last um last recorded i've changed job and my weekly routine has changed hugely for the first time in five years and it's proper messed with me so i've not got as much done as i would normally have liked to um but um that will change when my Excuse not my fault this time. Do apologise. No, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> and we are joined. It would appear we're joined by Bill and Ted of Wild Stallions right. for uh, <laughs> only yeah, episode, episode eleven. I was trying to find something on Facebook, and, uh, and you uh, found it. I, I accidentally clicked on the video button. It auto played. Oh, I right. do apologise. Um, Carry on, Rob. That's all right. Um, so what I've, all I've managed to really do um, since we last recorded is. Um, get some progress made on my Arch Magos Dominus because I'd finished my Silax Wolves by last closer play for the last show, hadn't I? Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, so they were done. So all I've done really is tinkered about with the um, Arch Magos Dominus a bit. Um, so there's videos of him up on the uh, on the Instagram, which I believe have made their way to the uh, to the main Facebook page as well. Um, I just share them. Uh, yeah, I think they have. I, I never see what happens with them, but I just tick that thing that shares it to it anyway, and then it goes to goes to face cash um but yeah having fun with him um he's a based on the coal model so he's a he's a devil to paint because there's bits all over the show um but having fun and once he's done that will be most of the infantry done there will only be three myrmidons and then it's on to big stompy stuff then which is the fun stuff um i've just got to stop myself getting distracted by golden supermen um because i've got a list that i want to buy and i've got birthday money that i want to spend even though everyone's wanting me to buy a shed with it as much as i like a shed um that's not birthday money spend is it that's a housekeeping spend surely uh, yeah it's an allotment shed because i've got the allotment now as well so we need we need to take the shed that we've got I here it'd come richard bryce yeah, yeah yeah basically oh, yeah, yeah don't talk about felicity kendall oh, i knew that's where you're gonna go There's nothing wrong with stopping becoming richard bryce in that context stopping that right there oh, um <laughs> suits you Oh, hold on. The 1970s are on the phone, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, they, want their, they want their opinions back. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the opinion on Felicity Kendall is entirely correct. Thank you very much and timeless. Um, 
so yeah, I've um, people are hinting, going, oh well, you could take the old shed we've got here, and that could go up to the allotment. You could get yourself a nice new shed, and I'm like, yeah, but that would be like a Telemon and Achilles, and and oh, like yeah. that would be four, that would be that would be three jet, that would be three jet bikes and my Aqualon Terminators, and mm. see, this is why I, th- I think the value is in giving vouchers rather than money. This is my theory, right? If it you nails people, that down. Exactly right. Okay. If you give people, if, so if I ask for money for Christmas, where people are going to give me something, then I know that there's a good chance that money may not actually get allocated to a to a um, to a budgetary area where I'm entirely happy with. Let's yeah. let's leave it at that. And whereas if it's a Forge World voucher, for example, then it's kind of like locked in. This has to be spent on that. There is no negotiation. Job yes. done. It's toy money. Exactly um, right, so and yeah, it's for you because it's yeah. your birthday. Well, it's, you know. Yes, it's um, it's an interesting one, but then <laughs> I I, I, ha- I get crippled with guilt on spending other people's money on on my on my man dollies. So um, mm, yeah, I, I did get blood. I did get blood in non heresy news. Blood Bowl did arrive in the month because that's what I'm going to use as a gateway drug for the little one. We're going to play some Blood Bowl Five aside. Nice. Um, yes, I, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to to get the new Blood Bowl eventually. And uh, yes, that's hopefully that'll be the thing. But uh, that's why I'm not getting rid of any of my armies. Because, like, Daddy, can we play this army? I'll be like, ah, yes, not a problem. Let me just open the case because mm. I can't afford. I can't afford to, for him to be into the hobby as well. He'll just have to use mine. Yeah. Talking of um, Blood Bowl, I see that while Bangarang now do Blood Bowl t-shirts. Oh, do they? Do, oh, cool. Do, do they do leggings though? No, not blood bowl leggings, but they do. Um, yeah, they do like the jerseys with the orc. And, uh, that'd be oh, fine. very nice. I'll send you the thing. Man very looks nice. Up, man looks up thing on internet. Yeah, <laughs> very very nice. Our favourite hobby. Uh, so yeah, it's I, not did been... know, I did I've notice got... in blood bowl, and this is like a diversion. They've changed the name of the of the black orcs in the um in in the, in the normal orc team. They're now just biggins. Because you've got the, your, your own Black Orc team, and it's like, oh, but I've labelled them. Well, relabel them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, there you, there you go, Mike. There's an official Games Workshop Warhammer Necron skater dress with matching leggings to go underneath it. I fully expect you to be rocking that combo at the next, um, next event. I don't think they make them in my size. Skater dress. Let me have a look at this. <laughs> I, I, I instantly regret my uh, my decision to bring this up because basically it's a tennis dress. It's not a skater dress. It's a tennis oh, okay. dress. It's short oh. and sleeveless, Graham. I mean, that's really all you yeah, need to know. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a ten, it's a tennis dress. You had me sleeveless. When 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 we when me and Mike are talking about the books later, you can just go to the Wild Bangarang website like this pair of the old man looking through the lingerie <laughs> section of a catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> you know he will. A, a Peacock's catalogue, whatever. Great Not anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't or, or know. Peacock's catalogue, because it's the last one they'll ever be, because oh, Philip Green's know. a complete twit. I don't know um, if they even do that. But anyway. Yeah. through a calendar for the lingerie section. Marvellous. Okay, thanks for that folks so, yeah. right. in short i did some work on a mechanicum fella let's move on <laughs> okay so uh yeah so so what would be next it would be games played so who's played a game no, uh, no. but now that actually, i'm hoping because dice saloon sort of a, may be sort of 
I'll stop showing off play again tier one very shortly. No, I'm tier two down here. We're tier two. You're tier two. But, oh, we're but tier they might. Um, they were saying the other day that hopefully soon they'll be able to, because they've they've sort of moved and they've got a whole new building, so um, there might be a bit more space for tables and stuff. So might be able to get a game in with Adam at some point. Oh yeah, we're, t- we're tier three. Spaceships. So um, the the thought of a the thought of any games is just like. You know, we're laughing. It's all we're, right. There's vaccines are on the way. You know, we've got Boris in charge. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Let's not. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All um, right. Then. So one moving on. A hobby commitment for next month. <laughs> Very I'm quick. just thinking whether the, the answer, the answer is going to be no. For forty pounds, that looks. I'm just looking at sitters of battle skater dress from the wife for Christmas. Can you great in that? Can you record that conversation for me? Because <laughs> I think I love more than watching Louise go on a tirade against you. Because some of the language I don't even understand half the time. Just I didn't realise there's a Sisters of Battle one. I'm having to have a look at that now. Okay. Anyway. Uh, power the old men. No. No. There's an Ultramarines one. Mike could look lovely and fetching in that one. He's got the, uh, the, the shorts and the top, I believe. He has, yeah. I just got the top. No, I think uh, okay. Oh yeah, there's the sister. I wonder why you were attracted to the sisters of battle, one, Graham. Because I like sisters of battle. Not, not, not the. <laughs> not, um, not saying not I the, ever remember you expressing an opinion <laughs> on. But, okay. Not, not the placing of skulls that straight out of the 1970s. Who was this designed by? Jim Davidson. Oh dear, there goes that two percent female listenership that we have. Yeah, we do, do apologise. Yeah, well done, well done, I don't know. It, it, Graham getting told off might do it. Yeah. What do you mean? Get shout out by yeah. so, so what you're saying gentlemen is that what what you're meant to do is to suggest this to to my good lady wife whilst recording it at the same time yeah is you feel that will somehow balance out my initial reaction you, to this dress you being put in your place would balance out a lot of things i think i think that would make everyone feel a lot better <laughs> Plus, I don't know any. I don't know if anybody's ever made their own snuff film and starred in it before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds like a challenge. I'll see if I can arrange that. If I bought that for if I bought that for my missus, bear in mind she used to do burlesque and everything. She's not prudish in any in any shape or form. But if I if I went, I bought you something, you wouldn't. I would just disappear. I would become Shergar meets Lord Lucan instantly, and just <laughs> never be seen again. <laughs> I learned the lesson a long time ago not to buy things without without at least engaging uh, that conversation because otherwise that's a that's a very disappointing Christmas day. Let me tell you. Mm. Anyway, no, you don't need to. I I know that all too well. Anyway, anyway, moving swiftly on. Is that it for hobby progress for this month? Yeah, oh, yeah, is that all we are on? Jesus, I know. Yeah, right? yeah, no. An interesting one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, so what we're going to do for next month? Okay, I'll survive. So, yeah, is, that's is, basically 2020 isn't it yeah, yeah. that's our ambition for the year survive get to the I've, end as i've got a, a, a box full of mechanicum that's what i'm gonna be doing so i think next out the bag i might try and make a start on the creos tank the one that um chris sent me to make it match the one i've already got so i've got those two um i'm still looking for something a figure that will be a good thing for a cyber ocularis so if anybody's got any ideas, I did try these kind of destroyer little things, but they're a bit too small and fiddly. I'd like something a little bit more substantial. Have you not, have. Got, the, have you not got the skull sprue? Mm, probably not. Um, but also there is um, there is a kind of floating skull with some 
pipe work and embuggerances on the rust stalk Sikaran infiltrator slash rust stalker oh, spray. Yes, there is. <clears throat> I, 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 I have a cyber a, a, a cyber hawk you could use if you want to go down that avenue that I got uh, from a, a, a third party third party. I uh, yes, uh, I just need something. So I've got like the ones from the destroyers, but they're a bit. It's a bit tiny. I think they should be a little bit bigger. And I just wanted something that was, a, you know, like a, a about the same size as a heed of a, um, actually a Thrax head, that sort of size, something like that. So if anybody's got any ideas for something cool that I could use for cyber ocularuses, that'd be great. Let me know because I need a couple of those because what a great add-on for 15 points that is. So yeah, Creos tank and then um, doing the. Uh, Ursarax, I think, would be the next thing because they're really cool. And you've got those flying bases for them as well, Chris. So I need to do some modeling. But thank um, you for stripping them as well. I appreciate that's it. That's right. That's me. Uh, so it could be an interesting month. I've actually got quite a lot of time off. I'm actually off from the 18th to the 4th. So that's a couple of weeks' work there. So I can get some stuff done. I've, I've got about three days off between now and Christmas. So I think I'm probably not going to get much, if anything, done. Gotcha. Um, just because obviously, yeah, busy time, busy time. So yeah, so um, I, I, maybe get some more ships done if I manage to muster up the energy at some point. But I think it's going to be probably a, a, a nothing completed. Got you, Neil Poir. Neil what Poir. about you, um, Michael? Uh, I'm going to get that project, that unit done, plus another one. Um, and maybe I'll do some, I probably will do some more of the Zone Mortalis, but I've just kind of decided on a project for next year. So I, I want to get chomping on the bit on that, but I'm like, no, no, be patient. Wait until, wait until next year. Okay. Oh, very good. Cool. And yourself, Rob? Uh, I am going to finish the Archmagos Dominus. I've decided, get him done, get him out the road. Uh, then I need to measure up for the wooden panels for the Mechanicum carry case because the foam is too big to fit in any standard case available on the market at the moment. Um, so I need to make that. Um, also, in uh, extracurricular activities, I'm part of the Iron Sleep Invitational this year for, for Inquisitor 28. So I've got a um, little warband to work on for that as well as a little palette cleanser when I get fed off of painting red. Nice. Very nice. Very good. Okay. Cool. And uh, that's it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So what's so, next? Uh, State of the Union. State of the Union. The most Every, popular Everyone's favourite section. Really enough it is, yes. Kind of is, but I'll explain the stats later. Yeah, no, sorry. Just 20 minutes of silence. I thought we'd get really avant garde. Uh, I was going to sort of crash some symbols together to the tune of the Star Trek Next Generation theme tune. Um, right, State of the Union. So let's get this ball rolling. Games Workshop have launched a new website for their Warhammer retail stores, just a way to really highlight the kind of activities the stores offers offer for hobbyists. There's a Warhammer community article 
as per usual, which I'm because I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, much. They give three coins out now, so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's just the, the collecting the the years of. Oh, we lost your crystal. Yeah, you collect six. You, you spend sixty quid in store, you get a free metal coin. Yeah, and then you it a all, coin? all different every month or something, wasn't it? Okay. All different every month. Like last month was um, Doctor Kane. This month is uh, Death Guard. Yeah. Oh, can, can, can you buy anything with these coins, or is it just more stuff you've got to find no, space for? More collectible space coins. Does say yeah. you get a miniature of the month and pick and mix, which are quite. Oh like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. get one free. That's always. Yeah, good. yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot, which we suggested a while ago. Yeah, we did. Mm, yeah. Uh, so maybe they listen. Maybe they do listen. After all, but I did nick our name for the um, yeah. Titanicus thing, so maybe they indeed. do listen. Indeed. Uh, and um, yeah, and yeah, free model of the month is literally they give you the multi parts, the parts to build a model from the multi part kit. It's not like a specially molded model. No, it's not like the interrogator chaplain or whatever it was. Yeah, but that's, that's right. for free though, isn't it? For introductory to the hobby sort of thing. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine there'd be a lot of people going in with like. Sort of glasses and moustaches and yeah, yeah, full on this month it's a plague marine and I do collect 40k death guard so yeah. I will be visiting yeah. at so some getting, point. getting their kids to go in on shoulders That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. of other kids and then swapping over to get two yeah, three, of, three of them in a trench coat and just keep <laughs> yeah. rotating around yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> send and the yeah. wife in for one yeah Bob and John and Joe and Jim (laughs) (laughs) all seem to be using the same disguise. Right. Very good. Um, The Black Library have a few festive treats, you lucky people, for us this year. For the Heresy fans, this is the Solar War map, which we talked about, and set (coughs) two of the Legion badges also, which we talked about. And there does, you know, you've got badges of the World Eaters, Death Guard, World Bearers, Raven Guard, Alpha Legion, Dark Angels, Iron Warrior. Basically, we already talked about this. But... If that's a treat, well, I'd like to see it. I wouldn't want to see a trick. Let's put it that way. But um, there we go. It's all something, I suppose. Next. Uh, yeah. So no specific heresy battle forces this Christmas. But we have had a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, you can use the disciples as each fate sworn host as a good starting point. Well, for like is a- this more of his. Blooming- no, this I, is this no, is permissible. I said that the Zinch one, the Zinch one's amazing because it's basically you pay for the you pay for the greater demon and you get thirty four models you could use as lesser demons for free. Oh yeah. Especially if you buy it for if you buy it from Element, the box costs as much as the greater demon does from really? GW Prime, and you get thirty four lesser demon models. Or there's a summoner that you could use as some kind of dude. No, it's um, be a chaos lord. Yeah, yeah you've got thir- you've got thirty four other models Herald. you could use in an army for nout. Of course, that would be relevant if people could actually buy it. <laughs> I was going to say, because the, the Necron one sold out in about 10 seconds. Yeah, they all sold out Which really, really quickly. Necrons, they're potentially even more boring than the Death Guard. They're kind of iron. That's my It's story. like, oh, we're robots. Me, 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 beep, boop, beep, me. Right. I quite, actually, I quite like them. Anyway, this See, is a lot of the current <laughs> fluff. It's a lot yeah, more interesting. It's, it's pretty interesting. And we kind of, the, has the fluff moved away from massive ripoff of my first book of Egyptian history? Yes, kind oh, of. That's all right. A little I bit. Think. A little bit. But anyway, it's well, actually... to be fair, the fluff is is uh, it's rare that you'll ever hear anybody say this. It is so much better since Matt Ward actually got a hold of it. Anyway, on other controversial things. Matt Ward in compliment shocker. Um, there's nothing else. Looking at these battle forces, 
there's probably about 400 things you could have shooed in for a potential thing, I suppose, but it's all a bit tenuous. The Zench um, ones, the ones, the Zench uh, one was I think it's gone, brilliant. sold to the highest bidder, never to be repeated because you know they make about three of these, I think, if I'm honest. And just I, I for that, to be fair, though, to be fair, guys, production has obviously been, uh, uh, I mean, pretty much everything popular goes out of stock as soon as it comes back into stock. They, they're they really struggling. Even before the pandemic, they were struggling to keep up with, you know, they're still building the other factory. So obviously now they're having to work at reduced capacity. So stuff like this, you know, people are like, oh, why didn't they make enough of it? And it's like, well, they're struggling to keep up just with keeping the basic stuff in, let alone anything special everything in the hobby in any kind of hobby industry is struggling with production at the moment i've just yeah. left it with my old work my old work are up a thousand percent on what they were this time last year yeah, I mean, because I built, I built, because everyone sat at home with nothing else to do yeah i mean if you look at um consoles you know xbox um series x and the playstation 5 sold out in you know minutes yeah. Yeah, um, next by loads of people on, <laughs> on their deliveries yet yeah, yeah. Uh, what else was there um yeah, graphics cards, process, uh, you know, CPUs for new computers that have come out, they're all, you know, gone. Everything. That all changed, I suppose. But anyway, um, that's where we are. Um, like I said, it's uh, one of those things. It's not available. Would have been cool. Unlucky. Yeah. The company's in a good place. The company could have, you know, there's lots of companies that aren't in good places with the way the pandemic's gone. The company's in a good place, which means we've, we're have we not in any risk of not being able to get stuff like this in future. So if people are worried about a little bit of a wait during a global pandemic, then it's just a case of perspective. Hashtag jog on. I think also really? bear in mind there are scalpers as well. And that's the real yeah, there are. And, and that's the same for all of these things. Like Michael says, with the yeah, I've got a full set of Aldi's Kevin the Carrot toys ready to go on eBay in about a week for <laughs> precisely that purpose. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had a, a bunch of, we had, a, we had um, I know, I know um, one friendly local gaming store local to us had issues getting hold of the battle forces yeah. because um, they're, they're um, the person they deal with their um, our liaison uh, relationship manager, whatever was on holiday and they hadn't properly sort of said, Oh, you need to sort out their orders um, before I get back. Cause the battle force is going to go really quickly. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be there's got, always going to be things that slip through the net and not everybody who wants something is going to get something, but that's just the way that's just yeah yeah exactly i mean it's not like there's something it's it's everyone is like oh but they make so little of it and why it's a paper launch and it's like well no it's you know they genuinely want to get it out there but you know but then 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 you get stuff like when all the people who were screaming about last chance to buy like i was just about to buy a full elysian army really any reason why you didn't buy one in the 12 years since they came out then why why are you complaining about them now that they're gone if you in didn't buy him the, in 12 years, then you didn't buy him, did you? In cases of the Battle Forces, it's like there's no way that GW want to leave money sitting there. If they could have made more to sell. Yeah, they, they would have done. Of course they would. Because they, they would have sold them. They balanced it on how I, I, I'm. Well, obviously, I can't say for sure because I don't work there in any capacity. But they probably balanced it on. Right. How much time can we dedicate on the production lines to making these Battle Forces? Yep. And how much, you know you know uh, is that going to take away from normal line items like the very popular at the minute invader atvs the mario karts uh, because they uh, seem to be widely popular is that some primaris nonsense it is it's no, a primaris it's, it's mario kart. Primaris with a mario kart it's a 
god awful abomination. They're actually not bad in person, but they look they're they an look... awful, awful, <laughs> awful design. Don't, don't mention words, Rob. <laughs> I am mincing them. That's the Yorkshireman coming out. They, they do I'm, look a I'm, bit mince, weird, I'm mincing them for the sake of the PG-13 thing. They should be discontinued immediately. They're an embarrassment. They look like something Mantic would produce. <laughs> they're not the best design. Or they would have produced... They look like something Mantic would have released 10 years ago. As, as we always say at this point, uh, the views held by certain members of the team are not representative of the rest of the team. But uh, on this occasion, that, that might not be entirely they're true. They're not that bad in person, <laughs> but yeah, the, the on the website they look dreadful. But yeah, they can barely keep up a stock stock of new stuff that's very very popular and not too badly priced. So yeah, why would they dedicate too much time to yeah, something that is like, higher like, priced and isn't going to sell? as much yeah. as a smaller stuff because you know your nana goes into a shop or goes on the website she's not going to spend 125 quid in a battle force but 22 quid um atv she might i guess like i said the, the takeaway probably well, she wants to fill those fast attack slots for an army then she's got to isn't she yeah, exactly so, i think the point you make rob in amongst the rant was actually valid insofar as on the plus side, this stuff is being bought, right? Which is a yeah. good thing for the hobby. GW, anyway. took, GW took a big loan out from the government at the start of the pandemic. They paid it back within a month. Yeah. So anyway, all in all, the bigger story, I suppose, or the, the, the meta from this is that, yes, stuff goes out of stock. Yes, it sells really quickly. <clears throat> That's no bad thing, right? Can, can I just ask you, uh, uh, it's going to be, you know, people will be gasping in horror at this point. Ah. Uh, Classic Space Marines still a thing at all in 40k? Yes, or is they it are. Now yes. just they're, they're, apparently they're, they're called uh, Firstborn. Right, they're okay. Firstborn, and they're actually slightly better than they used to be in the old edition. Like they give them, two, like they give them all two wounds now. Yeah, right. There's no like new models ever seem to. Be, every time I sort of peruse the, uh, yeah, no, they've had um, they've had one-off exclusive Librarian and uh, Terminator Librarian Terminator. Um, Okay. Um, what you call it? Uh, uh, chaplain. chaplain. But... Oh, I've just got a delivery at the door. Carry on. Talk amongst yourselves, chaps. So, okay, yeah, I, I'm kind of because I saw an Ultramarine guy. I thought oh, he looks pretty cool, and then I realised, of course, he's Aerial Ventress. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only reason I asked the question because, you know, yeah. I think. Um, is that? I suppose the question. Yeah, the thing is that are they do all the new stuff? Obviously, is going to be in Primaris format, right? That's the deal. I mean, that's that's the that's. The, when Primaris came along, this was it was going to be a slow process for sure as people migrate their armies. But I suspect that's the way they're going to go. And fair play to them, right? Why why wouldn't you if you could? It doesn't bother me. We've got heresy. As long as they yeah. still make the thirty the thirty k Mark Three and Mark Four armor in plastic, we we're okay. I think once that stops, then we may have a problem. Yeah. No, no it's just just a just a sort of a, a question because I don't really pay any attention to it. So I was just. Yeah. yeah it's still very much a thing in fact they're actually much better now in ninth edition than they were in okay. 8th edition because as I said they've given them two two wounds each they've really sort of gone in and said well people have still got massive armies of these we need to keep them relevant so a lot Sorry of people that. Do... That was our partners oh. at Amazon delivering me some stuff they heard awesome so do you want to uh, <laughs> take up the next the next te- section, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this year's Black Library Advent Calendar, which was alluded to earlier, we do get two heresy stories. We have the Serpent's Dance, which is Amandera Kendall. That's by uh, that's written by Mike Brooks. 
Um, so Alan Derek Endel is a member of the Sisters of Silence, and then she joins Malkador Corp. Yep. Along with Mr. Garrow, who we'll probably be mentioning at some point later on this afternoon. Uh, the other one we've got as well is Embers of Extinction, which is a Perturabo Primark short story, so that'll be cheerful, uh, by Brandon Easton. Nice. Both names I'm not familiar with. Uh, Mike Brooks wrote a Navigator's novel last year, which was really very well received, and uh, he's just written a Orcs book. He's, well, we'll be mentioning him shortly anyway in this section, so but uh the other one i again i'm not familiar with him actually but these are both writers that are these are their first heresy stories so the, the navigator book was it a good read or was it really just a case of getting from a to b no <laughs> it was actually a really good read very very good read very um you know it was looking at the navigator houses um in sort of like the internal politics and yeah. you know family maneuvering and stuff and it was actually a really 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 good book very Brand, Brandon M. Easton is a professional writer based in Los Angeles, California, a native of Baltimore, Maryland. Brandon was a U.S. history and economics teacher. Uh, and now he's writing about Perturabo, sounds about right. Yeah, uh, mm. in New York City for six years before moving to the West Coast in 2008. He's written for Thundercats, uh, Transformers Rescue Bots, uh, won the 2012 Glyph Award for his Shadow Law series, um, multiple awards in 2014 for the Watson and Holmes comic series. I reckon with things like that, he's probably been brought in potentially if he's come from a comics background. He might be someone Mr. Abner has come across. Possibly, yeah. Potentially. So, as, as his representative, uh, how much of a cut are you taking? Just that idea. No, I did. I just Google. I just Google. I just I, his name looked rather transatlantic to me, so I just did a quick Google. And, Was and it the Brandon out. that gave it away? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. has there ever been anybody in the UK called Brandon? I've got a nephew called Brandon. Oh, there you go. There's one. <laughs> and a cousin, actually. Oh, two. It's very popular in the uh, it is, east, it's east, a... east, east in East Midland, East <laughs> Anglia. Sorry. Okay. Next. Uh, yeah, oh, so that's hello, impressive. sorry, that Victoria, so I, was, I was looking at the picture. Uh, Victoria mentions that showing off some female nice. desert warriors, which are really nice and will add something, something to armies made of the current range of desert warriors slash Talan. If you Talan, yeah, that's just yeah, these are ace. Yeah. Oh yeah, these are I just, amazing. I can't keep looking at Victoria Miniatures things because those oh, those woodland ranges just become more appealing every time. No. The ones who look like the Tanith. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, even though these, these the female desert scorpions, I would happily have a, an army out of them. They look mint. Yeah, I like, I like those guns. I do like those guns. guns. They look they? wicked. I, I think if I was going to get anything for Victoria miniatures, I get something. I get. I build a kill team for forty well, k kill team out of them. Yeah, because then I don't the, need uh, too many. The the Nuremberg three hundredth light infantry were expensive doing Krieg, but I bet you could make a more expensive doing this oh, it's like 50 pounds yeah. for 10 from victoria miniatures i think it is normally yeah so that'd be like uh, that's perfect for kill team and that would be fine because it's like individual you know you, you can get oh, them as individual sorry. as you like 37 about 40 pounds for 10 yeah uh, does that probably include post except from um, australia, from australia. Right? once you get over a certain amount which you're going to do pretty quickly probably i think they do free post yeah mm, 50, okay. 50 50 us dollars 
Yeah, so that's for 10. Two squads, basically. Yeah, I think the, the sort of takeaway here, I think, is that ultimately, if you are going to do a, a militia army and you don't want to do the old um, Cadians, because why would you? Because um, oh, I did. Just change the heads. <laughs> um, Victorian miniatures is the way to go, but I wouldn't advise, unless you're a oligarch, going down the uh, 300 infantry route because that's going to become really pricey really quickly i would if you do it if you're doing militia go to anvil because you work out what you what you need buy it all at once and it gets cheaper the more you buy it if you buy it all in one go you're looking at four drill quality casting for cheaper than gw prices cheaper than element at gw prices I don't think this is anybody saying Victorian miniatures are bad, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, no, the, the Victorian miniatures are in, 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 in money. And I suppose you could possibly pick out some sort of uh, HQ or command style figures from yeah. Victorian miniatures, couldn't you? And you just do bits if you, if you prefer the way that her plasma guns look to somebody else's, then just buy the set, you know, buy mm. the upgrade bits mm. and whatnot. Yeah, but so they're, they're not I'm, cheap. Her artillery carriages are amazing. Maybe we should get uh, on for an interview. I think that would be a challenge, wouldn't it? Like, if, if you have a look at the, the sledgehammer artillery, which actually for 75 US dollars is considerably cheaper than the Forge World option, mm. it is utterly stunning. You also, you also have to remember that, 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 that she is based in Australia and the prices in Australia are Australia. very high compared to the UK. So whereas me might be going, those prices are eye-watering, over there it's probably not quite as bad. Oh, that, that, that'll be a third of the cost of a Forge World Medusa, that 74 US dollars. Yeah, totally. A Forge World Medusa over there, what is it over here? It's about 75 quid over here, I bet they're Don't 160. Like bet they work out at over 100 quid, 120 quid. Oh, we can just yeah. go to the um, website and change our location, can't we? Down mm. in Oz. Probably, because you've got to consider, you know, you've got, um, you know, it, it, you know, Australia has has higher taxes and... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So off topic, it's not even funny. But um, anything, anything for Victorian miniatures is but, she never fails in quality. And I, as I said, I, I, I plan to do, when they redo Kill Team for 40k, which they're talking about, uh, what they have hinted at, I'm going to be getting a... Um, I'm going to be doing a militia Kill Team. Not militia, you know. Um, well, it will be militia, oh. but you know... Imperial Guard kill team. Astra Militarum. Yeah, Astra Militarum using using her models because I think because I really want some of them and I've got to figure out which ones to get and I might go that Tanner fruit. Very good. Okay. So a Legion Medusa in Australia is one hundred and sixty Australian dollars. Right. And how much is it? Is the, is her Medusa? Oh, Seventy-five American dollars. So yeah, a lot cheaper. Well, let's have a look. Oz dollars. <laughs> What's the it's current exchange rate? Yeah. Oh, oh God, come on, man. It's basically uh, one Australian dollar is 0.55, so 55 pence per Australian dollar current. Just give you some idea. So yeah. anyway, okay. moving um, on. Doesn't include postage though, so bear in mind that, that would probably be quite expensive. So next out of the bag is some Black Library shenanigans. Yay! Uh, this Saturday sees. <laughs> the black library's online preview which Hopefully. was yesterday as we yeah, which did, yeah so we're having a preview i, I damn it i, I should have i should have taken that out and put in the fact we've had so the preview. not only were you putting a story in that was you know very speculative at best <laughs> saying that there's a thing coming up that we may have some stuff in it it actually has already happened and i'm just and we got nonsense. we got book five we've got stuff in it we got something we got we'll book talk five about that in a minute Okay, we'll talk about that shortly. Shut up then and let somebody else carry on. Michael. Yeah, I'll go on. Right. 
if you're after some Games Workshop themed wallpapers for your desktop, GW gave us some. Just Well, GW gave us some for um, gave us some for Thanksgiving. Maybe they gave us some for Christmas. Nothing heresy, but you know, we most of us are in this. Enjoy the rest of the stuff as well. If you want some heresies, email Michael at Just go to the flipping Siege of Terror website and right click the stuff yourself. Michael will read this at Edgemanpartner.co.uk. Yeah, if he's allowed to once the prison sentence is served. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Please, 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 please send all cease and desists to it was all me <laughs> at michael <laughs> at edgeofempire.co.uk okay uh, michael yeah um they all they give it gw did give us a video this month um which had from uh proper sources it hasn't been uh secretly filmed over peachy's shoulder in the studio mm-hmm. uh on battle ready blood angels uh great for folks just starting out and uh want want hand uh, getting cracked on um you know red can be tricky um but gw's videos are normally pretty oh there we go i didn't press pause um gw's videos are normally pretty good um high production value and fairly self-explanatory so okay. follow that one if you need to paint things red yes just get, it gets you to a started point and that's perfectly fine for if, if you know if you're just starting with uh, an army. Okay. And there are plenty of red armies out there, not just the not just the Blood Angels. So. Yep. Uh, right. Duncan on his wonderful website gave us a free video on how to do Mars and Red Planet basing, which is pretty good for those players looking to do that type of thing. So if you're doing a Imperial Fist Army Liberation of Mars sort of thing. Or Mechanicum, for instance, could be useful for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his subscribers on his subscription website, he did a video on painting uh, Deathwing with a marble effect, Rob's favourite, on shields and painting Blood Angels in a second edition style. I'm not saying anything about marble because I like miles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> second edition style, so that would be very red with... Yeah, almost orangey red. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and green, and green, 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 and red bases. accents on the bone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, goblin green bases. Okay, I bought that box set back when I was about eleven. Mm. The Death, original Deathwing Terminators box, back when they I, were uh, First Nations rather than uh, French. I okay. do wish that someone would rock up to a heresy event with goblin green bases, just just for that throwback. They did, and I played it. Oh, I missed that. They did. You're right. I Somebody definitely know. painted their army deliberately to look like that. I think I remember I was at the same event. I can't remember which it one was it was. Blood and Glory. It was Blood and Glory, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway. It was great. Cult of Paint did an excellent video, according to Michael, on painting Heresy Space Wolves. Obviously, mine would have been find buckets of acid. <laughs> throw in Space Wolves, walk away for three or four days. Leave in Paint Stripper for too long. Yeah. Wolves. Um, so... Very good, apparently, on painting Heresy Space Wolves. And it's well worth checking out if you have any interest in that area. Mr. B. Uh, right, yeah. So there is an earlier cutoff date this year for web orders from GW to guarantee Christmas delivery. Obviously, fewer people working in the warehouse it means they can dispatch less. So instead of being able to order, I think last year we were able to order right up until the 22nd. This year, they're cutting off for guaranteed delivery at the 13th. Okay. Uh, or unless you're on the island of Ireland, in which case you're looking at 12. But there are other places in the world which, you know, we don't really care about. Yeah, we do actually really care about you guys. 
um, like America. Again, let me put the disclaimer in. Some of the opinions held by some members of the team here are not representative of the rest of the team. So, for example, and on this occasion, that is true. The US is, um, for example, uh, their date has gone and passed. So I think they had the fourth. I mean, to be fair, we're recording this on the 12th. Yeah. Are we? No, no? six. This is the oh, sixth. sorry. Sorry. Jesus. What? I've lost a life, a, a week of my life. A week of your life. That's how long it's been recording this podcast, frankly, today. <laughs> it's been a whole week's worth. Apologies. So, so, so on the off chance, people may actually get this in time. Very good. Sorry, sorry, Michael. Apologies. Right. I was getting confused there. No, Murray, no, no, I've had brain injury, but... No, I'm just old. Please, carry on. No one, no one jumps your defence there. Like, yeah, nobody um, would. Yeah. And I don't blame them either. No, I'm done. I'm all done. It's all over the roll now. Oh, I so know. Next in the next in the list is something we mentioned meant to mention last episode. Um, it's a Kickstarter from the guys at Everything Epic, and it's called Upzone, and it's pop-up cardboard terrain. Oh, yeah. We did mention this last month. I don't think we did. Yeah, no, we I did. Think I, I think I snuck it in. No, yeah, we did. Distinctly remember talking about. I remember talking about it, but I don't think we were recording. Yeah, no, no, we did. We put it in the show. Okay. I didn't anyway, go through all it's... seven hours to check. Um, but photorealistic pop-up um, scenery in uh, modular uh, I sections. Think this is awesome. I think it's a really clever idea, certainly from a storage point of view, that yeah. literally you can just slide it into a into a drawer and you're done. Um, I think it's... I must admit, I did think, wonder you know, whether, whether this was something that people would do for like MDF scenery, like I, you sort of slot it together so that you can flat pack it. But this is a great solution, isn't it? Yeah. I, think yeah. this is, I mean, you can basically put it in, you can make a six by four there and, you know, you could store it away in like a small box. And you've yeah, got basically it. in, in like a GW boxed game size box, you've got a table, tables oh, worth I of terrain. That is just genius. Just it, genius. It, it, it is phenomenal. Although I have seen a lot of wish adverts for this stuff as well, so I'm guessing it's it's fake, obviously. Here's, here's my um uh, my, my my bone of contention, mm-hmm. and just by looking at the Kickstarter here. So they've got the monolith uh, uh, piece that they're displaying on there. The problem mm-hmm. with that is there are no flat surfaces on that for you to put a model down if you want to sort of move a, use it as an actual piece of terrain to that makes sense there are actual flat um pieces as well like just board i think there are flat pieces by the look of it you know like where on the outside it's got like a hex it's got like um oh what's the bloody word it's like a mesh on the out um thing i think those are flat surfaces underneath it possibly so you could kind of put guys in there would be a bit of a chew on for sure but yeah i get your point I guess it's more like it was more of a centerpiece sort of bit than a piece where you could actually, you know, it's like a line of sight blocking piece of terrain rather than a um, thing that yeah, you would deploy. Those that have got jump armies than more like, you know. Well, you know, it's a shame, isn't it? Because I have the same problem with tanks, but you don't hear me moaning about it every 10 minutes. The only thing I would say is I, 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 I have a degree of uh, concern whether these could support some of the resin models that people might have. Yes, that is a good gonna, point. I'm not going to chuck a Leviathan on it, or you know, but yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I think, I suppose, what it is is it's if you got, haven't got the space, this is a great solution. I think, mm-hmm. and you're right; yeah. it may not give you that individually painted 
terrain look that you're going to get from your own terrain. And I, I was being slightly facetious with Chris because you're right. Some of that stuff, for example, if you were putting junk troops on the top of some of those flat surfaces, it looks a, might be a little bit wobbly and you wouldn't yeah. want to risk it. Um, I've got a sanguineous, so I'm going to be really hesitant about putting him on. It's perfect for 2020 for people who haven't got room. I think um, if you wanted to, to play team, things like kill team, small scale games. Yeah. I think for that. Kraken. How much is it just out of interest for a full set? So they're doing it's 60 by 44. For $100. $100 for a six by four. I think it was. That's not bad, is it? In comparison. They've also got like a little sort of modular kill team, um, not kill team, zone mortality thing going on there as well. Yeah, the dungeons. Yeah, they look quite nice. It's it's very nice stuff. I'd personally, I'd I'd have this at home. I mean, because you don't need to buy a mat either, do you? Thinking about it, so yeah. you save on the mat and save I, on the storage. I mean, just imagine Cumbia Legends if they had all of this. I mean, apart from that, it's a bit flimsy. But I mean, I'm just thinking about the storage and actually, you know, not having to store. A, a small warehouse full of scenery. It's definitely right. You know, if you were a company, for example, doing events across the country and you may want to take your own scenery with you again, it might, we need to get some is what I'm saying. Just to test it. <laughs> if anybody would like to uh, yeah, donate we, towards still, the, uh, uh, the funding periods ended. So uh, I can get late pledges now. Uh, you can sign up for late pledges. I'm just thinking whether we could, you know, get, 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 ask them to send us one, one slide and we can review it because you know we are influencers in the, <laughs> in, the in the big scheme of things i'd offer to pay for it obviously i mean then give it if they can give us one at mate traits i'll happily review it okay there you go i think this i mean i think it's a great idea i think it's definitely something that, that has some possibilities like i said particularly for you know storage which is always a prime and you don't need a map I'd like to give it a go for definite. Nice one. Well, well found. I'll, uh, I've, I've subscribed for late notifications and updates. Late yep. pledge notifications and updates. I'll tell you what, Michael, you can use your your your, your super skills and, and maybe drop an email and say, "Hey, we we have a podcast. Can we read one of your pieces of scenery, please?" <laughs> That's perfectly reasonable. Okay. Oh, Am I actually okay? Okay. Chris, you're up next, mate. Sorry, I was just doing the... Yeah. Uh, who am I? Where am I? Right, yeah, so Black Library online preview. And yes, we got uh, the revelation of Book 5 in the Solar War and Siege of Terror. And that is going to be Mortis by uh, John French. So that's going to be focusing on some more Legion sh- uh, Legio shenanigans, um, which should be a lot of laughs. Uh, Mortis versus Ignatium. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, the this does mean that this does mean that we know at least one of the uh, the last three is going to repeat now. Um, so we've got ADB has yet to write his. Um, Chris Wright has yet to write his. So I think it's looking more and more likely that Abnet's going to write the last one. Yeah, it's well, it's not going to be ADB because the last one is coming out before the actual 31st millennium and i'm not i'm sure adb well, wouldn't, no, wouldn't, wouldn't class that as a dig he, he's, he's got he's got one to write yeah and he probably started it before anybody else and it's probably book seven mm, because be by good. his own admission 
he you know he's not a, he's not a fast writer. His his quality takes time. So we we can rule ADB out for being for being the double header. He's not going to do two in the last three. Yeah, uh, I I reckon that will be Abner. Although then again, Guy Halley could probably write the last three on a lazy Sunday morning while having a lie in. But there wouldn't be. Well, my of Guy Haley's writing isn't the same as my opinion of people like ADB, Chris Rate, and Dan Abner. Yeah, he's not he's not as good as them, but he's re- but he is good. If that makes any sense, he's he's sort of like, ah, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's prolific, but uh, his I enjoy his writing. His, his uh, I I there enjoy are, it. There are there are two common authors <coughs> who I notice and and. Definite lack of definite drop in my enjoyment levels of their writing. One of which I'm well and truly um, is well and truly known. I've mentioned it, I think, on every show that I've been on. Um, no, not Gav. He's, since he stopped writing in crayon, he's, he's a lot better. Um, a flipping egg. Um, <laughs> better than <laughs> no. we could write. Let me put it that oh way. yeah, I'm not, just, yeah. I'm, I'm not disputing that, but I don't charge people for it. Um, <laughs> Annadale. Yeah. Honestly, that poor man. Poor chap. Right, Annadale's uh, better when he's not writing 40k. I've discovered. Mr. Graham, <coughs> what's next before? Right. Yeah, before we get. We, we before... haven't even finished on the next bit of it though. What? Oh, and Mike Brooks will be taking on our fears in the next Primark book series. I thought it was Perturabe. No, he's doing both. He didn't oh, right. He's doing oh, a short. Oh, okay. He's doing a Perturabe short. He's doing a full on Alfarius. And actually. Okay, cool. So that's I, would have, I, I would love them to release a comedy version of that, though, which was literally just like in the and then 300 pages are just redacted and blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that would be. That would you be know, quite, what the thing is, though, that would still sell like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. They could like release a troll edition that you could buy for somebody else as a gift. And like, oh, I bought, I, I bought you this Primarchs novel and it's literally just all redacted. Yeah, I know. There, there is a fear that maybe they'll spoil the mystery. But I, I think they'll do some. I think they'll do something very subversive with it. Like it'll turn out that the character we were following in the book wasn't actually Alpharius at all, but just a random legionary or something. Or they could just make it story based, like the Russ one, which doesn't really tell you anything about him that we didn't already know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's like two. You could distill everything new that we found out about Russ in the Primarchs novel into half a chapter. Yeah, that is true. Um, same with the Lion book as well. Although that one was very, um, that one was obviously written to tie in with book nine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving anyway, on. Anyway, moving, moving, on. moving the hell on. Um, the, the union is in a state. I believe we've reached the end of it. No, we haven't. No. There's two oh, additional I, things which. Oh we'll yes, that's true. They're just they're just uh, not in the. Uh... Um. So. Perhaps it's cliche, according to Michael, but Puppets of War this month released two new headsets, which may be of interest to Space Why am I getting all the Space Wolf stuff today? <laughs> um, is this by design? Uh, the Not Viking Helmets, Not Viking Heads, and Techno Viking Heads. I've got to see Techno Viking Heads. Yes, it's that YouTube video, isn't it? The Techno Viking doing the dance as he's walking along. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some, that. I'm, I'm some, some, some pride <laughs> march in Germany or something like that, I think it was. It's really cool. Anyway, um, oh, there the we are. It, wasn't. it was terrifying. Te- techno Viking heads, they're pretty good for the for Space Wars, aren't they? I yeah, suppose. Uh, yeah, they are a bit cliche, but, you know, 
that's sometimes allowed. Well, uh, three out of five, I'd say. Three out of five of those I'd use. I wouldn't use the Geordie LaForge wannabe. No, that's the one. And I, would, I, and yeah. I, and I wouldn't use Cyclops either. The uh, one at the bottom left. Yeah. I like the, the ones where they haven't got visors over their head. I like. Yeah. But there's three sets of the heads there, so. Yeah, the normal heads. They're not bad actually. The um. But mm. um, yeah. One one thing. I mean, one thing I found in my experience over the years, and again, this isn't meant to be horrible. Puppets <sighs> war stuff. Puppets war stuff can vary when you receive it from what you see on the render. The render looks very. The precise. render. The render looks stunning. The stuff that I've bought in the past hasn't always lived up to the render on the web store. Very good. Fair enough. Okay, so that's that. Um, well, except for that, uh, any no month would be complete without me talking about mats, and this month <laughs> is no different uh, because I like the Imperial Sector from uh, Deep Cut Studios, which would be great for Imperial-style um, cities. Uh, You've got a sponsorship a... deal with them yet? No. Because no. <laughs> you've given them a lot of free publicity. I also get P-Works as well, so, you know. Definitely. That is nice. That is a nice map, though, that Imperial Sector. What size is it? Uh, you can get it. Oh, you can up. choose it. Yeah, you choose. Okay. Very good. Anyway. Most of their stuff is print on demand, so that's not bad actually. Forty nine euros for six b four on the heaviest weight. I presume oh mouse pad will be the heaviest weight, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty sixty five euros for six b four in mouse mat neoprene. That's not bad. Yeah, they are bad. Yeah, sixty five euros. That isn't bad at all, is it? That I like that bad. as well. It's not a bad little table. That is um, nice. Not too bad at all. Very cool, as always. Good stuff from our from the folks at Deep Cut Studio. So that is it. The union has its state, and it's not too bad a state. I think it was fair to say. Okay, right. What yeah. we'll do now is we'll um, run into Engine Kill. All right, guys, uh, just me and Chris now. Uh, Graham and Rob have gone for a nap, uh, and we're going to uh, look through uh, Titanica stuff. There's not much, really, this month. I think we just got the fact that the, the Sarastas Knight Atropos is, is coming to um, is coming to uh, uh, Titanicus at long last. Um, and uh, in between recording sessions, uh, we got the confirmation that it's going to be released this Friday. So... Very exciting. We like we like new knights. Don't we? Do you like a knight? I do. I am so behind on getting some Titanica stuff. I need to get some new. Um, I need to get the other Sarastas knights first, and then the Questorus knights. So, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> knights, knights to be built. Knights to be bought first, yeah, and then built. True. But yeah, I'm looking forward to these. Uh, they've got some nice looking looking rules in there. Um, it's in the engine kill article for this month. Yeah, so. I was just having a look at the um. That singularity cannon—that's really nasty, actually. It does. It does look really nasty, but that's that's the whole thing about them. But it is quite, you know. I suppose it's 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 rather. I suppose in, you know, macro, it's quite short range. Yeah, I mean, eight inches plus one twenty maximum, but <clears throat> quite short range. So you've got to get it there. Uh, I can't imagine this is going to be a cheap model, uh, in terms of no, um, exactly, actual yeah. points. Um, 
it's going to be i think these are going to be one of those ones that you're going to have to shepherd right to where you want them to be otherwise they're going to get they're going to absolutely mullered by yeah absolutely given some crystal horse bodyguards and uh... yeah because uh if they're anything like they are in um in actual you know in full-scale heresy yeah they're one of my first they're one of my priority targets and rightly so, because they're an absolute monster when they want to be. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully that translates to the tabletop. So I think this will be pretty much everything except the Acastus Knight, uh, which is the other, the, not the Proprarium, the um, Atreus, is it the Atreus? Uh, could well be. I, I so infrequently pay attention to what knights are out there. I don't really... Uh, yeah, I think so this, this, is the, this is all but the last one then. And that's pretty good going, really. Yeah. So they're starting um, to make some new ones up. Yeah. At this point, at this point, yeah, I think it would be pretty much everything that we can that we have, you know, in the full size game is now at this point in the small scale game. So, so quick. Uh, aside from me, that, that second Acastus night. So we've got the Asterius. Yeah, that'll, that'll be it, the Asterius. Yeah, uh, dancers are out. Uh, Cascaders. Uh, the Archeron got. Yeah, that's out as well. It's. Uh, yeah. Styrix is now out. Yeah, so other than that, that yeah. mill, I think we're all sorted. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably about right there. So it'll be a case of anything pretty much from now on outwards. Uh, uh, once we get that second uh, Acastus Knight is uh, is brand new to the to the setting. Yeah, um, it's exciting. It is exciting because they're going to keep making models for it. I think. I think it's been a success. Um, at least you know from a outsider's point of view, it's been a successful game. Well, um, you know, it, it's. We've got a new um, we've got Siege of Terror book coming up that's Titan uh, sort of based, so you never know. There may be a uh, product uh, tie-in at some point, I expect. Oh, I'd love, I'd, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love for that. You know, uh, what's it? What I'm looking for? I'd love for a Siege of Terror book for it, but I get the sneaking feeling that they probably do that all at the end yeah, with the yeah. big. Oh, I don't know, but it, will the game? have a stay in the heresy that long will they do a siege of terror book before the big game gets to the siege of terror i don't know the rate they're bringing out books though i mean the, yeah that's i i would think so because Titanicus is rattling along yeah yeah i i i suspect that 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 before long it will actually leave the heresy and it'll start moving into um other eras yeah Quite um possibly. which i suppose is a good in a way um but uh you know it'll be sad in in the one respect but hopefully they still come coming out with heresy content yeah but oh yeah these these are these are these uh, models look amazing anyway shall we crack on and have a look at legio yeah. kratos legio kratos so do you want to who wants to talk us through the fluff do you want to talk for us through the fluff there? yeah so i did a fluff and did a crunch for a, for a bit of a yeah, mix yeah. up yeah have a mix up 
Okay, so Legia Kratos hailed from the world of, unsurprisingly, Kratos. And before the betrayal, were notorious for the use of excessive force. Cities that showed even the slightest bit of defiance were leveled completely. They were the seed specialists. Oh, this is Graham's ideal uh, Legia, yeah, really. Yeah, it's like, I don't know why he didn't do them, other than it's a, it's a strange colour. It's probably because they were in too far down the rulebook sort of chain for him to you know pick up. They were in Titan Death, the same book it's as not. the one that he's doing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Then I can't, I can't justify it any further than that. Yeah, uh, they are speed siege specialists, experts in bringing down fortifications, and so it was inevitable that they tended to work very closely with the Iron Warriors, leaving behind world scourged, scourged to scourged, 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 scourged. I don't know. Scourged to rubble. They were notorious in the heresy of having to be present on Talan, a world in which they helped transform from a verdant and agri world to a desert planet. They also fought at the Titan Death in the Great uh, Garment Cluster. Yeah, so you've got that. You've got that team up with the Iron Warriors. You know, you know they're going to be about one thing, and that's you know, crush, kill, and destroy. Yeah, well, I mean, they were originally introduced in John French's Talon books. Um, that's where they hail from. They, they they were brand new to the fluff from that. I see. So. And it was during the development of Titanicus that he um, that he and I think it was Andy Hall agreed on the name, the low gothic name Godbreakers for them. Well, that seems got to be it's a very metal name. So it's a, it's a very yeah, love it's it. A, it's a cracker name. Eh? OK, in terms of their Legio, tra- I'll go through the Legio traits and the um, specific scra- stratagems. They've got two stratagems okay. and one trait. So the trait they have is Doom of Worlds, which lets you swap out a mandatory reaver. Uh, from a mana pool for a warlord, which it's not that great, really. I'd rather swap out a warlord for a reaver, to be honest. <laughs> it, it depends, you know. Yeah, but what, what you're going for. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, part of their thing. Their thing is warlords. Yeah, they're like the big powerful big, stuff. Big guns yeah. on big and, on big frames. Yeah. In terms of their stratagems, they've got Scorched Earth. So this is a one command point. You can add two to the strength of all of your attacks while targeting terrain. I've actually seen this used a fair few times in battle reports online because I haven't seen I actually seen them in person yet. Uh, in one battle report, the board was really dense. The player basically used it to clear a fire line right to their opponent's Warbringer nemesis so they could then use long winged weapons to take it out which also exposed some of the papyrons and they were taken out easily by a quake cannon. So it's like, you know, this, this legion's got that, you know, they can basically clear away if they can't see it. Can't see it. We'll make it. Yeah. Their other stratagem is iron endures. Again, it's one command point, uh, but you can reduce the strength of hits taken from traversing terrain. So if you do use the scorched earth, you can still make your way down that board relatively unhindered compared to your opponent. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, 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 they're a bit nasty in that respect. It's very cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Strangely mobile, considering who they're teamed up with. Yeah. They get the uh, Earthbreaker missiles. Yeah. Um, any Legio Kratos Titan that is equipped with an Apocalypse Launcher can take Earthbreaker missiles and upgrade from plus 20 points for a Warlord Titan and plus 10 points for a Reaver Titan. When firing the Titan's Apocalypse missile launches, the player can choose to either use its normal profile or reduce its dice to two for a Warlord or one for a Reaver and give it the Quake trait 
Earthbreaker missiles increase their strength by five when resolving damage against terrain. Yeah. So that's pretty nice, I reckon. Yeah, because because uh, Quake reduces your your movement by half, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to slow down your opponent, that's an ideal one. Yeah, exactly. And again, you're good at you're taking down terrain. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's it. Uh, Build yeah. those fire lines. Yeah. In terms of personal traits, we've got... Um, I'll do the first one, and then Chris will do another one, and then we'll... Yeah, we've got the first one, which is Godlike Contempt. So this allows your Princep Seniorus to issue an order to their Titan, even if another Titan or banner with a small with a, with a smaller scale has failed one. So... Yeah, this I, one think you, I, think, I think that's a really good personal yeah, trait. That, that's a really good one. I like that because, you know, you, you can concentrate on the others knowing, hey, I can still definitely get off my, my yeah. Princeps Seniorus one as long as he's in a bigger Titan. Yeah. I mean, and if you're going to play these guys, he's more than likely going to be in a Warlord. Exactly. Um, exactly. With something big and nasty, and you probably want him sort of doing his orders last. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really useful. Knowing that you've always got that sort of buffer. Yeah, definitely. What about World Bane? So yeah, any blocking terrain destroyed by the Princeps Titan becomes dangerous terrain if it was not already. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 dangerous terrain. I've got what it does in this game. Because too many dangerous terrain rules in my life. Yeah, so that that's pretty good because again, it combos up with that Iron Endures you know, stratagem, so you know, you're still getting across the board very easily. Uh, do, 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 do. So I'm sure I find that for the, the rules for it. Hold on. We'll worry about that next time. <laughs> yeah, the rules are all over the place in the book, aren't they? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, go to this bit here, but no, that's not actually it's like I kind of want them to... I get it. I get why they've done it. It's great for beginners, but it's like I really want them to bring out a... Um, uh, an adva- advanced rule book that's just got so, them all in order after a unit moves to the dangerous terrain it suffers a hit to its legs at strength 3 plus 1 for each full 1 inch of dangerous terrain it moved through these yep. hit bypass void shields and ion shields so that's you know if you, if you do that with the um, uh, to, to, to do iron endures again yep pretty lovely yep so you're knocking down those buildings and taking them down yep. uh, path of iron so this allows the Princeps Seniorus to make a single smash attack against a model of scale free or smaller during the movement phase, providing you can clear your base. That's not great, because it only really applies to knights. What's the scale of a warhound? Scale five. It's not scale free. The only thing that's scale free is uh, lower than scale free is knights. Yeah, I suppose with the um, uh, Porphyrians. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's getting to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, obviously yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, um, they're difficult to, to deal with. Um, but if you've yeah. got your Princeps Neurus in a Reaver or a Warhound, just well, in the off chance. A bit quicker. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'm not impressed with that trait. Uh, no, I mean... That godlike yeah. contempt one is a standout favourite there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
We've also got a Titan of Hammer, a legend though, don't we, Chris? Hammer of Tyrants, a warlord equipped with Sun Fury, sorry, with a Sun Fury, Bellicose, and Carapace weapons of choice. When firing the Sun Fury using maximum fire, it doesn't suffer from rolling ones. And the first time it gets critical hit, its reactor goes back to the first hole. Yeah. Oh, like that. That's very nice. If you've got the um, Titan of Legend cards, of course. Yeah. Because they were only available for a little while. Um, but yeah, that's not bad, is it? It's the first time I think we've come across a Legion that has one that we've actually spoken about. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just found this when researching them. So yeah. if any of the others have had them, we've missed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, that's cool. Uh, in terms of appearance, now they've got a really unusual light green and grey uh, uh, colour scheme with gold trim. So uh, Duncan, in his painting guide on Twitch last year, um, did the Titan Death Legions, and he suggested an equal mix of Mechanica Standard Grey, Cabalite Green, and Pallid Witch Flesh for the uh, for the green, um, which doesn't sound like it would be too bad. Uh, and for the grey to use an equal mix of Mechanica Standard Grey and Pallid Witch Flesh and then do the trim in Gehenna's Gold. But other people in the community have been very strongly suggesting actually go with greyish blue from Vallejo for the green and wolf grey from Vallejo for the grey and then use their old gold for the trim. And actually looking at those colours on the various guys, I think that would work well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go with gw paints on this one because it's almost like a sons of horus yeah theme. i was gonna i was gonna say it's considering this little iron warrior is associated it's much more sons of horus color scheme yeah yeah it, it looks sons of horusy but i don't know maybe a little grayer a little paler yeah it's, it's sort of dull washed out isn't it it's a bit, um yeah i suppose you could start i have, off I have seen sort of uh de- um, not de- death guard jesus christ sons of horus <laughs> armies in that color scheme in yeah, that sort yeah, of uh, washed-out yeah. green, I'd definitely be I'd definitely be looking at potentially lightening up some Sons of Horus green colours. I can't remember which yeah. was where is Lupercal Ground or Sons of Horus green, but I'd definitely be looking to lighten up that. Maybe, you know, maybe adding that bit of um, bit of administratum grey or something. But yeah, just to, who yeah, asked? Yeah. I'm not a painter, so uh, you know, I paint by numbers. <laughs> um okay paint by extreme numbers that's uh, yeah Yeah, extreme numbers uh okay they did have a color transfer sheet long out of print i'm afraid so um if you want transfers of them i think the best hope for that is to really try and print your own we should actually cover that on a show sometime main show you know print your own transfers print your own transfers because i've done it and it's not that hard uh okay cool uh right um so in summary i guess uh, Fluffwise, they're all about warlords, aren't they? So, what kind of yeah. manacles would you be thinking for oh, these guys? Um, there's the really horrible one where you can have like all the warlords and all the um, warbringers. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh yeah, I haven't thought of that one. Um, I was thinking that that's in the new book, isn't it? The, yeah. the latest one. Um, <clears throat> oh, I've literally got the, the the ebook library here in front of me. Um, is it, uh, oh, is it Shadow and Iron? No. So it's the Extermagatus. Uh, it's the one in Defensive Riser. Oh, Defensive Riser, yeah. So there is yeah, three Warhound Titans compulsory, and then you can take one 
uh, Warbringer, which I think is probably... Uh, and this has got the Scorched Earth uh, Manable trait as well. Yeah. Um, which would, I think makes sense. So you can increase the strength value of any weapon by two for the duration of the attack. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not just a melee attack. So, yeah, that's, that's, I think that would fit the bill wonderfully for these guys. Definitely. Uh, I mean, my original thoughts were more... Um, I, w- I was kind of thinking um, more uh, um, a Myrmidon. Yeah, because I think uh, they have... Because um, you can get three law wards into that with this. Yeah, because you've got that special rule, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the Doom of Worlds trait, so... Yes, exactly. What does a what does a, a Myrmidon do? I can never remember. Uh, Myrmidon, uh, that is in the, uh, it's in the first, first isn't it? And that's the only one that isn't on EPUB. <laughs> so I don't have it here to hand. Let me have a look. Uh, oh no, Crucible Refugee That was the new one. Um, Page fifty three in the main rule book. He says, but that's not right at all. Uh, did you Axiom Myrmidon? There we go. So Myrmidon is yeah, all so that's all Warhounds and Reavers, basically, or Warlords and Reavers. So three Warlords. Yeah. Uh, so two Warlords, standard one Reaver. Uh, when issuing a first fire, a split fire. Uh, orders times this mana ball the command check will always succeed in a roll of two plus regardless of modifiers oh so that's pretty good yeah so I, I, we're gonna have to do um the uh these at some point the um we'll do the maniples. maniples at some point um yeah uh i think after we've done all the titan death we'll run through the maniples yeah. um okay yeah so that's a that's a pretty good one um also what about the fortis uh or regia R- Regia. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just trying to look for the books for them. Fortis is in Titan Death, isn't it? Again, so many rules spread all over the place. Yeah, you know, it's like especially with the maniples as well. Yeah, the maniples they're all over the place. No, Fortis isn't in Titan Death. Um, is it in? Oh, where is, is it? it? Doom of Moloch. Oh, is it in Doom it's, of Moloch? Yeah, page thirty. Oh. Doom Moloch. So that's two warhounds. So two warlords. So compulsory. That's not. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, one warlord and two reavers, and then you can take an extra warlord and an extra reaver. Uh, and that's all about overlapping shields. Is their advantage with that one? Right, and the regia that's in Juma Moloch as well, isn't it? I think it is. Oh, maybe that is in Titan Death. See, all over the place. I've I've made notes, and I'm like, like a month ago. Uh, Regia, no, is in is in it's in Titan Death, yeah. So this is the two warlords, one warhound, and then you can have another two warhounds. And with that one, you've got the um, obviously you don't have the reaver you can substitute, but you've got the um, the you know you've got the king and queen essentially supporting each other, um, so they're able to sort of um, you know, support each other in terms of passing the uh, yeah. you know, they can share orders as it were. And the uh, shield and the merging of shields from the warhounds, I think, would be very helpful. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that would be great. I mean, overall, I don't think these guys have got that good a set of rules compared to some of the others. That this game is such a game of mixed bag of yeah, you know, of Titan uh, Legios. I just I think that having that safety net of that command on your princeps. Oh yeah, that's good. That's such good. A, it's just such a useful trait to have. Just 
everything else seems a little bit thematic, but lackluster in the wider game. I mean, it'll probably be great in games that the you know you've got your dense you got your dense terrain board, and they're gonna I think they're gonna do really really well. But the 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 thing is that we sort of going through them, we found. I mean, there there are some armies that are much more their rules are much more in keeping with their fluff than others. You know, we had the yeah. uh, Leisure that liked Deep Strike and didn't have any ability to do anything even remotely like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but their rules weren't too bad, though, so... No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, no, I, li- I like these I like these guys. Um, I-, I love the colour scheme, and the fluff itself is actually not yeah, too bad. The colour scheme um, does, doesn't tick the boxes for me, but I, don't, I, I, like, yeah. I like their... Uh, I like the idea. Oh, yeah, they definitely seem like a... An interesting idea, and uh, yeah, I and say that possible. I know that Graham won't listen to this section, so it's absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm really shocked that he didn't go with these guys. It's probably because he's bored of painting green the salamanders at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, I mean, I know Mortis is kind of iconic when it comes to traitor lead, uh, you know, traitor titan legions, but uh, you know, these are just these are just right up his street in terms of a uh, terms of rules yeah. and fluff, so. Ah well, you know, it's probably him not reading the reading the books probably and just going, nah, I'm going with them. But anyway, yeah. okay, cool. So next month we're moving on to uh, Legio, Legio Astarus, the Firebrands. So oh, that'd be good. And I think, and then I think this puts us most of the way through Titan Tough. I think we've got three Legios after this. Slowly creeping our way through. Because we're saving the two starring Legios of the book, um, Volpa and Solaria, till the end. Uh, okay, okay. And I was like, oh, there, there, they're coming up. Yep. Ariel hadn't done the firebrands yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll slip, slip them in and uh, and we'll yeah, get, onto the, get onto the big guns. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, fantastic. So, um, what we'll do now is we're going to move the show into the augury scanner. Okay, so this month on the augury scanner, we've kind of just uh, we haven't had too much to talk about. There are some things that we will catch up. But in next month, but the main thing for this month was our uh, the responses that we got from you folks for our listener survey. So uh, we put this out on the um, website. I'm sorry, on the um, Facebook pages uh, just to try and get some ideas. And we asked a number of questions. So I'll quickly run through them. And we got 30 responses, which is really great. Thank you ever so much for the people who took the time to do this. Uh, we really appreciate it. So um, the first question was, you know, out of those 30 people, how often have people been listening to the show? Um, we've basically had a couple of people, uh, four people from that, which was listening to the show in the first for only about a year. People have been listening for one or two years as eight. But most people that we got have been listening it for like forever. So probably since the beginning or there and thereabouts. So that's really great that we're keeping percentage wise anyway. And most people have been listening to this for a long time. So you must be doing something right, I guess, Mm -hmm. folks. Um, The next one, which we're very keen to find out, is uh, one of the things that we've endlessly discussed is whether the content of the show, which is, you know, which is the things we should be spending the most time on, which is the most popular and stuff. So um, 
we asked the question uh, in a normal Age of Empire episode, what's your favourite part of the show? And there are seven options. Um, State of the Union, List Challenge, Aubrey Scanner, New Releases, Book Review, Engine Kill, and if you were just the end was your favourite part, you probably wanted to end the survey about now. So the one that came out top, which is a bit of a misnomer to a certain extent, uh, was State of the Union. Yeah, um, but that I was, was a bit surprised about yeah, that one. It's yeah. only because of the way that the survey is done. So <laughs> yeah. what it does is it basically says, what was the combination of first choice, second choice, third choice? So State of the Union, um, out of the 30 people, first choice it was only 16.7% of the time. But second choice was 50% of the time. So Pumped. combined. Uh, so on aggregate, it got pumped it, it, up. It, it gets more because more as in terms of what's popular, it's more popular because it's not just the first choice. If it's the first past the post, then the list challenge is way out ahead on so 36%. In, in proportional representation. Yes. In this PR show is terms, all about State of the Union. State of the Union is the most proportionally represented uh, thing. That would have the majority in the House, as it were. Um, the list challenge, whilst although in first past the post, it would be the clear winner with 36% people saying that's their favourite part of the show, uh, less so for second, third, fourth, etc. Uh, third um, was Aubrey Scanner um, with 13.3% for top choice and 13.3% again for its second choice. Sliding scales thereof. New releases was fourth, but in terms of first choice was 20%. So, um, really? Yeah. And the same applies, actually, before you get too despondent. Book review was second choice. It was never the first choice for anybody. Um, and that was 10%. Um, but Engine Kill, which, weird enough, was sixth, simply because it was first choice for 13.3% of the time. So in a first past the post, it would have been, the roughly speaking, the fourth most popular one. Oh. Um, but over the course of the aggregation, it was sixth. And finally... Not unsurprisingly, the the end was the most popular for um, actually the last choice for most people. It was seventh, sixth and a third choice for three point three percent. So probably one person out of all of that. So just got, just got sick and tired of being in, in the show. So like the best, they, the best, they like the end. The best bit of the show is going to this challenge, then maybe looking at the new releases and then ending the show. <laughs> so that's the yeah. for certain aspects. So quite interesting. But. In terms of what we're doing, this challenge is, is definitely the thing that people find the most, it was the first thing that people find the most interesting, but let's not underestimate State of the Union, um, Augury Scanner, or even the new releases, actually, which people do find really useful. That just started off as a joke. Um, so, yeah, book review, though, you might need to do a little bit of, of chiggery poker with that, but Engine Kill, even, is still very, it's still popular, first choice, 13.3%. Um, we also asked people what was their favourite type of Edge of Empire, Edge of Empire episode. So, uh, an in-depth army look, at an army or a legion, yeah. um, an in-depth discussion around a um, recent or relevant topic like you know GW's quarterly results or something like that. Um, a normal episode format, so just what we normally do, and um, things with interviews and anything in the other section. So uh, the thing that was most popular was just a normal episode. So the things that we currently do, the way that we split the show, that's what people found most engaging. Um, the next one was uh, a bit more detailed. So we asked actually people's opinions, and we'll come back to that in a minute. But um, the next question was, for, for what was, for you, the independent person taking the survey, what would an ideal episode of the Edge of Empire podcast be? And we got a number of um, different responses to that, which we'll go through in a minute. Um, the next one, was about the time that it takes. So an Age of Empires show, and this one including, will be anything from four to seven hours, which is a huge amount of time. It's basically a working day. Um, 
this amount of content is this amount of content too long too about right or too short um or actually yeah so most people thought it was about right so 19 people from 30 said it was about right um some people thought it was too long so six people out of 30 thought it was too long but some people five thought it was too short so seven hours isn't enough more of us more of more of a crazy crazy Uh, okay and then and the last question we asked which was like an which is like an nps score which was net promoter score which they're using customer services to see if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing um you can tell he's in management can't you yeah i've hardly understood a word he said and it's got graphs so i've just i know i know i'm used to this uh but anyway in terms of promoters this is people who would actively promote your product um we had 17 from 30 um, 10 people were passive, which doesn't sound great, but actually it's not that bad. That's usually people that would score somewhere between four and seven or in this instance from a you know one to 10 scale and three detractors. But that's you know people who would actively sort of say, actually, it's not a good podcast. But three from 30 is 10 percent. That's not bad at all, I don't think. And a 47 uh, NPS score is, is pretty good by anybody's standards. So nothing to be um unhappy about the only thing i would say is if i do this question again i'm going to change the word wargaming podcast to heresy podcast because i think that may have potentially yeah. been confusing because are we a good wargaming podcast well not if you're a classical wargamer probably not no. so um but is it a good heresy podcast that's the big question so that's a score that we'll track as we go right because the idea is that you 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 change the passives to promoters if you're doing a good job that's what we're trying yeah. to do. all i'm going to say all i'm going to say is right guys that if this is how decisions are made in the video games industry, I can see where some problems were had. This has nothing to do with decision making in the <laughs> video games industry. I just want to make that absolutely 100% clear that this is not how video games are decided. It may be about how I engage my team to make sure their morale doesn't fall through the floor, for sure. But this not is how ET terms. got made. This is nothing to do with how... Um, games are decided or what they do <laughs> this is about finding sentiment for goodness sake i'm gonna um, take a bit because obviously et you know <laughs> i know et atari's game worst game ever made etc etc you know allegedly there are still parts of the desert in arizona that are full of holes where there are copies of et for the atari wasn't it, 2600 wasn't it sort of north new mexico or got buried or kind of so, someone did someone did actually excavate them yeah, yeah. somewhere anyway allegedly I've not seen it. But anyway, that is nothing to do with this. In terms of the responses, I think, what do you guys think? Overall, super positive, really. You know, 30 people, which is a, not bad. Um, we'd like to have got more, but, you know, there's some good stuff in there. The the real kind of meat and potatoes, though, is in more of the sort of detail around what people have said yeah. in terms of um, the good things that people are like. So this goes back to sort of question five, which is um, what – sorry, not question five – uh, question, question four, four what's an ideal episode so i'll quickly run through these because i know time is a, a ticking um so the art like i said that was the question what would be an ideal episode so edge of empire is unique and makes me laugh unlike many other podcasts so that's very positive yeah. um we also had things like they're laughing at us quite no they're not, fine. No, they're not. Um, my self-esteem's low enough to take that exactly a laugh's a laugh i'm happy um people are happy with the different bits that you guys already do so fundamentally as we are as you were gentlemen um how the lockdown something they'd like to see is how the lockdown has affected the community and the hobby in general something that we could potentially explore in other episodes and we touched on it in the interview with mark um list challenge around an army i know well question from us lot tangent a tangentially 
related AR, AR what AOS new release. Don't encourage him. But of Engine Kill, uh, a good update from you guys, and that's maybe it. So they should be generally happy. But yes, they people like things like our tangents and stuff. So that's good. I think you know we've got a. a certain, like our things, that is yeah. very good. People have mentioned tangents, and I think even somebody mentioned There's the fact that your, your stream could do with some tangents. So we'll just come along and tangent. Yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently, when I stream videos, games, I should do tangents. Yeah. Um, people love the arm. Well, this person loved the army focus as they can give me an insight into armies I don't play or even get me to want to play them. So I think that's definitely what we set out to do. So I'm really happy with that one. Um, a chosen topic with fluff, a list challenge, and a scenario built all around all around around that topic. So that would be the ideal episode. That would yeah. be exactly what I would say is a is an ideal episode. So for example, we have this stuff does take time, obviously, but you know we have a chosen topic like we did with the um uh the 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 death guard yeah and you know we get all the fluff we get the list challenge and maybe a scenario as well that we we create that is work but i think that would be a very good thing if we could do it um banter law lists and more so that's almost like a marketing tagline for the Mm. um for the episode for the for the whole thing i mean we could even rhymes i mean it's great um world eaters manatees now that is something that i would pay good money i suspect that there's meant to be a uh <laughs> a, a, some, some grammar there somewhere but I, I could be wrong but yeah i mean world eater manatees would be a hell of an army wouldn't it i mean that would be great wouldn't it um, I mean, just the, like the crazy mad killing manatees yeah. um this is quite a quite a big one so maybe blind pick a list from previous company of legends to be the opposition for a list challenge to do Ooh. battlefield effectiveness that is a great idea so mm-hmm. when we're doing Battlefield Effectiveness, we just do a randomizer from all the others we have, and that's the one that we'd be facing. Very good. Uh, maybe expansion of the Company of Legends list description type episodes where you look at armies that ended up on the list of concern and talk to the player about the ideas behind the army and how each team would go about fighting the list. Plenty of tangents. The podcast is like going down the pub with your mates and chatting about heresy. Super. What a lovely feedback. And some really Still, good if that was your answer, well done indeed, sir. I That's like really that. good. Thank you ever so much for that. It's great stuff. Um, I'm feeling quite happy. Uh, what have you what what you've been up to? New releases, State of the Union, August Scandalist Challenge. These are things that people, you know, think is a good episode. Um whatever you guys feel like talking about. Do particularly like the faction unit talks. So that's great. You should enjoy this one. Similar content, but more focused. Now we are we aren't very focused. <laughs> yeah. We are somewhat diffuse. There's the reason focus. that a lot of people say about tangents is because yeah, focus we, we, is uh... because it's not our strong suit. Um, a bit of everything uh, with chat and laughs. Given how new relatively I am to 30k and Titanicus, any knowledge is good to hear. So that's a new person to the hobby, which we're encouraging. Super, pretty good. Uh, all of it. Keep my hobby alive through you guys. I keep my hobby, keeping my hobby alive through you guys, which is really good. Obviously, in these lockdown times, you know, we're trying to provide that service. Um, in-depth analysis of an army with a guest who plays it. I think that's something we've talked about in the past and mm. we've um, definitely something we could we, we should try and do as well. So we take that on board um, a little each of the above. Having more guests on to discuss armies, projects, games would be good. So I think that's something we're definitely going to take away from this. Um, somebody here is saying don't put all your stuff into one episode. You could hold some stuff back. So it's two four hours episodes rather than seven and a three episodes. I see what you mean. Seven hours and three episodes. So maybe they're right there. Maybe there is a way of we could actually potentially parcel it out over the course of the month rather than bang it all in for a full day's listen um i'd like to see a list challenge where where to take one legion um 
to make the list a rival faction that the other two take. So basically, I love that. It's, we are going to do that. It's Ooh. like a face-off, you know. Like a Mills-off, I think, in Mills, the initial one. I think if, if it was Chris and I on opposite sides, we'd have to be very careful because you know how how that can end up. You've you've been in you've been in Warhammer World with us. Um, <laughs> And even the PG thirteen rating would be the it first be thing even got worse broken. when we couldn't actually look into into the whites of each other's eyes. So it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't because I like see I like seeing the weakness in your eyes. That's all it. I like to see the fact that I can look into your eyes and it's like staring into the void. You like <laughs> you like seeing the demons looking back at you from out of his pupils. Don't you? Look look back. Yes, exactly. Like Nietzsche, be mm. careful looking into the abyss. Um, some legion so titanicus somebody's put capital letters so there you go keep doing the titanicus some legion faction history it's a good episode for some people i enjoy your looks at the various factions and then a list challenge based on your different approaches if i may make a slight comment so there we go somebody making a slight comment sometimes the new releases state of the union and augury scanner can blend into the same feature with little difference I thought that too, which is why in this particular episode I've moved some stuff from Aubrey Scanner into State of the Union. So I think maybe we need a slightly that, clearer definition between that. Them. Makes sense. That's valid, I think. That that's totally valid. valid. Absolutely. Um, okay, that may, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's actually very good. That's a, the kind of thing we're after. Yeah. More stuff for Michael's production scores. Yeah, I think that's it's good. the Aubrey Scanner is kind of community focused. The other two should be about sort of stuff released from Games Workshop and Forge World, and then State of the Union stuff released the wider news world and stuff um the normal banter and tangents that distract from the topic that is meant to be the focus then a themed list challenge where everyone uses the same legion army to make it fairer okay yes so maybe with this one like the death guard for example we're using the same legion etc etc um event review when they can happen tangents they're funny faction or units legion chat more talk about how good iron warriors are good man yeah I know, no mention I know exactly who wrote. Is this, yeah. is this Mr. Godsmoke that wrote? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He might, he might have a Vilka Fenrika name, but I can spot his comments of leading <laughs> yeah. mile off. Yeah, I saw that, and I went, I know that was. It was either <laughs> one of two people, and they're the same person. Just to be fair, <laughs> there could be more than one person who thinks that we should there not is, talk about no. the Imperial Fists. No, so, no, no. Um, people having fun. So there we go. That's that's what we do. Um, I like it how how it is now i really enjoy hearing about your actual list that you're taking to events okay well, uh, however it is totally understandable why that's not happening right now but yeah i think i enjoy those episodes too actually yeah, um, me too. 80 18 so basically more more call for engine kill um the usual gang talking heresy that's us a review of some rules and book review so there you go something that we could look at um this is the i'll save that one for last talking about events which you've been to and what list you took list challenges so there's definitely a theme there some areas to do. and the final one just you guys talking <laughs> so there you go is that, that a positive that. review or a bad review? i think I it's can't... a good one i think it's in in the the fact that you know what they'd like to see is just us guys talking <laughs> and maybe that's, maybe that's got its own unique appeal you don't have to beat that that out twice now yeah oh, yeah maybe anyway all in all i think that's super positive feedback thank you everybody who took the additional time not to just sort of click on the buttons but to actually write some comments for us because they're super invaluable and Indeed. you know and that gives us a chance to make the show that you guys want to hear uh, going forward so really positive year in difficult circumstances you know we've still managed to maintain um the listener numbers even though we haven't been playing games or being out to events like we would do normally in a normal year 
Um, so it's really, I think, just me to say, and everybody else here, I think, to say a big thanks for everybody who've done that. We'll do the same again next year. We'll look at some of these areas we can definitely improve on and sort of, like I say, make this a podcast that you want to listen to. We've certainly yeah. started to get more people sort of um, on with us, which is, you know, positive step. You know, we've got uh, Mark joining us later on the show, Miles as well. We, yeah. You know, we, we're we're trying. We, we picked, up, yeah. picked up other various whiffs and strays throughout 2020 as well. Oh, yeah, you know. I think yeah. in this year, some, more of them, others, some of them we've tamed. Yeah, I think in this year, more than others, we've got, we've got a sense of community, if that makes any sense. So yeah. it's not just us sort of talking into the into the wild, if you like. We are getting a lot of feedback from people and mm-hmm. getting a lot. So there's the current that, that feedback to us, with you know, being one of them, but other people as well. Even the ones us. that Graham hasn't created himself <laughs> yeah. as a fake ID. <laughs> exactly. um, but even, you know, and, and that's good because, you know, we do do this from for no other reason than our own enjoyment and hope that you enjoy it too. So it's nice to get that feedback from people and nice to get some ideas from people and nice for them to feel that, you know, they can, you know, have a bit of a banter and a bit of a laugh with us as well. So, yeah, great stuff all around. Well done. Thank you, guys. And now on to books. Now, there isn't much in the way of book news this month. I mean, I think what we'll do is we'll run over what books we know are coming very, very soon. Uh, This doesn't include the the, the new books that are coming out with um, uh, with, with, um, the the, the, they just announced this Saturday. But we do have Fury of Magnus is sorry. Solar War apparently is the audio book of the month uh, now. So you can grab that um for cheap um on the black library audio app um fury of magnus now i've seen a few sales sheets making their way around the internet today uh you know where they put out the sales sheets this is what's oh, going yeah. on pre-order next week and a few of them have actually included the fury of magnus hardback so i'm wondering are we going to get fury of magnus sneaking out just in time for the new year this just just before christmas yeah that would be really really nice but i don't know um it also i mean the the sales list i sell also listed the death guard stuff but we know that's for 40k but that's that has been delayed yeah so i don't know whether this means that that fury of magnus which didn't have a street date um on the website um has has been delayed as well so i guess we will wait and see on saturday but i'm expecting this personally maybe january to be honest yeah, I think we had January as a as an idea, didn't we originally? Yeah, we we we've seen a lot of a lot of rumors of January for right. Fury of Magnus. Like sneak it out a bit early. Well, It'd be really nice if we got Christmas it. For, really? if we, if, it'd be really nice if we got it for Christmas because you know we were expecting it November, but obviously then you know the world went to you know COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so you know everything got mucked up. Uh, we've also got another short we're expecting for the Advent. So we don't have a date on that one as yet. Uh, that's the Perturabo short, which, whose name escapes me. Oh, uh, <laughs> we talked about it earlier. Yeah, we did. Uh, Mike Brooks uh, is writing it. So desperately quickly scrolls up the page. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Can't see the words at all. So there we go. Well done. 
I, I know it's a Potorabo short um, Primarch one, and it's a fir- it's his first heresy um, short. In fact, I think it's both of their first heresy shorts. So um, I'm going to try and reach out to them and see if I can ask them what to, how it was ranked for the heresy for the first time. So hmm. I think I will do that later on tonight on Twitter. And they'll probably ignore me because, you know, who, who knows me? Uh, okay, cool. Everyone uh, knows. Probably, oh, it's the squid guy from Age of Empire. <sighs> Once that happened. I know, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, Chris figures out that title. I'll just run through and talk about basically give you some some background potential reading. Embers for, of Extinction. Embers of Extinction, yes. That, that is, is right. Well, it was on the tip of my tongue and I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Death Guard books. I've sort of done these in chronological order. So Chris hasn't read many of them, have you? So no, I've only read the main um, main series, the main books, novels yeah. out, of these, out of these ones. Certainly, there's a lot of the other sort of other Legion shorts I've read, obviously. But I mean, a, a lot of these are in um, collections, so anthologies yeah. and stuff. So I think most of them are bar one. I think all bar no two. All bar two are in a collection, I think, now. So Lantern's Light, the first one, which is um, not in a, an anthology at all. This is a short uh, by James Swallow, uh, released to coincide with the Buried Dagger. And it's sort of a look at how Mortarian got his um, his pistol, the Lantern, for the first time. And sort of takes a look at the relationship between uh, Mortarian and the Death Lord. Sort of how it's developed a year after their first meeting. Uh, so it's a very, very quiet story. Yeah. Um, a lot of it just sort of focuses on, you know, Mortarian still being a bit annoyed that uh, at the way that uh, um, the Emperor handled his uh, his uh, adoptive father. Yeah. Um, then Verdict of the Side by David Annadale. This is a, this is an interesting one. It's it's from from Science of the Emperor, the the um, Primarchs anthology, uh, which was originally an event uh exclusive but eventually became you know was released got a wider release this is a really funny one because it's sort of like mortarian basically lands on this planet he's like you know what i'm gonna be a little more like my brother i'm gonna be like magnanimous we're gonna accept these people into the imperium and we're gonna be nice to them and then he sort of ends up realizing no that's not me but it's sort of interesting to get there i like like that idea i might have to um find that one and give that a read actually science is a very interesting interesting collection in the way mm. it's in the way it sort of looks at some of the legions like um my uh, favorite one is a is a is a dark angels alpha legion story in which the alpha legion are describing themselves as the alpha legion before they even meet alpharius uh, okay that's quite cool so it's a little bit away whoa what's happening here yeah um so it's quite interesting, you know, uh, uh, did Alfaria shape the Legion or was the Legion or was, uh, you know, Alfaria shaped by the Legion or was it just sort of something in these character? So yeah. that's actually a really good book, Signs of the Emperor. I think um, it's the one with the Dawn story in which he sort of discovers that place where his, his other brothers were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Flight of the Eisenstein. So, yeah, the the, the first the, real the first, Death, Guard Death Guard book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is how we figured out what was up with the Death Guard and what they they were all about. So it's so, kind of it's really good. good. Yeah, yeah, and it sort of expanded a little snippet from a book. Yeah. Years ago, and it was sort of like you know Garrow and Varin and and a couple of others basically went and 
fled to terror to tell tell everyone about the about the massacre and it's sort of you know they've taken a little little slip of text and expanded it right out into something pretty make it it a full-on story yeah yeah yeah. it was really good and also the first appearance of plague marines so that was quite quite good uh then we sort of got demonology this is sort of set after um scars because mortarian and uh, the khan have a bit of a come to yeah. blows in that book uh, so mortarian travels to a, a planet that had been conquered by the thousand suns and he sort of decided you know if you can't beat them when it comes to the warp you may as well join them and it's very interesting the way he sort of um, hates himself but at the same time he's like no i'm gonna learn i'm gonna figure this stuff out so i can so i can turn it back on you so that's a good one you know know, use the weapon of the enemy you know that's always the it's the thing they least expect exactly um then we've got distant echoes of old night by rob sanders this is a really cool one really simple uh it's very sort of um it's it's the death guard uh, uh a chaplain leading a destroyer squad um as they go to um uh mop up some imperial fists who are sort of escaped from them on a dead horrible world and it's really good because it doesn't just say look at the death garden like oh they're proper grim and dour but they've also got a bit of a black humor under there as well so (coughs) oh sorry a big fan of that that particular short story um very very mucky yeah (laughs) it's like proper death guard there's lots of mucking and horribleness going on there um black shield so that is sort of the first fictional mention of black shields um chris rate again and it's sort of um a death shroud we'll talk about them later in the show but he's renounced all his ties to the legion and in an old failing rickety ship he sort of ran away from the um from the death guard uh with some deserters and this is him sort of putting down on a toxic world because they're being pursued and he's sort of like right if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die here on the ground so that's a that's an interesting interesting one um the next short we've got exocytosis um james swallow wrote this one i don't know if this is in a compilation yet but it bridges the gap between the angels of caliban and the buried dagger yeah Uh, and it's Typhon at the end of uh, Angels of Caliban. Uh, Typhon and uh, meets up with the Dark Angels from Caliban, and they're sort of like, "Yeah, put down here. You can, you can. Uh, we'll help you out. You're our mate." And this is sort of him being on this planet, accepting his destiny to become what we know he becomes to become Typhus. Yeah. So it's sort of like his his almost sort of like, "Yeah, this is what I'm meant to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life." And this is very, very complicated, story. I'm failing words tonight. Um, and then the, and then the final one, the Doom of the Death Guard, the Buried Dagger, uh, yeah. James Swallow again. So uh, that's a really, yeah, really... uh, it was the last of the Heresy books as well. Yeah, last of the Heresy books. So it's sort of like. We know exactly what was happening in that book. It's, it's sort of um, the interesting fact. They wanted to originally do this as a graphic novel. Uh, similar to uh, McCrag's Honor. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you can kind of see the, 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 the bits of that 
you know, in there. Um, But it also includes a story about the chosen of Malkador. So it it sort of ties up that their story. So it's like the chosen of Malkador, their story ends with this as well. And they leave the setting to not come back into the setting until the beast arises. And then, you know, this is our first real look well, back at Mortarian's uh, early life. Not all chosen Malkador. Some of them. No, do. well, two of them. Two of them basically two. go. Yeah, we're 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 out. You know, they 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 yeah. two of them are still around, but the rest of them are. They're, we've got we've got names to take. <laughs> yep. You know, the rest of them are gone out of the setting. Uh, we won't yeah. see them again until the beast arises. Um, but yeah, lots of flashbacks to Barbarus in this one, which is interesting. You know, we get uh, a real look at how Motarian became who he is, and a lot yeah, yeah. Of about the relationship between him and Typhon. So that was that was rather nice. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I liked Grey Dagger for. for uh, yeah, I, I liked it more for the Chosen of Malkador thing. Ah, oh, fair enough. I mean, uh, I liked it more. For that's the... that. That was more the that. I, I, I like Death Guard. I just I, I liked the journey that some of those characters have been on, um, in regards to the sort of the yeah, there was um, sort of, it was interesting, you know how how they got those. It's interesting how they got those two sort of very different stories. You know, they're both reaching a place that we sort of knew yeah. they were headed. Um, well, with one of them, we had an idea that they were headed there. With the other one, we knew absolutely where they were headed. And it was sort of like they've reached reached those places and journey, uh, you know, it's about journeys ending and changing. And if that makes any sense, yeah, at least yeah. that's how I read it. And um, it was nice how it, it tied in with more recent 40K Death Guard fiction as well. So that that was all right. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, we've got Grandfather's Gift by Guy Halley. Now, it's it's a bit of an odd one in terms of heresy. It's it's a Primarch's heresy story. But we don't know when it's set. It's uh, basically Mortarian sort of waking up in the Garden of Nurgle for the first time, not knowing why he's there or what's going on with him. And it's sort of him coming to realize what he is now. And he gets his first gift from his new patron. So um, that's quite an interesting sort of little thing but it was it was a very interesting story because it you approach it and it's like is this a dark imperium story for 40k or is this a heresy story or but because of the i suppose the vagaries of the warp it could be any time really but absolutely it it is an interesting story but it's sort of one of those ones that's sort of like it says it's heresy but i don't know it could be either way but yeah yeah but yeah, they've got a good selection of little of stories there, actually, haven't they? So. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're mostly in the in the sort of side, you know, little stories here and there. I mean, yeah, they also get a, a good mention in Scars and um, uh, the Way of Heaven, Path of Heaven, sorry, um, yeah. in their dealings with the Khan. Um, but that's you know they're they're not the stars of those. Um, no quite nice anyway so that's that's basically yeah, the book cool. so we've got um so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go and ha- have me talk about death guard fluff for a minute and then into the crunch into the crunch crunch lovely
So once again, me and Graham have turned away for Michael and Rob to leave the building, turn the lights back on, and snuck another individual into the uh, <laughs> fire the fire escape into the into the recording room, yeah. and that is the wonderful Mark Frost. Yeah, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. I, repelling down from the roof was um was an option. It was an option. It was an option. I scraped my fingernails, but I'm I'm here and I don't think they saw me. So. No, well, the breaching charge, though, might have given the game away, to be fair. That wasn't necessary. We could just open the window, but I like yeah. your style. I mean, yeah. the, the, the door was left open. The brick was there. I did check. So, But <laughs> dedication, you know, you were, you were mm. committed. The more important thing is that you did it head first. I mean, that I oh, that's, that's completely appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got, I got, got to incite some fear somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> it was a terrifying sight for our health and safety. Uh, what a lovely uh, segue! Uh, absolutely, man. What a, a professional, super professional segue. The reason that we've uh, invited Mark on is because we talked about Dark Angels last month, but of course they weren't the only Legion that were uh, revamped. Uh, given a slight spit and polish uh, in book nine, the Night Lords were also given that lovely treatment. And Mark is a, a so I'll, I'll go to Night Lords uh, r- reporter. So we thought we'd, uh, we'd, we'd we'd get him on and have a chat and, and get some thoughts on what he thought of uh, the goods and the bads of, of, of the Night Lords now that we're in uh, book nine territory. But starting off, how are you, sir? All well? Yeah, was, uh, it's was... all good. It's all good here in the frozen north of East Anglia. <laughs> but it's actually, it's, it's quite mild, actually. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cold here today, to be fair. Yeah. So. I mean, you are, yeah. that is the frozen north, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, that is true. I mean, I am the sort of past the wall, fundamentally. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, Mark is still kind of in, you know, around Stark territory. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, the lockdown's been okay for you and everything, all tickety-boo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well... For me, it's not that different because I'm I sit in an office and paint. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. so it's just having people like um, around when I am. Yeah. So I've kind of used to sort of being around the house when the kids were home. Obviously, that was a that was a bit more trying. But I mean, now it's, it's, it's just me and the missus locked in our own representative offices um, while we're working. So it's, it's it's pretty good. Oh, good, good, good. good. That's what we'd like to hear. Right. So How are we gone? I was going to say I'm, I've been working from home since it started, and my wife was off for a bit as well, and that 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 was straining. To be fair, um, I would admit it to her because she's not in the house right now. But just having her around all the time was like, oh, I can. This is a strain. So, like I said, at least you've got separate offices. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got my own de- dedicated office, and she's got a a desk set up in the spare room. Gotcha. So. um yeah, so I just sort of come in here, shut the door, and then wait for the alarm to go off where I've got to go and pick the kids up. But <laughs> very good. So very cool, very cool. we have obviously people who listen to the show will know uh, our long time association with Mr. Mark Frost, specifically for his uh, his fantastic lists and his awesome paintwork. Um, wow, we why the Night Lords? That's my question. I, every time I look at this Legion, what was it about them? Just to give us some context. That, that drew you in in the first place? Because you've been a long-time Night Lords player before this book came out. Yeah, I've been Night Lords for about... I mean, they are, I mean, obviously, I've got my Demons. Mm-hmm. I've got some Mech, and yes. I've even got some Imperial Fists. But it is... Yeah. Sensible, every, All the others are... You know, I've got three or 4,000 points of each. 
just to yeah. create sort of little lists, but I've probably got about 20,000 points of, <laughs> of Night Lords. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm looking, and I'm doing my list for Company of Legends. I'm sort of working my way through painting that. You know, I've got another 12 jet bikes and there's you know, 20 more Raptors and that to sort of be added to the list. So I, I don't really know when to stop, but, um, that, 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 that means that you, you know, you're truly on board that if you, you know, if you, if you ever reach a point with a Legion or an AR where you're like, no, I'm not done. There's still avenues to explore. That's, yeah. that's, that's real love, isn't it? Yeah. Cause I, sometimes I think, right. Okay. I'd love to do like a, a defensive list. Mm-hmm. Right. Who would be defensive? Or I could do like, um, Iron Warriors or Imperial Fists. But actually, why don't I just do a defensive list with my Night Lords? Why don't I do a a jet bike list yes. with my Night Lords? Okay, I don't get a three up jink like the the White Scars would, but you know, I've still got lots of lightning going on and bat wings and stuff. So yeah. I, I just they are they're the main team, you know. I yeah. might, might support the others for um a few games, but you know, all season it is it is the Night Lords. Um, <laughs> getting into them I yeah. I used to play Space Wolves in 40k back in you're, 7th edition. You'll have greatly gone up in Rob's estimations with that sentence. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I used to play them, and I it was when I started commission painting, someone said, oh, can you do me a Night Lords list? Um and I started looking into them, and I thought, oh, I really like the Sevatar model. I like all this lightning and that. That'd be really interesting to do. In the end, the doing that list dropped through, and I, I didn't actually get to do it. But by then, I was kind of hooked on looking into the Night Lords. And then I read the Aram Dempsey Bowden, the Omnibus, um, oh, yeah. where you've got three main novels, and I think you've got three short stories in there as well. And I was just like, after that, I was like, no, I've got to do these. They're just... They're they're horrible. They're nasty. Mm. They're you know, pretty much everything. I'm not. I think, um, but they're not truly bad. They're not. They're not chaos, um, and then they're not good. They're just different. They're I mean, even ne- when neutral you, chaotic in in D and D parlance, uh, yeah, they would be neutral chaotic, wouldn't they? That's uh... it's like when you look at them. You've got like in, in all the books, you have who can ally with who. You know, who would be by the Emperor's command, who would be, mm-hmm. you know, sworn brothers. If you go through them there, like they've got the least amount of people they could actually partner <laughs> with. Um, you know, and so, sometimes that's a, that's a bit more me. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's an interesting concept. So, yeah, I see what you mean. So they aren't the most gregarious allegiance, like you say, very insular, which is completely yeah. opposite of what you're like when we normally meet, you know, you're you know very outward going so i suppose that is the question is do people pick their legions based on certain attributes um that they may or may not necessarily exhibit themselves which i don't know what that says about me and iron warriors to be fair but um good fit to me yeah see exactly so that um that sort of like i said they're not completely chaos so they're not like aligned to a chaos entity like say um world eaters are Mm -hmm. um and that I was thinking about this actually today because we, we in this episode that this is in we we, we did Death Guard and I was thinking I just don't know if I could get excited about Death Guard. There's nothing there that really appeals to me as a story or behind it. It's almost like 
to some extent, I felt that the they needed sort of the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, which was a plague, and they kind of fitted the Death Guard into that mold. Mm. Whereas, like having a really good, nasty, evil faction, if you like, that still is in, um, engaging is quite tricky. So, do you feel that with them? Do you feel it's like a actually, it's not just they're not that sort of caricature of a evil legion. They they're evil for sure, but they've got they've got their reasons. Yeah, they're they're just. I, I just, I just think with like the, the you got the main chaos legions from forty k, so mm-hmm. Death Guard, um, I can't remember Emperor's them, Children, yeah, yeah Emperor's to... Children, and that. And um, but when you look at the non-aligned legions, generally they've got a bit. I think they've got a bit more character. Yeah, a bit more about them. Yeah. Um, I just and like I never, really, never play loyalist. I'll always like I look at my Imperial Fists and I go, Well, oh, could I actually drop Sigismund and actually have them as um a traitor legion? And I remember saying that at Blood and Glory. <laughs> and I think as I was talking to someone about it, I think it was Tom Sargent walked past and he t- turned round and said, Did someone just say traitor um, Imperial Fists? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, maybe that won't go down too well. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm, I'm going to leave. Chris, Chris, Chris left right this there. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just prefer the. I prefer I, the traitor I legions. I think there are ways of doing it. I think I did one on a traitor fistly uh, list of three or four months ago. I think it was. I think there are ways of doing it without it being fully traitor, if that makes sense. I think you can yeah. do um, uh, still sort of vaguely loyalist, but having a. a a spin on it where it doesn't necessarily fit in to the yeah. classic traitor, classic. Okay, so it kind of rebelled almost archetype. like Black Shield esque, but still maintaining the yeah. the unity of the of the thing. But yeah, yeah it's interesting isn't it, about that sort of natural which which side of the coin do you naturally gravitate towards? But I was thinking about this today because I haven't all the armies that I've done up to um, recently have all been loyalist. So you know, I started off with the Iron Warriors, into the World Eaters. Then I've done um Your concept the, of loyalist is very different to Yeah, and then I've done um Salamanders, for example, and now I'm doing Ultramarines and you know, those are very different. But I think whether I would say I don't know, I think I need to do another traitor legion, like you say, because I do quite miss that. Um Yeah. It's something this aspect of it. Yeah, there's something um dastardly and moustache twirling <laughs> in a in a in a in a caddish terry thomas style of playing um yeah i, I like the rebellious traitors i think i think i like the, the the fundamental thing about rebelling you know and, and sort of saying no sod it we're going to do something we want to do ourselves and we sort of tried to write one of the company of legends like that which was from a very much a traitor's perspective that actually they were the victims they weren't the perpetrators but anyway that's not what we're here to talk about so <laughs> We know that that's you know there's an aspect of you know moustache twiddling, dastardly, dick dastardly even esque. Yeah. Well, so actually, thinking about it. I can't shake the, uh, the the image sorry of Terry Thomas rolling dice. And it'd be uh, cool, wouldn't it? It would be cool. It would have been a wonderful thing to see. Anyway, <laughs> so Night Lords. So yes, previously they had a little bit of a um, you know a, a nod in one of the other books. Yeah. And now they've gone full on. They've got everything they need to do. How, what's your first kind of impressions, broadly speaking? And then we'll maybe go into a little bit of detail. So, I mean, my first impression is that they've actually made 
the good units better. Okay, cool. So, which was always required. I mean, all specialist units always tend to need to be made better against the standard ones. So, Raptors are now just as favourable as taking Assault Marines. Um, You've got a new dedicated Terminator unit, which is great. And they've made um, the... uh, the Terror Squads just a little bit cheaper as well. So that making them more usable and a bit more user-friendly. Um, depending on how you look at the rules, they might have hamstrung them in a bit of a way. Okay. Um, but generally, you know, you, it's looking much more favourable for them than it was previously, um, especially with the, the buffs to, say, Sevatar, and um, just making those two main units a little bit cheaper. Got you. Okay, very good. So, the did anything change? Like in the, the sort of Legion of started the first part. Has, has anything radically altered from what was in? I think it was book six, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, they got a little buff in book six, and I think they had um, the independent character um kieran affairan in there and he's actually in this book where he wasn't in the red books okay got it um so the main bit so index of start is um let me have a look um so it's talent for murders been tweaked hasn't it yes um talent talent for murders slightly slightly tweaked and it used to be that you know, if you outnumbered um, people, um, you would get a plus one to hit and wound. And that yeah. only went up for um, to very bulky, but they've included extremely bulky in there now. So they're calling um, uh, monstrous creatures. Yeah, uh, fine models, yeah. Yeah, extreme, oh, not, not extremely bulky. What do they call so, it? It's, it's extreme bulky models and monstrous creatures count as five. Yeah. As yeah. five, so it's sort of it's added added that to it. So if if you're taking something big, you know you've got that extra bit of bulk to it. So and it can sort of knock you down a bit, but it's still again reflecting what was in the FAQ in that it's um it's only against infantry based models. Mm. Yeah. So before you could you could outnumber a dreadnought, which was great. Oh, uh, I see. Especially yeah. with the right of war that you had, which was Horacol, um, which actually isn't in this book. And it's a bit up in the air whether that still exists or not. Yeah, we we, this we're, the- we're of the opinion that if, unless it's been sort of redone, which Terror Assault has been, then it's mm. still a viable right of war. Yeah. Um, see, the if Dark it, Angels have like eight of them now, I think. Yeah. If it is, and it is sort of that way, then raptors in that um, right of war are going to be even better. They're probably, I mean, they're my favourite unit anyway, but they'll be by far and away possibly one of the best, in my opinion, best units in the game, bar none really, Got um, for what they can do attacking-wise. No, no slashes anyway, you know. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's come on to that then. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's the thing that people most remember from um, or about the um, Night Lords is definitely that talent for murder. I mean, I was certainly aware of it. I've never played them, and only very 
infrequently played against them, but I was still aware that it was a it was a major thing. But yeah, yeah plus one to hit, plus one to wound if you're outnumbered. Um, it's a it's an amazing thing. Was it you outnumbering them? Or, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you yeah. out, so big squads wading in on stuff. All of a sudden, everything's you know hitting on threes against marines and wounding on threes, which is a big difference. Yeah, and if you're taking the dedicated weapons, which are a bit lower down the page. Yep. Um, if you're taking them, then you are oh, yeah, chain blades, hitting, hitting on threes, wounding on twos. Yeah, because they'd be strength six, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's strength six, and then rending as well. Rending AP three, nice. And, then, and they're only um, two handed, not unwieldy. So you don't yeah. hit last; you hit first. Yes. Or you, you hit at initiative. Same initiative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't get that plus one on the attack. Um, but with the raptors um, in horror cult, which is in the red book, you could roll in, roll a d three. Or yeah, roll a d uh, roll a d six, um, no d three, and um, whatever you got would be the amount of tax you got extra on the charge. So if you rolled a three or a five or a six, mm. you would get three attacks extra mm. on the charge. So if you got four attacks, then suddenly you got Rocky. You know, yeah, it's it's up to six attacks on the charge, which was great. Um, which yeah. sometimes you're going in with you know fifty or sixty attacks. Um, which it's, you know, with the weapons you had then was enough. I, I charged Russ and killed him on the charge. Bloody hell. I mean, so, volume is always, you know, yeah. volume is king, isn't it? And that is, you know. Horrendous. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the thing that I find with the sort of going back to talent for murder is they've now specified that it's for both sides that the bulky and very bulky thing applies to, which is usually, yeah. which is, Good because I think in the past people just have uh, you know, gone. Oh no, it doesn't matter who's got the. You know, it's, it's only the. It's only the, the night, 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 if you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'd, I'd never played it like that. I would if um, say you were charging into some other uh, yeah. jump pack groups. It would be like, okay, you've got nine, I've got ten, therefore I do outnumber you. Or yeah. you've got ten marines, I've got ten. Uh, raptors therefore i don't outnumber you at this point in time so i, th- I think generally that that's how it was played it, it it wasn't um i'd never had an opponent not count how many they had for bulk no, i, I yeah, always yeah. explained it to them so i'd never done it that way yeah i think it's um like i cause i only think that it must have been an issue for them to specify that in that yeah like, someone's Sort of raised that question at it you know, more than once. Mm. I was thinking of extremely bulky and monstrous creatures. I can't really think of other than sort of big, horrible, grippy demons. I can't think of anything else that's sort of extremely bulky. But no, yeah, it's all cool. It's all cool. I don't think there is anything other than like the massive, um, what are they called? Gargantuan creatures. Yeah. I'm not sure there's, and there might be, there might be one that I'm, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, is the, um, yeah, the big Mechanicum thing, extremely bulky or super bulky or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I think um, jet bikes are extremely bulky, aren't they? I think. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where we're at. Um, yeah. Some, some good stuff. Nothing untoward. They don't have a lot of downsides, actually. I'm just looking through their kind of the Legion of Astartes part, and it's mm. all quite positive, isn't it? Like, say, they all get night vision, which is great. You can tie that in with stuff. I think we've talked about that before. The only yeah. one that's possibly that may affect you is if, you know, if the Warlord dies, the whole army has to take a 
uh, morale check at like it was being shot at. Yeah, and then later on, when you look at the um, rights of war, that really comes into play as to yeah. why you wouldn't you ever use that right of war. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There's no doubt she'll have a few words to say, like, why are you still recording? Okay. I'm pretty sure I told her. So next up, so we went through the – there's another thing. So we talked about the uh, Nostrum Chain Glaive, plus one strength. Yeah. three, really cool. Teleport transponders, they all get those? Yeah, which get is them, good. Which is yeah, super so good. It's, yeah, it's only them and the Imperial Fists which yep. can do that, which is um, still nice they get that. Yeah, and yeah, cheaper than what you get from the Custodies. And yep. – I won't stay, stop. <laughs> Trophies of judgment uh, adorn themselves. This is great, isn't it? like thematically. Yeah. Chuck your, chuck some dead bodies on you. Uh, get the fear special rule. That seems yeah. like a logical step to me, to be honest with you. Somebody yeah. runs at me in armor, drapes through the entrails or something else. I'd find that slightly off-putting. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's an okay rule. It's okay on characters, mm. especially if you're putting the characters with the squad. Oh, yeah. um, but when you put them on individual squads, it's just too expensive. Got um, yeah. So, but, five um, points yeah. is a lot, isn't it, for fear, I suppose. Yeah, but five points on an individual is fear. But then I think if you put them on a squad, it's like 25 points. And then if okay. you've got three squads, it's 75 points. That, yeah, that kind of the maths of actually yeah, yeah. the upgrades I could buy halfway to another squad. And yeah. would that be better? Than, if you've got it on a Praetor who's running with the squad, yeah, then... He's Working with them, them and it, it works anyway. So, yeah. uh, but that's, that's that's an okay role. And then, yeah, the next thing is the uh, the one that we were all on the um, the night thirty k night lords group all um, high fiving each other was the headsman's axe, mm. which Just is quite that. nice. That is nice. So, headsman's axe, double your strength, AP three, melee, two handed rending. So a bit like the chain glaive, you don't yeah. get the um, penalty for it's not unwieldy. So it goes at initiative. Strength twice, so strength eight, strength eight initiative. That yeah. bad. And rending. So even going against, you know, your Terminators of the world or whatever, on a six, you're AP2. Yeah. And, you you know, you're killing them before potentially they can kill you. With a bug, mm-hmm. with a load of attacks, that is a nice upgrade. For 10 points, it's an absolute bargain. Yeah. It's, I think the, the chain glaive is five points. Yeah. Um, maybe. That, yeah, maybe 10 points. Yeah. Chain glaive is sorry, yeah, be on the next page yeah. is over. But yeah, ten points for the for a for strength eight AP three initiative weapon, not to be laughed at with rending. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, so, so was there much jubilation at Terror HQ at this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> much much skinning yes. was done <laughs> in the pits. <laughs> They brought in an extra special, you know, set of people to torture for yeah. funds, particularly loud ones. Yes. Wow. Well, there we go. Definitely tweaking the nipples all night long, I would have thought. Yes, yes. Many um, iOS players were skinned for our amusement. <laughs> <laughs> so, which brings us on to uh, rights the, the rights of war. Yes. So, obviously, like I said, there's, there's already some existing. One of them is a, is a reworking of an existing one. Mm-hmm. So what's your terror assault? This is the other classic. You kind of, you know, if you've got night lords, terror assault is your man. Has that changed? Yes, it has changed. It's still limited in that you can only take one heavy support choice, which is why I never really take it. Yep. 
and it was always about using terror squads, yep. obviously terror assault. Uh, but now the changes are that you can um, you can take raptor squads as um, compulsory troops as well, which is you know it's better in that you can take raptors so fast. Yeah. They don't have to be a fast attack choice, and you don't have to take the terror squads. Um, so that's really really good. Oh, okay, so it gives you an additional compulsory choice. Troop choice yeah. that's just terror squads. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you've still got like the cover of darkness, so yeah. you get um, instead of having to roll um, a two, no, it's, yeah, instead it of having to roll a two on, on the first turn, it's automatically night fighting on nice. the first turn, and then you roll uh, three up um, on the second. Yeah. Two, yeah, so two up on the second, is it? Three up on the second, um, and then three six up on, on the, the second, third. and a six on the third for night fighting. So it's automatically night fighting, which yeah. then it's you know easy, gives it four. There was a four pass before, so that's yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's um it's good. So you get the plus one initiative, and you get plus one to their run distances, and um with their um their rules. So they've got the like the cover of darkness, so they yep. they get all that movement and that sneaky sneaky. Nice. Um, so they get the stealth, don't they? Out yeah. of the bag if it's night fighting. So yeah, yeah, absolutely great. So that is almost playing into an almost you know you want a hard hitting alpha strikey thing because you want to get that. I mean, plus one initiative for the whole army, which someone assumes. Yeah, Legion of Star is night lords, and plus one to their run. You yeah, get them up close and personal, dead sharpish. Yeah, if you if you got curs in cover on the first turn, it's, it's like a two up invulnerable save or cover save. Gotcha. Effectively. Very it good. Stacks, which, is, which is very nice. And they still get to take, uh, so troops, so tacticals, veterans, and terror squads still get to take drop pods, um, which awesome. is uh, which is quite good. Yeah. You, have, uh, you haven't got a limit on consoles anymore either, so you can... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Tacticals. So, basically, you can, yeah, you can drop pod in turn one half of them coming in automatically mm-hmm. get your fellas out ready to you know sit there potentially get them in cover or whatever if they, cause they're kind of salt obviously and and but yeah super useful really good yeah wow very handy very handy indeed so the downsides are there any downsides to this you've got to take an additional so you've got like a troop tax the classic yeah. three compulsory troop choices mm-hmm. um only take a single head support choice, which we've talked about, which is something that automatically puts me off for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and then you can still take three Leviathans if you are that way inclined. There is that, yes. of course. <laughs> and I suppose you could take yeah, three Vindicators, which is a great choice anyway. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And you must. And a glaive, and the, yeah, everyone's laughing. Every, everybody's happy. Yeah. <laughs> All the boxes ticked. Absolutely. And then fortifications, of course, aren't going to happen as well. So ultimate, So there's two stripes against this for me right out the bag. <laughs> Clearly not written with me in mind. But, no, no. So you, you don't necessarily favour this. Um, no, just well, because of the, the yeah. heavy support. Chris, this, of, this seems like one that was written with you in mind. I, yeah, I mean, this is... Before, when it came down to it, it was Blood Angels or Night Lords, and I just mm-hmm. thought that Sanguinius was prettier. So, I mean... <laughs> That's the only reason that I'd have, only I've never done a Night Lord's Army, despite them being the you know the one trait of Legion that I probably would do uh, okay. at some point. But yeah, this is yeah this is a, this is a me right of war. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Another, the other one we've got is Swift Blade. I've not heard, I've not even heard of this one before. Crikey, there's, there's loads. Just looking through. There's three, yeah, three, three, yeah. four, including that other one, potentially. So what about this one? Is there, was there anything in here that, that, um, piqued your interest, Mr. Frost? Well, this one's the one that I probably wouldn't take. Okay. So you can take up to five HQs. Hmm. So, and none of them are the overall warlord, but they all share the, the warlord trait. So they are the warlord. So then if you take that back to that previous, um, oh, seeds yeah. of descent, each time one of them dies, you've got to take a leadership <laughs> test for every, every unit in the game. Nice. Which is, you know, <laughs> plus with that, the, um, the Nostrum and blood where you fall back an extra inch. Mm. If you start falling back suddenly, you know, if you're yeah. within 13 inches of the, uh, edge of the board it's <laughs> yeah. squeaky bum time so for sure yeah so you've got these five warlords which on paper you think oh that'd be great i can have all these cool consoles and then realize that every one of them is a potential hand grenade waiting to go off for yeah. your units mm. is it though intriguing all of the hqs in this attachment must be slain to fulfill the conditions of any rule or objective that requires a warlord to be removed from oh, play as right. a casualty you're, you're so right. i don't i think you've got to kill all three for you to have to do that I don't I think, think. I yeah. don't think. Got, I don't think it's. Um, I, I think the whole you do it every time. Board, I think you've yeah. got to get all three of them off the board and then do the. So I think it's a bit more favourable. Yeah. Actually. So for slay the warlord, you have to kill all of them. And you're right. I think it is only on the slaying the warlord. Let's have a look back at the thing. Um, what was it? Defend, if an army's warlord is slain, yeah. each unit in the army member special must make an immediate morale check with their sum, which will help in losses. Yeah, I see what you mean. I would, I would probably, if I was going to rule that in an event, I would say you have to kill all of them mm. to go see Mark. So maybe, mm. maybe it might be back on the cards. Maybe it just needs clarification in the old, boom, the old FAQ, which we uh, will keep talking about on the off chance it might well happen one day. So ah, f- fifty Cantacar Terminators. It is as my HQ then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, no, it's seventy-five. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you can. Why not? You're into into Rob territory. Um, <laughs> so what's the dangerous place to be because the thing we need to remember is at this point in the heresy there is the, the schism between Kurs and the night lords that's why you're you, you're getting uh rights of war where you know not having Kurs involved and stuff so okay. yeah yeah so what else is there they've got to be equipped with us oh they've got to be on bikes yeah they've got to be on bikes so that, there goes my car car um plan. concept yeah 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 so, still, nice to have a bike army. I mean, I've always fancied that. Vehicles of the tank type, maybe taking if they also have the fast type. Uh, Sakirans, drop yeah, gun. Yeah, Lit. Super. Ding, ding. Um, units wholly comprised of models with the Legion size. Now, add plus two to their total unit size when determining whether to outnumber. So that would definitely be a little bump up on the old talent for murder. Yeah. Okay. So, but the thing with that, our, our jet bikes classed as bikes or are they classed as jet bikes ah they're classed as jet bikes let's have a yeah. quick so it means you've got you've just got to use yeah, a space marine bikes. bike yeah. yeah hazard squadrons may be taken as compulsory troop forces yeah. yeah unfortunately space marine bike and jet bike are two separate entities so it is very much in that bike kind of world i guess mm. and i suppose 10 bikes would be 20 models when it came to outnumbering because they get because they are bulky plus yeah, two yeah. 22 so could be useful what yeah. can't they do though? Yeah. Oh, again, we've got a troop tax. 
which would probably um any model whose rules state it must be the army's warlord but not limited to legion so i can't take the primarch yeah so no jealous commander stuff and using this right of war may not take units with heavy or immobile rules and fortificate oh goodness me they really don't like heavy awesome and not be taken by a detachment belonging to a loyalist faction yeah bad guys only rightly so quite right quite right too i can't imagine there being a loyalist night lords but maybe there is somewhere um, there's one i think i think okay. just, just just the one i suppose i quite like the idea of that you know as a sort of raiding force on bikes but bikes there are a lot of points and they generally die really quickly because of you know they're not as good as jet bikes basically yeah i think cheap it's only two troop choices so you can you know just do two very cheap throwaways. No, you've got to take three. So oh, you've got so, to take okay, yeah, well, additional three, three cheap throwaway yeah. yeah, so like squads. So, but th- th- uh, nine minimum bikes, then, isn't it? Okay, because you can take the, yeah. the hussars. I've not looked at them. Oh, I can't remember looking. And I have looked at them, but I haven't talked about them. Um, they're just they're a troop choice now, aren't they? they yeah, are, so yeah. it's a unit composition is four Legion hussars and one Legion hussar sergeant. Okay, got it. So quite potentially a cheap cheap way of doing things if you use the plastic bikes if you can still find them hmm. rather than using the outrider ones but yeah very cool but yeah that that would be interesting to find out if it's you know all the all the five of the hqs need to be um done in before but i suppose also the other thing is a lot of consoles can't take bikes can they no so some of them like i think things like the um siege breaker and smart signals probably can't don't think they can take bikes anyway interesting very specialist not a sort of not a general all-purpose one which is more of what the terror assault one is with a bit of a plan behind it so the next one we got here is i like the sound of this this is i'm sold on the sound the cross of bone <laughs> okay let's be having you then aristocracy of ruin mm. so every non-capacity hq choice could part of the attachment maximum number of release choices available Part of the force org is increased by plus one, which is, I mean, that's going to be useful. And you know, the amount of times sort of list building is just you, you want that extra elite slot mm-hmm. um, for every you know, non-compulsory which, HQ choice. Yeah. So that's so if you had three HQs, one compulsory, that yep. would give you five. Five elites. No, six because you get four elites anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Think of all those apothecaries. It's <laughs> just, just an army of apocalypse. Just an army of medics. Filled up pain everywhere. Exactly. Okay. What else have we got? Uh, strongest, strongest alone. As long as a model from this attachment with independent character special rule is either alone or in a unit with no other independent characters, it gains plus one attack. Um, okay. Not... Float your boat, Mark. Um, kind of. <laughs> it, it, it's it's all right. I mean, as long as the model from this attachment with the independent character. So as long as it's not. Yeah. I mean, but you, you're going to have an independent character. It's going to be alone with another unit, isn't it? It's very rare that you're going to have a, a Praetor and a Primarch. Yes, you're right. With a unit. So, mm. yeah, gains plus one attack. Saves so by mm. digital lasers. So if, and if you're having, um, I suppose you might have a librarian in with a unit or a chaplain. Yeah, um, chaplains usually get added on, don't they? If you've got chaplains, like a, chaplains in, especially in something like a Primarch um, as well, terror and not a, 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 a night raptor squad as well. Yeah, yeah. with a, a Praetor with a jet pipe, uh, jet pack rather. 
yeah, yeah. They're, they're so winner, yeah get, getting the plus one attack with them you know it's, it's, it's not to be sniffed at yeah, it's it's a right. It's not. I mean, the, the, the name is good. It it doesn't sort of knock my socks off. Um, I like the name. The, yeah, the name is the best <laughs> name for what, What's your right of war? My right of war is the cross of bone. I mean, that would terrify me if somebody did that. Yeah, but it's not as good it. as the third effect, is it? That's that's yeah. a that's a better name. Oh, yeah. The yeah. tide of gore. Yeah, you sort of like having a conversation six foot away from the other person over the other side of the table, and you go, oh, because of the tithe of gore, <laughs> you can't do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. like a voice have, modulator, and suddenly you're you need talking that. like you bone. You definitely need that. Bane, I am bane. Okay. So, say the war, second objective is worth an additional plus one victory point for the player that has selected this right of war. If the enemy's final wound is removed by a friendly model with independent characters, Special rule, God, this, this always is the a book of con, convoluted victory conditions. It's always a tough book one nine. to pull off that. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. if the enemies is ruined by a friendly model, so if your Primarch kills their Warlord, you'd get an extra point. I mean, victory points are great because a lot of the time it's one or two that's the difference in the game. So useful, but situational, I think. Yeah, you've got to rely on, say, Kurz or Sevatar having that. Um, yeah. A final say. Their final say because of their rules with a precision strike. Uh, yeah, um, choice. Yeah, you, you really got to um, rely on them to make that kill. But then you're going to, mm, I don't know. It's yeah. it's okay. It sounds better than it is. Actually, but a lot of these. Yeah. Sometimes you play them and they're they're fantastic. Yeah. So it's it's got the same limitation again. Additional compulsory troop choice has to be taken. So you've got the troop tax. Um, May not take Comrade Curse as a Lord of War choice. Oh, curses. Curses. I see what I did there. Curses. Um, curses. Yeah, yeah. The Rampant Blade must take consolidation move towards a full distance towards the nearest enemy within line of sight. Must, so basically, this is like the old World Eaters rule, isn't it? You know, once they, they've done, they have to, if they consolidate, they have to go towards the nearest enemy. Yeah. Unit, regardless of whether they can damage it or not. Hmm. The dog is Fascinating. The, da- yeah, the dog is a big fan of the Night Lords. Yeah. He's always been a big Night Lords fan, you know. And I have to kind of literally take him off of the laptop when I've got the Forge World site up in case he, you know, buys that four thousand pound army. He keeps promising himself. Yeah. So he's agreeing. <laughs> so, <laughs> one day, one day it will be mine. Yeah. Okay. Lightning strike collar. Yeah. Well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Okay. So there is another one. Goodness me, there's no shortage. Yeah. Have you still got time to continue, Mark? I know we said... Yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Smashing. So, the next one out the bag. So, this is another good name. They've got all the good names. I'll give them that. Mm. The Bloodied Gauntlet. Yes. So, what's this one all about? Yeah, so... um, So, all compulsory choose... All compulsory choices in this detachment must begin the ah oh, can't get me words out. <laughs> must begin the game deployed on the table, or enter play during the first turn. Okay. Uh, these units gain zealot, and nice. um, if they are destroyed, they do not grant the opposing player any victory points. Okay, that's for the troops. Are the troop choices? No, because it's all compulsory choices. So it'd be an yeah. HQ choice as well. Yeah. So slay the warlord. Oh yeah, you're right. So it'll be one HQ and two, two but unless they've got the additional 
No. I know. Take an additional interest. We'll come on to this. But yes, Mm -hmm. that is cool. I like that. That's a good rule. Zealot's great. Fearless and hatred. Yep. Bag. Lovely. That gives your warlord fearless, and that basically makes him a chaplain for nothing. Yep. Epic. Uh-huh. Next one. Yep, so if the, if the game ends as a draw, or with the player that has chosen this right of war, as the loser, that player gains D3 victory points if all of their compulsory choices have been destroyed. Nice. So you could, like, somebody could beat you by two points and be lording it up in a gate. Oh, excuse me, sir. Death. <laughs> Through death. Victory. Yeah, like, they're, they're counting up that they're four points ahead. Yeah. You know, I've killed your, um, I've killed, killed your the compulsory warlord. troops. You go, actually, yeah, no, you don't, don't get points for that. And I yeah. get, oh, look, <laughs> I get three. Suddenly you've beaten by two. You wouldn't, nice. get, one, you wouldn't get one for killing the warlord. As no, you wouldn't. Yeah. Or one for slaying the warlord either. So, mm. Uh, and wow! Actually, that'd be quite. I don't know how I'd play against that because you wouldn't want to kill those units because they you don't could, give you anything and they just hamstring you. Okay, so entering place. So basically, mm. this is great. Um, yeah, this is an epic thing. So they have to be deployed on the table in turn one, right? So they've got to be there in a transport or something. Yeah, or they can't enter, come in or enter play on the first. To, or game. yeah, or or come in via. Teleportation, or no, they couldn't do that. Drop pod, they could do it. Um, but anything that turns up in reserve after game turn three comes in via outflank. Jeepers, that's good. However, limitations, what have we got? So now this is cool, right? You have to take two additional compulsory troop choices, sorry, elite choices, and they've got to be infantry and they can't be equipped with terminator armor. So that means your total number of compulsory units, if I've got this right, for this, regardless, would be five. Yeah. Because you'd have HQ, two troops, two elites. Yeah. And your elites, you're either going to take Terminators, Canticars, or Raptors. But yes, but you well, can't, can't take be in Terminator, Terminator Army. army. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Raptors then. And you know, carries. you like a Raptor? I do like <laughs> a Raptor. <laughs> you could... There. Elite's choice, and they're 45 points apiece. Oh, yeah. gamey. But yes, you're absolutely right. You could just put two... Uh, yeah, two... Uh, two um, yeah, just give them a jump pack each. That's <laughs> 70 points. Bob's your niece. But, but would they count as separate choices? Yes. They, yeah, only, fill up, they only fill up... Like, three of them fill up one slot. No, no, you no, can no, take no. two single ones as two slots. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. See that, Chris? You can see why he's got the most points for most effective... I'm a good strategist. I'm just a terrible on-field commander. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's good on paper. Crap good on, on paper. Yeah, yeah. An mm. armchair general in every sense. Uh, that's of exactly it. Okay. Very good. <laughs> so well, right, there's some more shenanigans here. Yeah, Compulsory right. choices may not hold. Oh, oh. But again, that's fine. Is it though? Yeah, because you don't because you want to throw them at the enemy. Okay. You so, want to throw them at the opponent holding the objective so that they die so that you get the D3 victory points. I guess that would work very well. The only potential problem would be in those games where it's like the racking up of objective points per turn. 
You yeah. Know, so you get on there turn one and you get a, a one victory point for each objective you hold. Those kinds of games, you'd have to use your non-compulsory troop choices to get on there. Mind you, they could, can they, they oh, they're not scoring units, but they could still be denial units. Yeah. But then would they be contesting it if they're a denial yes. unit? Yes, they would. I think it doesn't say they're not, they're just not scoring, right? So if they were within three inches of the objective and another unit's in three inches, they would be contesting it. Yeah, so they're, so they're, so they're not. Them from, yeah. But they, they may not hold or contest. Objectives. Oh, does it say contest? Yeah. Oh, yes, I know they couldn't. You're right. They would, they would basically say so if you were next to it and they had a troop choice next to it, they would consider that theirs if it was by the end of the turn or whatever. Mm, that is a little bit of a bit of a gnarly thing. I thought it was all going to come up like a great choice, and I was thinking, "Hello, Night Lords," but that could require some thought, particularly you know, invariable. Um, I think against a, in a normal kind of you know throwdown, victory points for each unit. This would be flipping amazing. Yeah, it, it, it gets worse though. Oh. They can't take a dedicated transport, and the compulsory HQ choice may not be the warlord. <sighs> Taxing us out of existence. Exactly. Tax, tax, tax. <laughs> no. So, yeah, no dedicated right. transports is a bit, for Night Lords, is a bit anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't, even get, you can't get rhino doors for a reason. It's because no one bought them. <laughs> um, because you, you oh, never, goodness. hardly ever, ever take a rhino. It's only very rarely. Um, and compulsory transports or dedicated transports you're more likely going to take a um a drop like a dread claw yeah. or a charybdis yeah. which aren't de- which aren't um, dedicated they come from the fast attack i mean charybdis no but but they are dedicated for certain troops oh uh, yeah fair enough for um for these guys yeah, I guess there's the other the other potentially gnarly part is that anything that isn't compulsory doesn't start the game on the table yeah which could be a bit I, of a pie. I don't see the problem in that one. <laughs> no problem. He, he, just, Chris, he, he says that, but I remember Blood and Glory. Yes. Oh, I don't know. You can buy Night Legion, uh, Night Lord's uh, doors. They're £11. Pounds. Are they the circular ones, aren't they? They are the, yeah, the demons. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the square ones no, went no out. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about Blood and Glory in my reserve rolls. Because, you know, <laughs> there were a number of occasions. Lessons that I think there's... It feels to me that there's something you could do that's pretty cool with that right of war. It, it looks like it's yeah. got some interesting mechanics that you could probably tweak to make it work quite well. Mm. Was it one that you would take over at any of the others that are already existing? So oh. out of these, what, four here, yeah. the best one is Terror Assault. Okay. But it's still, personally, for me, not as good as Horror Cult. Okay. We'll have to look at Horror Cult. Is that in book six? That no, that, uh, yes. Yeah, have you got the Legion? In the main rulebook, right? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's the Age of Darkness oh, Army List, Army. Yeah. page one oh seven. You can see, I, I, I got notes this time. Okay. I know what pages there are. <laughs> there we I'll go. Just, horror cult. Look at my um, library. <laughs> Got to fetch this book down from the top shelf. Page one oh seven. You say, sir? Yep, it's the lower half of the page. Okay, 107. Look at that. Fantastic. Horror cult. Go on in. Yep. So, Night Raptors can be taken as troop choices yes. in a detachment using this right of war, which is great. So, it takes them out of um, elite or fast attack, whatever they would normally go in. 
um, beyond judgment. So any squad can take um, trophies of judgment, um, given a, but that's at 25 points, which it's a lot. If you've got three squads or four squads of Raptors, if you're that way inclined, that's a hundred points, you know, and that's two apothecaries. So I would rather take an apothecary. Yes. Because I don't know over about you, but I a forget potential fear, fear test. Because you'll always go, oh, are you fearless? They go, yeah. yeah. Or immune to fear. Yeah. Immune to fear. Some, they've always got something to stop them being immune <laughs> to fear. So it is a waste of points. Mm. At, at 25 points, it's just far and, too expensive. I don't know about you, but I always forget fear, right? So even though Primarchs yeah. have got it, I never remember it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, make a fear test before I start. And I usually forget about three days after the game and thinking, oh, we had fear. Um, yeah, next. Yep, and then talons of fear. So any infantry squad of ten or more models in this detachment ah, yeah. may take a Charybdis. Nice, the dedicated transport. Yep, which I have one. Oh, mm. lovely. Foil's moustache. <laughs> so would that be a Raptor squad going in there, or just uh, you could put twenty man squad in, or say mm-hmm. eighteen with a with a certain Sevatar and an apothecary. I feel there might be something going on there that you've done before. Some shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so how does it screw you over? Um, so models in this detachment that have the uh, Legion start is Night Lord special rule, must always declare a charge if there is an enemy model they can harm within 12 okay. inches in the, char- in the charge subphase. Well, you wouldn't not do that, would you? No. But that's, that's interesting because, you know, you often get it like the one earlier where you've got to go towards the nearest enemy. Mm. And that nearest enemy could be a, a dreadnought, dreadnought that you yeah, can't do anything or about. Or a rhino. Yeah. Which, you know, is often the way you kind of work But this one is models they can harm. Mm. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's, yeah, that's okay. But given the changes in this book, that isn't as bad. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, detachment using this right of war may not take any fortifications, so oh. doesn't yeah. bother me in the slightest in any way. Nor Chris, uh, I feel I'm somewhat in the minority on this call. Are you just defence what? And, and and this right of war may not be taken as a detachment belonging to a loyalist faction. Number of that is never. Given. Yeah, that is never, <laughs> never, ever once in a game of heresy affected me ever <laughs> so the only the only one of out of those three limitations that affects me is the you know charging an enemy model they can harm which they probably do out the bag anyway and they don't have to attack ch- ch- um charge everything if you can't no. harm a spartan because you can't yep. get it at you know strength 14 then you don't have to charge it Lovely. So you can't like tank them around with something they can't kill and just keep dragging them away. Yeah. Like it was a classic yeah. tactic. But but then in a way you've you've got to be honest that if you've got melter bombs on your sergeant, totally. Then, he then you've got to charge. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's bringing in the you know the honourable loyalists that we are that we would <laughs> we would do that because you know we wouldn't you know. sneak that one under the carpet. No, exactly. Okay. So there's there's still a chunk of stuff to go through. Um, so yeah. right of war wise the one that you'd use is the one that's not in the book which is fine yep. i think it's perfectly reasonable um because the other ones out of all the, out of the four there terror assault's probably the, your default yeah it's the default basically if you go on <clears throat> on the, the facebook group 
you know, there's, there's one Facebook group really for them. Um, and everyone says, oh, what, what would I play? Most people would say Terror Assault. Mm. I would, so I'm with the other 25% of them that would say Horror Cult. And then you've got these other ones, which are okay. The um, Swift Blade, no. Cross of Bones is all right. Blooded Gauntlet is, is okay and probably needs a bit more. Mm. But they're like third and fourth choices. Got you. You know, and are they better than the standard ones that are already in the books? I, I don't know. Gotcha. It's, 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 a, it's a better set of rights of war than the word bearers have got. Mm-hmm. And um, rightly so. And Look at what they did. No, absolutely. But, you know, they're all interesting. They're all things that you can do something interesting with. As Graham said earlier, you know, you, you could write some interesting armies with these, which is, I think, interesting, which is good. Yeah. In, in some um, ways, it turns the Night Lords, which is about charging, screaming and hacking, into a bit of a thinking man's legion. That yeah. is true. There's, a, there's an element of strategy into there, which has always been the case, hasn't it? They haven't been a, a, a world eaters just charged forward. They've always been that surprise terror kind yeah. of thing. So, it, yeah. it took me two or three years, really, to actually understand how to win with them. Got you. So in terms of the new units, or the upgraded to the units, has anything mm-hmm. radically changed, first of all? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. He says as he turns over the page so the first ones is the their the main unit the terror squad mm-hmm. so the basic points 125 points is the same as it always was but now the additional units have dropped down from 15 points each or additional um executioners i should say has yeah. dropped down from 15 to 12 nice which is good yeah. So if you're going to take an extra, you know, an extra five of them, you know, so you're saving points. Yeah. yeah. You're saving yourself, well, uh, three, five, 15 points on the yeah. unit, which is great. Um, but then if you're taking them with bolt guns instead of paying for those, um, which I think they were five points each so, before. Uh, two points. Bolt guns are two points each. Well, two that points. Now they're, they're free. Yeah. So effectively, you've got, you know, for the whole squad, what's that? Uh, 25 points. No, um, 35 points saving. Yeah, 35 points on the whole squad. Nice. Um, which is really, really good. Um, and they can take uh, melter bombs now as well, I'm sure. No, they can't. Uh, yeah, the entire squad, sorry, can take them. Yeah, the, the entire squad can take melter bombs, whereas before, none of them could. But the thing with that is that they're five points of model. Mm-hmm. Whereas yes. normally it's always twenty five points uh, using um, Templar Brethren, for example. I think some some are the, some are. Yeah, you're right. I think yeah. some of them are five. Some some of them are fifty for. I think assault squads is fifty points in it. Uh, it can get really expensive. Yeah, yeah. So it, it can do. But you're limited so. with this. I think you can only take. Yeah, you can only take ten total yeah. on this. Yeah. So it's fifty points, but. Bearing in mind you couldn't before. And you're saving, you're probably saving that actually. Basically, if you have them, a bolt gun and the extra guys, well, that's, you know, five points saved, isn't it, there? So that's almost getting them free. Mm. And they're three attacks each base, right? Because they've got two attacks on their profile, uh, bolt pistol and chainsword. Yeah. Gives them three attacks out of the bag for each one. Yeah. Pretty good for 125 points, right? 
Yep. I mean, well, that, that, that are a great squad. points. That's a good squad. Plasma pistols yep. are cheaper for them now for the headsmen. Yep, um, they can't all take rotor cannons. Only, uh, oh no, they can. No, but no, that's yeah. The flamers is only one model per unit. Um, and yeah, the sergeant can take the even though he's a headsman, he can't take a headsman's axe, which is a bit. Yeah, uh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> a bit weird. Um, but he could, he gets a chain glaive. As standard, you give him one. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get it as standard, but you do. You you, give it to him standard, and he gets artificer armor. And they all get um, fear. They all get infiltrate. They all get preferred enemy infantry, and they all get precision strike. That is a good unit. (laughs) Yeah, only they had jump backs. Yeah, if only they had jump packs for Chris. I guess that's the thing is that that is a that seems like a pretty damn fine unit to be honest with you. I mean, I suppose how does it stack up against a veteran squad? It feels like it would be cheaper, just you know, base feels slightly cheaper than what a veteran squad could do. But I like it. Like I said, yeah. infiltrate for for now and preferred yeah. enemy and precision strike. Yeah, you'd always take these historically. You would take them over veterans yes. for what they did. Yeah, they got more specialist rules haven't they, i suppose yeah, yeah but now there's no reason why you would take yeah. veterans if you've got yeah. these no nice. they're, they're no. just they are a, a really really good quality mm. squad so if you're not going to take them because you run in say horacult or you're running your raptors you would use these in the elite slot yeah elite slot anyway got um, just because they're that good given volcom yeah, because in terror and terror so you take them as a composite troop choice as well can't you? yeah so. Yeah, so you yeah. run at least 15 or 30 of these. Um, I suppose the only downside to them over a veteran squad is that they aren't, they're not scoring out the bag unless you use that. Because um, the veterans have impeccable advance, don't they, normally? Mm. A minor thing, I guess, if you're using yeah. um, something as rights of war. Yeah, so and the they, next... they can take a Rhino or a um, Dreadclaw. Yes. So that saves up some slots, particularly on the Dreadclaw. Mm. Um Next one is this. Is this a this is a new one? Is it? Or yeah, this is the new one. There's everyone was a bit, you know, bottom lip out. Why aren't they called at Trementar? Why are they called Contacar? Because um, the Atramentar are the elite Terminators, yeah. but these are Contacar Terminator elites. Okay. And then you know, Full Jaw turned around and said they are Atramentar, but they're just Contacar Atramentar, and it's a bit like, well, what? what but um, they are. Because Sevatar has the thing, doesn't he? Have the rule for the, the master yes. of the Atra, yeah, yeah, master of the Atramentar. The Atramentar are um, the first legion, or the not the first legion, the first company. Uh, the company, yeah. So a bit like um, with the Sons of Horus and their first company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can't what they're called now. Brain's gone. Yeah, the the guys in the black. Yeah, just staring. Yeah, so in, but, yeah, these are the contacars, and their sort of background is that if someone's one of the other leaders, because they're very warlordy and they like operating in silos, these guys would be sent in and then, you know, go in and take out the the uh, company Praetor or whoever was trying to yeah, yeah. sort of break off on his own and decapitate, oh, okay, yeah. put someone else in charge. Um, so these are a really, really good unit. I've actually played with these because I – the models aren't available yet, but I made five of my own. Um, Very cool. And they are, um, yeah, they went through a lot, um, which was quite a... Got, I can see. They've got some really yeah. useful little weapons, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are some great options there, looking at it. 
Yeah, so you've got the, the Contacar, um, and then you've got the Dissident, who is the, the sergeant, effectively. Um, so almost standard um, um, Terminator rules. Um, but better, the, the better sergeant skill, actually gets two wounds. Yeah, the sergeant gets two wounds, and they've got weapon skill five. I think Terminator's normally weapon skill four, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And he's got three attacks as well, the sergeant at the bag. Yep. Nice. Yep. So... I mean, with these, so where's their basic rule? So dedicated transport, they can take a Landrager Phobos or a Dreadclaw Drop Pod as a dedicated mm. transport. You can include up to 10 extra. So that's um, a 15-man Terminator squad. Yeah. yeah. There aren't that many Terminator squads that go above 10, is it, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yeah. I know, the Blood Angel one can only go about five, I think, the... Um Oh, God, brain and names, Dave's completely gone. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. But it cost you, just to have them base, it would cost you an extra 360 points to add them on if you wanted to take the 10. Yeah. 36 points each. Obviously, they get teleportation transponders, but that's two points per model instead of the 15 yeah. points for the. <laughs> yeah, so that would save you. Because you couldn't transport, could you? You couldn't do 15. Even a Spartan couldn't carry 15. Yeah, no. You no, you'd have to put them in a Mastodon. Yeah, 15 yeah. of those with teleportation transponders. It's giving me, me feels. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. But just imagine that deep strike mishap. Oh, yeah. That, that if, would be if, if it happens yeah, to anyone, it happens a thousand to points off the, off the... I mean, that would be 360, so that's five... So 600 points without any upgrades. Yeah. Anyway... It's yep. it's tempting, isn't it? A fifteen Terminators deep striking in, you can't ignore it. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what yeah. else we got? This Volkite Cavator. Yeah, which is new. Which is a yeah. new weapon. Uh, so the Volkite Cavator is uh, it's only a ten inch range. Okay. Yep. Which is a bit that's that's, a, that's a, the pants bit really. Uh, strength six, AP five, heavy four, deflagrate. So four shots with a Terminator armor. Because it can, they can, we've got relentless, mm-hmm. short range for sure. So wounding a normal marine on twos, though, mm-hmm. pretty good, and deflagrate as well. So you could do a number. How many of those yep. can you take? Uh, uh, any any them. model can upgrade there. Is it for They come with heavy flamers out the bag. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I would be more inclined to take heavy flamers. Yeah, see, I, mean, I, I, have, see I play with my five. I have one with heavy flamer, and I take four with the Volkites. Just because it's, we're not salamanders. We're not. <laughs> we volkite. Yeah, I can see there's a, a distinct advantage in there because I think if you have above maybe four or five heavy flamers in a big squad or any flamer, really, it's quite hard to actually angle the shots for the maximum damage without going mm. over your model sometimes. Yeah. But if you had four of them and you got charged, that would still be four death or glory hits back, potentially. Yeah. Example. So, oh, there's something you could do that'd be quite cool there, isn't there? I got, I like Chris. My spider senses are tingling with this mm-hmm. unit. Um, and um, yeah, they get a Nostraman chain blade as standard. So that's an extra. Is that the plus one strength one? No, this is a chain blade, not chain glaive. So this it's a um, plus, so it's strength user AP three melee rending. Yes. Nice. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's, so it's not unwieldy, it's not two-handed, it's just a great big choppy sword. Yeah. Um, it's, the, the rending makes it um, 
makes it quite a useful little thing. I think if it was if it was just a strength three, uh, sort of an AP three chain blade, it'd be a bit meh. But mm. I think that at least but then, you've got a chance of getting something on an AP is an AP two. Yeah. Uh, but then when you balance it out with their rules, if you've got fifteen of these, so that yeah. counts as thirty models, and you're going okay. in on a a unit of ten. Yeah. You know, plus one to hit, plus one yeah, to wound. That's very true, yeah. So you'll be you'll be hitting on yeah. You, well, actually, you'll be yeah. You'll be hitting on twos against the yeah. normal marines, right? Because it would be three normally plus one for talent for murder, and you'd be wounding on twos, twos. as well. And that'll be minimum two attacks each on the charge, three attacks each, fifteen times three, forty-five attacks plus the sergeant, three attacks, forty-eight, forty-nine attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Against a unit of say, you know, a blob yeah, of twenty marines, they're gone. I mean, even against yeah. ten terminators, you'd, you'd think just a volume of attacks there at normal initiative would do them. Yeah. And it, and in those sixes, you're going to get some two. Some in those um, rending attacks, you're going to get some sixes, right? So yeah. So they're going to be AP two, so they'll be onto their invulnerable saves. Yeah. Saucy. Oh, I like that unit. I mean, it's expensive, mm. but I do like it. But then. When their sergeant challenges you, your um, dissident, he has the um, Escaton Power Claw. Yeah, this, this, this I think is quite a cool little thing. Yeah, this um, this this was um, for me. I when I used it, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I took out um, some Sons of Horus veterans just with this unit. They just walked straight through them. Yeah. So strength times two, so strength eight, AP two, melee. Shred. Nice. So going at initiative last, but like a power fist, but with shred basically. So re-rolling any any failed wounds. It's times two strength. So it's a it's a weird little hybrid of a power fist and a. a, um, That's exactly what it is. Yeah, power power fist and lightning claw. It's got yeah stuck together. But yeah, that would be nice. I mean, even against a kind of a primark, I'm trying to think. I mean, you'd be wounded on twos anyway, wouldn't you? Shred re-rolling. Lovely. Wow. Yeah. So they're um, they're a nice little addition, considering we only had like the two base units. Getting that as the third unit is, um, yeah. But they're not. They're they're really really good. I like them. I would probably take them over a standard Terminator unit. Plus, yeah. you can if you haven't got Sevatar or. Um, or any other named character, you can take them as a warlord choice. All oh, right, Crikey. which is um, which is quite nice. Yeah. Okay, so that is a that's a really nice new unit, I think. Um, like I say, there's there's things in there you think there feels like there's a at the edge of your kind of imagination. There's a there's a bit of sort of synergy with that unit and some of these rights to war, for example. Yeah, definitely really cool. Definitely. Okay, so now we're on to the, the sort of the repeat offenders, if you like, of the night the night lords list. One of your favourites. This is the night raptors. So yeah, you're a big fan of these. I love them. If I if I could be <laughs> anything in this in in this world or this world in thirty thousand years time, yeah, yeah, it would be a, a blue clad, jetpack wielding, skull faced, skin wearing. <laughs> Bloody gauntleted, 
Night Raptor. So that's a horrific vision of, you know, of you screaming across the battlefields. Yeah. Ooh, it's going to give Double you waggling in the breeze. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Belly could be... rattling as I hit the floor. <laughs> could be worse. Could be me in the, in the old, um, uh, what are they called? Oh, flipping it. I've forgotten their name now. Um, Siege Tyrant in, you know, in the Siege Tyrant armour. Well, that's going to be you're going to say Sisters of Battle flagellant or whatever it's from a couple of bits of fabric. Sisters of Silence. I had visions of you in Jodhpurs on your um, command horse. I think that's probably more likely like big fat Imperial Guard commander. But yeah, me and I think me and in the Cataphract, I'd tell it, I'd look more like the old 40k destroyer. (laughs) (laughs) Not destroyer, what were they called? Those horrible ones. They were kind of like the heavy support Terminators. Oh, Obliterator. No, flipping it for a lot, but the Centurions. Do you remember oh, them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, a bit, yeah. bit more bulky. I think that's what I'd end up looking like. Anyway, there's a, probably somebody frantically scribbling down what people would look like for, for later later <laughs> bribery. <laughs> um, so talk us through the Night Raptors. You're a big so, fan, so much so that, you, in fact, you'd imagine yourself being one across I the I would, yeah. Streaked in lightning. Yeah covered in gore you can tell a thought about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um obviously you get um raptors and you get a hunt master so it comes with uh four raptors and a hunt master base you can take up to 10 additional raptors at um 15 points each um they used to be 20 points each so if you take in an extra 10, you've saved yourself 50 points. Nice. Which is, um, yeah, which is quite tasty. Um, so weapons wise, they are pretty much the same as they were, except the hunt master who isn't a headsman like the terror assault sergeant is he's a hunt master he gets access to the um the headsman's, headsman's axe. axe yes that's a re- i mean how good that is from my previous conversation yeah nice yeah so that would be you know sufficiently juicy yeah um the hunt master can now take melter bombs whereas he couldn't before okay um uh, but the whole unit can't yeah he, he could could he? Could he? The Huntmaster, hunt yeah, he could, he could take Maltwons before. He couldn't take Trophies of Judgment. No. Whereas now he he can. So yeah. that then, you know, justifies not having it as 25 points on mm. the whole unit. You've only got it on him. And then obviously he instills yeah. fear instead of the whole yeah. unit having to do it, which is quite nice. Um, but their main... Um, Upgrades apart from the points and him getting the the axe is um, so they now get these two new special rules, which is Raptor Strike. So a model with this special rule may use his jump back in the um, move and the assault phase. Lovely, nice, quite yeah, nice. They so can them... get across the board sharpish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, they can they can fly across now, which is great. Uh, yeah, and like saying. Get that re-roll to charge because you're using it in the assault phases if you hadn't if you'd walked, which is yeah. super useful. Yeah. And then the other one they get um, is bloody murder. 
which is so after all the attacks have been by the squad have been resolved, count the number of enemy models removed as casualties as a result of those attacks, immediately resolve a number of automatic wounds, AP dash, um, equal to the number of casualties. So like deflagate-ish yeah. almost. They so say they love roll ten, so much, they've yeah. actually introduced it to their weapon. <laughs> so if you killed five models, you'd get five extra attacks, AP dash. No yeah. rolling to wound, they have to just make the saves. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So if you think you've got those guys, and then you've got Horror Cult. Mm. So you've got 15 guys, <clears throat> um, standard, what, three or two or three attacks on the charge. Then you roll for the five attacks, and you get five attacks on the charge. You do all those hits, all those wounds, chain glaives, headsman's axes in there. Um, you're outnumbering. Then all those wounds you get, you get to then re-roll um, because of the bloody murder rule. Wowzers. That, so, is, um, that is impressive. So with those guys... I mean, why wouldn't you take them if you're a Night Lords player? The Contacars, why wouldn't you take them if you're a Night Lords player? And the Terror Squad, why wouldn't you take them? Yes. Why would you ever take any of the units? That's, that's my thing. With All three units are Which is a fantastic. rarity, right? Because normally you get one decent unit and the other two are meh, or the yeah. other one's a bit... In fact, I can't really see myself using that. Until it gets to FAQ two years later. Yeah, yeah. but what you're saying is that across the board, those three units are completely... They're all really good. They're like so. They're better than the Legion Astartes normal equipment, which is always the problem, right? It's like actually mm. they're not as good as an assault squad, or they're more expensive, like four times more expensive than an assault squad that does the same thing. Yeah, they they've definitely given them a, a, a really good to the point where even I'm thinking, oh, that is flipping great. Yeah. So the the Night Raptors before they were as good as assault marines, but you got the if you played them in Horacult, you got the potential for extra attacks mm-hmm. and you got the um, chain glaives. And you weighed that up that you were paying sort of 50 points more for a large unit versus assault marines. And you had the rule of call. Yeah. Um, yep. Whereas now they're price wise, they're so much more competitive um, against yeah. them. But you get those extra rules as well, and it just, you know, it. Um, yeah, and you get the rule of call, like you say. You're actually yeah. using the, you know, you're using the, the units that are for the army, if you like, which is always yeah. a nice thing. Where yeah, possible. So I, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd rather play that way mm. and be hamstrung by yeah. the the counters to these rules than just play the base units. Yeah, um, I'm with you. So it, um, that can work against you or not. Mm-hmm. I've got a miniature. I, this is the first time I've kind of looked at any length of detail. There's some impressive stuff. There's some good things you yeah. can do there, I think, to make something quite interesting mm. and fun to play. Yeah. I mean, painting them would be a right pain in the backside, but one bridge at a time, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right then. So that's the units. That's the rights of war and all the rest of it. Uh, so the next thing is an additional sort of airdrop, if you like, of um, new characters to add to the army. So the ones that are existing previously, Sevatar, of course, yep. inf- infamous Sevatar. And um, what other ones have been? So and Kurz, we know, doesn't change from the FAQ, so we're not going to cover him because he doesn't actually change in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Um, so the other ones, 
Um, well, let's do all of them, obviously, Servitile as well. So, yeah. what's the what's the what's the crack here? Was it one new one and multiple updates, or? Well, so you've got one new one, which is Nacrid Thol. Like the name. Nacrid Master of the Cross of Bone. The face. Oh, we like Cross of Bone. We like Cross of Bone as a name. So, yeah, okay. faceless yeah. prince. Mm. Um, Servitars had an update as well. Okay. Um, you've still got the uh, the Flame Master, yeah. um, who you hardly ever see, and they've brought in Kieran of Ferron from I think it's book six. Okay. Um, so you've got all their characters in there now. So nice. So so should have a little. So this new guy, what do you reckon? He's okay. He kind of fits. Um, so there's a character from the books who's like a, a Raven Guard traitor who on Istvan 5 uh, joined the Night Lords, but he's had his tongue cut out. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I've sort of made him up as a, as a model and he has the same sort of weapon. So in some ways it might have been quite good that he was put in as this character. Um Okay. But you know, sort of nonetheless, it's um, it's still quite good. Um, so he is, uh, as I said, Nacred Thol. It's really hard to say Nacred Thol, which is, if you're a bit drunk, mm. might sound a bit yeah. cheeky. <laughs> the faceless prince. Um, so he is a infantry character. So he gets artificer armor, refractor field, takes a Volkite Serpenta and a Nostraman Flay Whip, which sounds like a dish that would be served after after a Mr. fine meal. Pulse? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he takes for dessert, he'll... sir, have some Nostrum and Flay Whip. Yes. And would you like some Devil's Dew on that, sir? <laughs> and what about some trophies? <laughs> is it garlicky? Because I don't it, fancy that. It is, sir, unfortunately. It's it's like a sort of Heston Blumenthal dish of the day, Night Lord dish of the day, Nostrum yeah. and Flay Whip with added Devil's Dew and. Mm-hmm. Additional a glass of Valor's shadow to go wash it down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, stats-wise, he doesn't look too bad actually. I've got to say, yep. weapon skill six, so he's kind of Praetor level. Um, yep. Does get four attacks, which I think is standard for a Praetor. I always get whether well, three or four, but initiative six though is better than a Praetor. Same as a Praetor. Can we find a Praetor for you? Just I think is it five for? I think it's five for um, Centurions, isn't it? And six for. Praetors, if I remember right. Never remember. Yeah, anyway. It's the same initiative as Sertar, yeah. so. It's got Master Legion, so that means he can take rights to war, so, you know, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 185 points, not too bad. So what are these special rules? Well, he does get counterattack. Yeah. Does he? He has counterattack, yeah. Oh, yeah, so he does. Valor's Shadow counterattack. Mm-hmm. Counterattack's always good, so that means he's on, he's on a minimum of four or five attacks, regardless, yeah. whether he's charging or being charged. No slouch, um, and I guess it's whether or not the the Volkite Serpenta and the Nostrum Flay Whip give an extra attack as well. Let's have a look. Yeah. Oh, no specialist weapon. Okay, so let's talk us through this Flay Whipping business. Yeah. So where's that Nostrum Flay Whip? It's uh, strength user AP four, mm-hmm. melee. Yeah. Rending. You like that? Electro charge. Okay. So any model that suffers an unsaved wound from this weapon reduces its initiative value to one okay. until like the that. end of the controlling player's next turn. 
got it. So not quite as good as concussive because that's just a hit. But if you're wounded, you're going down to initiative one regardless. Yeah. And yeah. so that, that could be effectively you charge, you get hit, and then it's till the end of your next turn. Mm. You're still yes. initiative one. So, yeah, very good. Um, uh, web of steel. So uh, a model equipped with this melee weapon with this special rule may choose to forfeit all of its normal attacks in order to make a single attack against an, each enemy model from that unit that is locked in combat within two inches of the wielder. God, that's a long sentence. Using the Flay Whip's profile. If this, model, if this option is used, then an electrocharge special rule cannot trigger okay. unsaved wounds. Right. So, yeah, basically they don't get the initiative one if you go into crazy flay mode. But yeah. locked in, so anything within two inches, is that right? And within two, locked in combat with and within two inches. So if there's yeah. anything locked in combat sort of face-to-face and then anything within two anything inches. Anything around there that's two inches. Basically anything that can attack him, he can attack them. So you could yeah. get yeah. your attacks in. Yeah. If you're sort of massively... Um, if you're being, playing militia, you're you know, yeah, on your um, bases. Yeah. yeah. If you're being kind of bait balled, if you like, you know, surrounded by another unit, that could be quite good. Okay. Um, it's okay. AP for strength user, hard to wound. Rending, though, I suppose, does give you a little bit of extra oomph. Yeah. And pay the devil. The devil's due, though. What's this thing? Okay. So, oh, he's got two weapons, then, has he? Yeah. So, the devil's due... So it's strength plus two, AP two. Yeah. Melee, unwieldy, uh, the devil's due, murderous yeah. strike, and master crafted. So, Interesting. So if an enemy model in base contact with this model has its initiative value reduced by the effects of any other weapon or uh, special rule, then this model may take make a single additional attack against the enemy model. Nice. So basically, round one, you charge, you whack them with the whip. Yeah. The next round, you thump them with this. Yeah. Which gives you, um, yeah, so they get an extra attack. So that'll take your attacks to six. Plus, this yeah. isn't, it's, it's, mar- yeah. this isn't unwieldy. This isn't specialist weapon. So it, it, this seven. attack isn't like an extra attack, if that makes sense. Okay. It's the additional attack is made immediately before the enemy would attack. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's not. It's not an additional hit. Yeah. 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 But it is unwieldy. So. Yeah. So it would be initiative one. But yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Because you would have kind of got them down to initiative one. So you go at the same time. But that isn't a specialist weapon. So I wonder whether that would then get the extra attack for the pistol. For the Volkite Serpenta. Interesting. Not Mm. bad. Not bad, actually. For 185 points. It's like a sort of slightly better power fist with some additional. And it's Mastercraft. So you're re rolling one hit or wound, rather. Yeah. And he also gets the special rule Valor's Shadow. Um, oh, yeah. So he may not be targeted by means of precision strike or precision shots. Um, in addition, um, he's, when he's reduced to zero wounds, the controlling player may roll a D6. If the result is a five up, this model is still removed from play but does not count as being destroyed for the purposes of victory points or achieving objectives. Okay, so no slay the warlord for him. Yeah. On a five pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, once removed from play due to this rule, Nacrotel may not re-enter play for any reason. Okay, I'd love to know you get models back from the dead, but... Uh... Well, there are some, aren't there, that if you 
get them down to one wound so they can come back. Yeah. yeah. I know but, uh, the, one of the demon rules is um, on like, uh, you, p- you pay through the nose for it on the uh, gargantuan creature one. Yeah. Um, it picks like 50 or like 100 points on him. Um, if on a roll of like a three up, you can bring him back with like six wounds or something. Got you. Wow. So, all in all, good, bad, indifferent. Some, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not bad for 185 points, like. Yeah. Especially 185 points with a, a two up save. Two up and a five plus. You know, that would. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Quite like him. Um, yeah, artist for armor, so doesn't have to worry about scraping advances and stuff if he was using Catfracti. So I think he's, a, he's pretty good for the, for the points. Definitely mm. worth it, I think. Seems like there's a lot of stuff going on that's quite cool. And like I say, the two-weapon thing working in conjunction, I like. Yeah. So next out of bag is everybody's favourite um, Night Lord, it would appear, Sevatar. Yeah. yeah, they've changed his picture. He looked like the um, the bad guy from Casino Royale. But they've kind of beefed him up a bit. Yeah, he's, he's definitely... He looks like a sort of chap you probably would avoid... Yeah. At all costs, should which is exactly, I suppose, what it'd be like. Yeah, I'm gonna. You wouldn't want to play mid darts down the yeah. pub, would you? I, I'll, just finish, I'll finish. Just in case you I'll beat going home, yeah. well, no, the, the thing would be the first dart that ended up in your shoulder. You would think well, that's a bit suspicious, but when <laughs> yeah. the other two end up sort of, you know, in your eyes, very, in your eyes, or in in certain nerve clusters, then you'd be very, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think he would go into a bar, wouldn't he? And it would be like everybody would suddenly remember that to be somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. Okay, scary looking so and so. Great, great podcasting. Right. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about this bad boy. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not his base levels haven't changed at all. Okay. So, weapon skill seven, ballistic skill five, uh, strength four, toughness four, three wounds, initiative six, four attacks, nine leadership, and a three up sight, which is what he was before. So that isn't any changes and everyone said ah oh, i'll tell you what he needs a two-up save yes. and when the rules come out you immediately flick to sevatar because he's the one you wanted to know about and actually he can now for the cost of an extra 35 points um taking up to what 210 you get to take artificer armor which is great so it gives him that two-up save but he also got an extra bonus which is the knight's whisper Okay. Um, so instead of a normal chain glaive, it's yep. strength plus one, AP two, yeah. two-handed melee weapon. It's got duelist's edge and master crafted. Got you. So duelist's edge is the same as the charnable saber, which I think makes it rending. Or is mm. that something? Which seems a bit weird as AP two anyway. But there you go. Is it rending? I don't think it's quite that good. But we'll have to have a look into it. But yeah. Um, still, that still takes his strength up to, say, what is he hitting on? Yeah, strength five, so pretty good. AP2. Yeah. And it's all at initiative as well. And he's initiative six. Yeah. So he's going to get stuck into the old uh, Terminators. Four attacks, mm-hmm. five on the charge. Right. Well, it's a two-handed, so he doesn't get the extra oh, attacks. Yeah. So, but uh, he would for the charging, but yeah, but dual, nothing else. Duelist Edge, when fighting in a challenge, the user of the square. Oh, package. that's right. Plus one bonus to their initiative. Okay, right, okay. There so that makes him initiative seven. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which is nice. So the he also gets, yeah, so he gets um, Master of the Atramentar. Yeah. 
So Night Lords Terminator squads, Terminator Command squads, and Contacar Terminator Elite um, from the same detachment, if they deep strike, they will not scatter if they're placed within six inches of him. That's useful. Yeah. yeah. Which is quite nice. Yeah, particularly for the old Conta cars. We know all about them, 15 yeah. deep striking in. Yep, lovely jubbly. Fantastic. Um, he's also a dirty fighter. Dirty fighter. You know, if you're okay. going to be a fighter... Be dirty. Don't exactly. be a tie fighter, be a dirty fighter. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he gains instant death special rule for all his attacks. When fighting a challenge, yes. Yeah, when fighting that's, oh, Sorry, Chris, that's what you were talking about, wasn't it? I apologise. Yeah. Yeah, he gains the instant death special rule for all his attacks in fighting in a challenge. Fantastic. Yeah. So he's initiative in seven a, in a challenge. With, with sixes uh, being instant death. Yeah. I oh, know, they're just instant death. There's no sixes to it. They're just instant oh, yeah. death. You have to save yeah, them when you're dead. Yeah. <sighs> Dirty fighter indeed. Wow. Yep. How many points is he? <laughs> 210. If yeah, if you give him the artist for armor. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't not give him that. Yeah, because otherwise he's going to, yeah, I see what you mean. He could go down to bolt of fire or something quite easily. Yeah. And uh, this last one, an interesting rule. He's a repressed psyker. Crime. So he gets precognition psychic power from the divina- divination discipline. So that is that's one of the most useful ones you can have. I've tanked all sorts with that. So precognition makes you re-roll armor saves and invulnerable saves. Yeah. And, yeah, and gives all your hits re-rolls as well. I think it might even be wounds. It's a great psychic power. It is two warp charges, I think, which yeah. could be difficult at level one. But Yeah, but you could uh, – yeah, so – but he may not use any more than two warp charges uh, from yes. his pool anyway. Gotcha. So – yeah, so um, even if you rolled a, like a five or – yeah, if you got a load of them, you could actually only ever use two for that one psychic power that he's got. Yeah, and he's uh, only leadership seven on psychic rolls for perils. Uh, so it's a little bit chancy, but, you, you know, if you were up against it – Yeah. You'd sure. it, you'd do it, you're, you're fighting one of the, you know, the other close combat kings out there, you know. Yeah. Um, Sigismund or um, – general argument springs to mind immediately, really. You know, you're going to want to have those use that little trick to, you know, give you some some advantage because Sigismund has a, a similar thing with instant death and challenges and stuff. So. Yeah, so it and brings him. Yeah, he doesn't have Eternal Warrior either, does he? Um, no. Which Sigismund, I think, does have. So. Not many things do, um, but yeah. Just having a look at the, um, the number of warp charges to get uh, precognition off. Uh, divination. So precognition is what? That's no, warp charge one. So it's doable. Totally yeah. doable. So well, you just need one four, don't you? Really? One four with two dice, basically. Yeah, one four and no sixes. Yeah, but I mean, chance of double sixing. I mean, it's a chance, but it's kind of fairly limited, isn't it? Because that's what you need to yeah. do to get perils. <sighs> I would be using it every turn. Frankly, I was in close yeah. combat. Such a good thing. Um, yeah. So he's um, he's now. Really, he was good before, but he just Nails. lacked that that two up save. Yeah, I see what you mean. You'd definitely give him the the, the artist for armor, wouldn't you? Mm. And then because of that, you then get the the weapon as well, which is you know the strength plus one and the um, AP two. Yeah. So just to give you the rules for premonition for, for folks not familiar with it. So while it's in effect, he rerolls all fail to hit and wound rolls. 
In addition, while the powers in effect, the psycho rerolls all failed saving throws. So that would be rerolling in Vons as well as his two pluses. Mm-hmm. Or two pluses or his four pluses. 175 by 210 points. Great. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's a really good God, character yeah. now. He was good before, but lacked a little bit yeah. then for that 35 points. And what does Master Ambush do, actually? I'm just going to quick look at that as well, because it's handy. I've got the rule book in front of me as well. For completion, uh, Master of Ambush is his Warlord trait. Any good? Um, Master of... Where the hell is that? Master of Ambush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your Warlord and three non-vehicle choices have the Infiltrate special rule, if you didn't have it already. So he can get up close quite quickly. Infiltrate contacles. Yes. <sighs> save the save the worry of deep striking. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got him, and then you've got your turn one, if it's night fighting. <laughs> yeah, because you can infiltrate your um, terror squads. So any other unit, if you're playing, um, stop talking squad. about him now because there's a Forge World. Uh, basket open that Bayon's already put up there and uh, as we sp- speak about earlier and he could be getting his wish for Christmas let's put it that way <laughs> anyway that is a he's a great unit good yeah. point well pointed seriously yeah. good I like him a lot so next out of bag is Flay Master Flay and the yeah <laughs> what's his uh, what's his deal so he's he's not changed really um, so he's like a fallen Primus Medica who's gone a bit a bit bonkers. Oh, he doesn't do something horrible like give you 58 blokes that are basically unkillable, does he? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank so God. He, he's basically so bonkers, he's not allowed to be in charge of anything anymore. Okay. Uh, he just likes killing people. So, um, yeah, he's not changed as far as I can tell from the previous book. I've never seen anybody play him. Okay. I've never really considered playing him. Um, I suppose let's just look at his. Yeah. Aren't particularly, um, Three plus, five plus. Yeah. Two wounds, Strength. minus one strength with his weapon. No, it's not special. Oh, yeah, minus Rest one. Death, minus six. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think for, for the points, I'd rather just spend. Get, just get a blooming. Um, Primus Medicaid if you wanted it. Yeah, or just yeah. get two apocryphies if they were in power armor. So yeah, I guess that's interesting. Not spectacular. You can't have it all you can't have it all go around. You can spend 135 points on him or 125 points on five Terror Squad guys and buying five yeah. Terror Squad guys. Even hmm. for an extra forty points and you could get Sevatar without yeah, the yeah. two without plus. The gubbins. Yeah. Or if yeah. you're Graham, you could get just get two javelins. Oh, you could get two, I would absolutely get two javelins, javelins every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> two two javelins with all the toys. Javelins would work with this army, wouldn't they? they anyway, would. let's, so not a great bit meh, but okay, fine, he's there. Hasn't changed much. So you can pronounce, was it Kieran? Kieran yeah. of, 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 Kieranoffian of the Kiraptera. <laughs> okay. So he's quite good. So he's a master of the Shroud of Eventide. Oh, that sounds nice. Captain of the 39th Company. They sound like one of our bands. 
Yeah, Shroud of Eventide. Shroud of Eventide. I bet they'd be. What sort of music would they be? I think they'd be quite goth. I think they would be quite goth. A bit like there'd, be a, there'd be an electronic violin in there somewhere. Yeah, a little Pimps bit of the Nephilim sort of. Yeah. I imagine this guy looks a little bit like Nigel Kennedy. <laughs> okay, oh no, yeah. that's probably the last guy. He's a bit more Nigel Kennedy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good shout. Anyway. Yep. So he's a another sort of unique um, independent character. Um, so he's got, uh, so he's weapon skill six, BS five, strength four, toughness four, wounds three, five up initiative, four attacks, uh, leadership 10 with a three up save. Mm. So he lacks a little bit, um, on the strength. Mm. Um, he gets to take the bloody Aegis, a power axe, a refractor field, Volkite Serpenta, power armor, melter bombs, um, special rules are he has that stand out are the coward, yeah, uh, and and he can be a warlord. So the the bloody Aegis first is the uh, the bloody Aegis increases his invulnerable save to a three plus in close combat. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, any models that targets him with one or more attacks in the assault phase. And scores an unmodified one on any at least of these dice. Um, has its weapon skill halved when targeted by any yeah. um, of his close combat attacks. Got you. So any ones get um, yeah. Get yeah, halved. basically they halve their close combat. So four would go to two, for example, and yeah. they'd be hitting on threes or whatever. Um, yep. I'm supposed to be hitting on threes anyway. With weapon skill six most of the time. Um, Use against Primarchs. Yeah, and pro- yeah, definitely. Um, the coward's pretty good though. Gets a yeah. four plus feel of pain. Yeah. When he's taken a wound, and then when he's reduced to a single remaining wound, that becomes um, feel of pain three plus. Yeah. So he's got a yeah three plus armor save, three plus in feel of yes. pain, three plus in vulnerable in combat. He's a survivor, I'll give him that. Absolutely, he's not going to go anywhere quickly. I suppose the only letdown for him is the power axe, because obviously that's going initiative one, and it's just plus one strength, and we've never been big, well, I've never been a big fan of the power axe, personally. Yeah. Um, I think he might just take a power fist, to be honest with you. Um, But yeah, okay, not bad. 165 points isn't a bad price either. He's he's got a Baron Bravery as well, just... uh... Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, What's this one? Gain stubborn within 12. Always choose to re-roll or have their opponent re-roll failed dice rolls. In terms of the game continues for another turn. So could be useful. But I said yeah. 12 inches of, yeah, has less friction points their opponent. All the night laws in 12 of them get stubborn. So that's not bad. Yeah. So he's he's pretty good. Yeah. So. He's better than the Doctor. Definitely better than the Doctor. Yeah. The, do- the, the Flame Master's a bit, yeah. 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 Um, but I've got, I mean, I've got a model for him, so... I've, okay. I have used him. He, he's all right. It's okay. But now Sevatars are two up, or you wouldn't take him because uh, oh, they were the same points before. Right. I'm with you. Um, oh, no, 10 points different. But So, all in all, we've talked for quite some time about them. Um, happy with that yeah. update yeah. to the rules? I think there's some great stuff in there. Like They've definitely um, gone up in my estimation, for sure. Yeah. So, they, they were good before. They were just. Chalk and cheese or Marmite Legion. I mean, yeah. do you like playing them? Do you not? Now is, you know, they're, 
like marmite and peanut butter it might yeah. be more of a reason to try it there's there's strength and depth to kind of sort of uh, football parlance if you like in mm. the units they have and like i say you could make a very themey army by just using their special specialist units which you can't say hand and heart with all of the armies in the uh, heresy so yeah. i think that's a big plus i think that's a good unit how do you think it fares against in terms of the dark angels i had a chance to look at those yet I, I mean, the Dark Angels have got a lot of. They seem like a lot, a of, lot of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. I prefer so, this. This is this is an army I think I could get behind. It doesn't tax my brain too much. Yeah, I think there's, there's a bit too much on. going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got all those, Hex, all those Calibanite war blades and stasis grenades and yeah, and they've got. You know, they've got the lion, so... So if you were going to build a list, right, so you would use your... What was the right of war? Sorry, it was the... Horn, the... Um, horror Cult. Horror Cult, Sabotar HQ. Yeah. Um, all the raptors in the world. Yeah, 45 raptors, so... Conquers deep in the Conticars. Yep. Sounds like a winner. Terror Squads. Terror yeah. Squads for added flavor what about them although we haven't been through the rules would you still take the big lad cruise cruise cruise? i think i've only ever won two games with him on the table okay so he's he's not he's not all that yeah he's good but he's not great not great bit bit, bit like a warhound yes good but it's not not great not great so yeah Um, sabotage is definitely the way to go i think he's yeah seems like a great choice you know so he, he would free up it's 430 points yes. that you could be spending on fun stuff. Totally. So that brings us to a close for the army. Um, mm. Obviously, we don't get you here on just just for that. What else has been going on with you, Mr. Frost? I know last time we talked, well, there was the stuff around um, the what you're doing for the Help for Heroes, for example. Yep, Models for Heroes. Models for Heroes, rather. So yep. my, my apologies. Yeah, so I've um, been working with them. Um, obviously, there's no sessions really ongoing at the moment just due to you know what's going on in the world but then you've got um uh, been doing online sessions they've been running on online sessions they actually recently um there's um a ebay not ebay uh youtube um channel um who run a like a modelling, like general scale modelling um, group. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and they did a charity night. So there was, it, it sort of ran from about 7.30 till 11.30 and people had like donated models and um, they just did like an online auction using Facebook and um, uh, we managed to raise about nearly £5,800. Wow, nice. Um, just from people generally paying over the odds for the stuff <laughs> they could have got a lot yeah. cheaper but you know yeah. people donated money um and donated models and then yeah. people paid and sort of bid over the odds so that's really good so that's a thing um obviously with that we're always looking that you know if you've got something in your in your stash of shame that you're never going to build and never get round to or you don't play that anymore you know if, if you could consider donating that to the the cause and it just helps someone take their minds off the the worst things in life you know that would be that'd be fantastic so 
you know, that's still ongoing. I think it'll always be ongoing for me. Um, yeah. You know, just trying to help out when and where and I can, time-wise and model-wise and, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, really good. I could talk about that forever, really, if I wanted to. It's a fantastic yeah, charity. I, mean, I think we should what they do. maybe get back together again uh, in a few months' time and we can definitely um, have more of a chat about that. That would be really yeah. good. Yeah. Catch up from where we spoke about last time. Yeah, and um, on on the personal note, Frostfiend Studios yes. is it's still ongoing, um, still going on. Still, I'm finally starting to get some nice little um, heresy jobs in. They're always a bit more fun. Got it. Um, for them, um, recently done a Horus, which was a nice model to paint, and um, Scottish Graham um, had uh, he bought my lion off of me. All right. So I think we might be seeing him in March, all all going ahead. Um, yeah, should be quite good. Um, yeah, so there's that, and obviously just building, painting my own armies. Um, I've got a little group. So there's about eight of us. I've got a little online Facebook group um, of us who know each other, who are coming to Company of Legends in March, um, and we've uh, actually sort of set ourselves a little paint challenge as well. So we did like a almost a secret Santa. And we're all uh, got picked um, for somebody, and we're all painting up one miniature using tricks and styles we've never used before for somebody else in the group. So that's a, a nice little sort of painting. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Which is going on. So um, yeah, so I've got quite a good one. Well, I think it's a good one. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, so I've sort of pulled this model in. Actually, thinking, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm having fun with that sort of chopping it up and cutting it to pieces and rebuilding it in a way that I think it would create a completely different slant on, um, on the other competitors army. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you as ever, Mark. Really appreciate your time. And thanks for giving us that superb insight into all things, uh, night, um, night laws. It was really good. And actually a little bit, you, you might have swayed me a little bit. You've done a bit of a Dan Abner on me there, mate. Um, so, uh, you know, previously, well, I'm never going to do Night, night Lords. Now I'm like, hmm, Night Lords, you say. So, yeah. thank if, you for um, that, mate. Just quickly, if people want to help with Models for Heroes, what mm. are the contact details? Just so, people... so, Models for Heroes, um, it's, um, you can Google Models for Heroes, he says. As he's we, we, pulling we up put it, yeah, we put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, being, obviously, yeah you can put it in the show notes. Um, they can contact me. Um, it's on my website as well, linked to Models for Heroes. Um, but they're quite easily findable. I think it's just modelsforheroes.org. Um, he Don't says, frantically Googling. <laughs> yeah. No worries. So, yeah, like I say, thanks again for your time. And that's a Saturday. It's been, really, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you. I really enjoyed this. And uh, like I said, hopefully, um, we'll definitely hopefully see you in March. And if not, we'll definitely be in touch either way for some more heresy chat. But for now, um, Mark from Frostfiend Studios, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really no, appreciate it. No, my pleasure as always, guys. Cheers, man. Take care, fella. Thank See you. Bye bye. 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 Okay, just me on my own here, and I'm going to give a very brief overview of the fluff of the death guard i'm going to try something different i'm going to be more more a bit more free-flowing i've not written anything i'm just going to sort of talk through 
what we've got. So the basic 14th Legion, the, 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 um, who eventually became Death Guard were, um, originally called the Dusk Raiders and they were drawn from, uh, the warlike and very hard clans of Albia. So England, um, uh, and, and Britain in general. And they basically eventually developed a, um, tactics and methods of warfare that Ironside forebearers would have found familiar. So they were, Heavy infantry, survival, endurance, stubborn defense, something that came to define the Legion as a whole. They wore gray power armor with a red right arm to um, indicate that they were the red right hand of the Empire Emperor. And they were called the Dusk Raiders simply because they were um they often attacked at dusk. And that reputation that they got caused enemies that they faced to actually sort of rather than face them, throw down their weapons because they were that formidable. Now, Mortarian himself, like all the Primarchs, scattered and was found eventually on Barbarus, a world that um, he uh, didn't quite conquer. He conquered all but one um one fortification, the fortification that belonged to his stepfather. Now his stepfather was a cruel tyrant. Now there's a bit of contradiction within the law. Were they, uh, were they alien or were they human or were they mutated humans? Were they, uh, there's certainly, if you read the buried dagger, you get the feeling that they're very much, they are chaos worshippers. And given the fact that Typhus, um, himself is actually part, um, overlord from uh, Barbarous, it does indicate that they are actually human stock, uh, just corrupted. So you've got an interesting concept there because a lot of people have thought they're Dark Eldar, but... <coughs> Sorry. But yeah, if Typhus was half, then he couldn't be that because they would have they would have uh, put him to death. So Mortarians... Uh, led a revolt after fleeing from his stepfather, well, his foster father's, uh, uh, control. And he took control and he basically organized the planet's villages into militia, his first death guard. And eventually they conquered the entire planet using sort of proto survival suits and, uh, tactics that, uh, you know, we'll come to define the, the Legion when he eventually took them on. Uh, they fought with scythes, the size of simple farmers. And yeah, as I said, they basically conquered the world by one fortification. And the emperor basically arrived and said, you know, you're my, you know, you're going to obey me. I am the emperor of all mankind. And Mortarian basically said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm my own. This is our world. You know, we don't want to bow to another overlord. Everybody else was quite happy with him. They were, they, 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 they were adoring the emperor. His, his magnificence was, you know, there for them to see. Mortarian, not so, not so fooled. He, he was not happy with this. So the emperor basically says, all right, tell you what, there's one last fortification. You gallop up there and you jank the guy in there and, you know, world is yours. It's fine. No problem. Now the problem was barbarous was it had a very toxic, horrible, atmosphere full of chemicals and poisons and the further you got the more concentrated these chemical poisons got now this last fortification was the furthest up in the uh it was on the highest mountain and mortarian suit the suits that mortarian had built couldn't get in there he climbed the mountain he got to the base and he eventually confronted his foster father the last occupant of this fortification 
and he tried to cast him down, but the poison were just simply too much, even for his Primarch's um, physiology. It just overwhelmed him. And as to the, his Frostophile was to well, basically lop his head off, the Emperor jumps out from behind a rock and is like, nah, not happening. Kills him. And then he says to Mortarian, right, you're, you're, my, you're mine now. Sorry, the cat's running around. You'll do as you tell. You're Mortarian, um, sire of the 14th Legion. And that was that. Mortarian, not happy, went off, did some training, met some other Primarchs, came, you know, met his Death Guard, and he basically told them, right, you're my unbroken blades. You are the Death Guard. And they became the Death Guard. They renamed his Battle Barge, the Reaper Sai, uh, uh, you know, they renamed his, uh, 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 you know, his, uh, his flagship, uh, and all his ships on, um, in honor of, um, in honor of things like the Reaper Scythe. And, the, the uh, Death Guard themselves refer to them, and they still do refer to themselves in the 41st millennium, as the Unbroken. They changed their armor color, so they ended up with plain, basic ceramite, so very, very beige, white, off-white. And um, the trim became sort of, you know, their, their shoulder pads dark green, and that was the Death Guard's colors. Now, they ended up specializing in that um in that chemical warfare the 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 going into places where you needed to be tough they were sort of um i suppose it's a bit of a difficult one they they were a heavy infantry force they did a bit of they they sort of um did a bit of everything really they tried not to do stuff with delicate stuff mortarian liked them to have you know stuff that lasted stuff that didn't need much maintenance you know he liked his bolters, not so much keen on his Volkite. Um, and a legion, there wasn't really dedicated assault and tactical squads. A marine was basically given a bolter, a bolt pistol, a close combat weapon, and told to use what weapon suited the circumstances. And they wore a lot of Terminator armor because they liked their close assault. So they were a bit of a... <sighs> It's a bit of a funny one. They didn't really fit into anything other than heavy infantry. And they preferred to fight their battles on foot, simply slowly marching in and sort of basically, yeah, we're going to take this on. Um, they had a few interesting traditions. Uh, for example, they only had seven great companies. Um, seven was a very lucky number on Barbarous. More foreshadowing of the uh, eventual fall to Nurgle. And... They had some interesting titles. For example, the um, the captain of the second company was always known as commander. The captain of the seventh company was always known as battle captain. And these were things that sort of came over from the Dusk Raider days. And they were about sort of, they never really changed them. So, yeah, they um they were a, a, a really, I suppose, you could say the, the, the Death Guard was comprised mostly of tactical marines. And they used stuff when they needed it, but they didn't really have dedicated jump pack units or bike units. They were just, if we need them, we'll use them. Everybody is, everyone is proficient in everything. And yeah, so the other thing was with them, they really hated psychers. Well, Mortarian really hated psychers. His foster father was a psyker. He hated it. And there was a little bit of manipulation on the side of the Emperor and Malkador in regards to this. For example, it, it became very clear early on that eventually there was going to ha the, 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 
meeting at Nikea would happen. It was it sort of revealed very early on in, in the fluff. Hey, actually, we're going to have a big meeting at Nikea eventually. And this all sort of made it clear, Mortarian, you're the one we want to speak out against Psychers. Sort of. So he was manipulated into that position and he was the main pusher against um, the librarians at the uh, at, at Nikea. So that was kind of um, that was kind of his. Uh, I don't know what the cat is doing. She's doing. She's trying to pull the beading off the uh, off the door to get out. She's a pain in the. Anyway, <coughs> yeah. So Death Guard, they were. Um, yeah, they were. They were. They were. You know, they 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 knew their stuff. They were. Um, they were very much a as I said, heavy infantry. They did also specialize in boarding and close combat combat uh, close quarters combat operations they were they were very much a zone mortalis force as well very good at that because they had such a large amount of terminator armor and they equipped a lot of people in it so that's a rough overview of the death guard until just before the heresy and well they joined the heresy very quickly because Mortarian absolutely hated the Emperor. He always did. He always would do. He hated him for taking his moment of victory from him. He hated him for forcing him into servitude. So, yeah, he joined, sent down those he thought would be loyal to to the Emperor, and uh, was very much in uh, favour of uh, Horus. The death, in terms of playing them, um, what do they do? How do they do it? What are they good at? What are they not so good at? So we're going to just uh, dive into some of their uh, special rules and uh, look at what you can do uh, rules-wise with the Death Guard Legion. So who wants to start? Uh, should I start? I mean, I have, I have the, the answer. person who's played them the most. In yep. fact, nobody else has played them. So you go. Yeah, okay, so we'll start off with the Legion special rules. Uh, we have the first one is Remorseless. So they are immune to fear, and they automatically pass pinning tests. I love Can't this. Be handy. It is very handy. Um, they also get to re-roll failed dangerous terrain tests and have feel no pain, 4+, plus against all poison and flesh pain attacks. Less handy, because they are the main source of uh, poison attacks in this game. Yeah. <laughs> But still, not bad to have. Is that they all get sons of Barbarus, do they? It's Legion of Sartes, Death yep. Guard, or is yep, that? Yeah, these are Legion of Sartes rule. Okay. Pretty much everybody except um except Mortarian. Uh, they're also intractable, which means you've got a minus one to your sweeping advance rolls. Not so good, but you know it suits their flesh. But that's that sort of fits the bill, doesn't it? I mean, you you know they're not going to sort of run you down, are they? Nope. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. I mean, Who wants to do the as, first as, right I suppose, as, then? I suppose as Legion special rules go, so Legion starting special rules can always be a bit hit and miss. Usually, you get one decent one and a and a you know, and you do get some downsides. But as downsides go, for getting rerolled fail dangerous terrain tests, well, I suppose maybe that's not such a big deal with them because they're not a fast attack army, so it'd be useful for bikes. But they probably wouldn't take bikes as a rule. And like you say, poison and flesh bane, they're the main causes of that. 
So immune, suppose, immune to fear. Immune to fear is a big one. I immune think. to fear is a big one now that demons are kicking about. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. problem is, I don't know about, like I said, we talked about this in, in regards to the Night Lords. It's one of those rules you always forget that your, your armies have got, like my Primax. Primax I don't. Here. My wolves have got it, it and I don't forget it. Yeah, well, you've got three units that you spam, so it's, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to keep that many rules in your head. <laughs> Oh, that was a bit he, He's been holding that in for a while, hasn't he? he? Just defence line pre-printed on his notepad. He's, he's kept that one inside for a little bit of time. You could tell. That one's fermented a bit and started yeah, to go get gangr- a bit gangrenous. That, that was that was the Lennon and McCartney argument over who's getting the songwriting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Held to skelter. Yeah. Um, automatically pass pinning tests. Uh, yeah, again, kind of useful, but not not breakingly useful, I suppose. You know, pinning tests not really that many things that do pinning are there i'm worries aside does that happen um, when it gets... I'm just... nothing out the bag the blood yeah. angels thing does a pinning does causes pinning doesn't it, i think oh when yeah, we keep striking yeah i can't remember i mean most of, most of most of the leadership anyway it's a leadership test isn't it a pinning test so yeah, yeah. eights you need to roll under over eight basically to I suppose there's a chance um but yeah not not massively awesome and minus once you're sweeping my advanced rolls is a bit of a pain and, and again the question i would have is i'm assuming that this is whether the faq you know like so the it's got fixed in the faq for salamanders which was they can only roll one dice for sweeping advance is that minus one to your sweeping advance rolls i.e when you're trying to sweep or minus one to your sweeping advance rolls when you're being swept i guess mm. no to your oh that's a good point i know Ooh. Or is it both? Exactly. Mm. Depends. And I'm assuming that rules is intended is it's just when you're doing a sweep, not when, when you're, you're doing the swept. chasing. Yeah. Yeah, I assume it's when they're doing the chasing. That's how but I've always played it. it. But yeah, but is, is there a something. difference between the two? Is there a sweeping advance roll and a breaking no. roll? It's basically you roll for sweeping advance That's and true. then you then add your initiatives to it. So if you add your initiative at minus one, it yeah. does that apply for when you're being swept? to see who actually i think it probably does apply to both anyway thoughts on a postcard but i'm just just one of those ones when i looked at this rule i thought oh i wonder if they have the same faq thing that they've got with the salamander because like so when i was playing salamanders i was only rolling one dice depend regardless of whether it was me doing the sweeping or me being swept which meant they got swept a lot more it's not really mattered to me i've always either gotten i've either just you know i always get swept so yeah, and they're cat- cataphracti anyway, so usually I think you've got quite a lot of cataphracti in your army. Yeah. So you can't do sweeping advances anyway. But yeah, an interesting little little nugget of interest. Mm. Uh, okay. Rob, would you like to take on the first right of war? I can do. It's the one that people are probably most familiar with. Um, it's, the one that you, it's the one that you seem, seem to see the most. That's the reaping. Uh, which is superior firepower is the first rule that comes along with that, which means veteran tactical squads and heavy weapon squads become non-compulsory troops. And that is why you see it more often than the other one. Yes. Yeah. Because all of a sudden everybody decides, hey, let's spam heavy flamers with chem munitions and we'll put a typhon in there and we'll ally some knights in and God knows what might happen. Um, so all your units get implacable as well. So they get moved through cover, which is handy. Just to sharpen that, just sharpen that spear for you. Sir? Just, to, just to, just to actually point out that they are non-compulsory troop choices. Yeah, so, so you, you couldn't, so you would you still have, need two, tact- two tact, two tact, two tacts 
taxed tax squads sat at the back on an objective doing nothing. Yeah, for um, or 250 points that you have. 250 point tax, yeah, basically. Um, the all move through cover can be useful, depending again, depend, dependent on the board, but it's never it's not never something anyone's going to turn down. Um, they also gain a dark arsenal. Uh, which is not evening fixtures in London. It's any character <laughs> with the Legion of Startes rule can take rad grenades for 10 points, which is not to be sniffed at. Nope. Not to be sniffed at at all. I do like a rad grenade. And that's sergeants as well. Yep. Saves you having to get, because without that, pretty much most people are limited to the Forge Lord is probably the only guy who can take rad grenades as standard without going to down any kind of destroyer route. Um, <laughs> what's his face? Moritat? And the Moritat. Yeah, yeah. Moritat or Forge Lord are the only two, I think, that in, in a standard any Legion generic list that can take rad grenades off the top Pretty of Pretty much, I believe that's correct. Um, disadvantages, no model can run or make flat-out moves, which, okay, that's thematic, you know, it's that slow plodding mm-hmm. 19, 18 in 30k thing. Uh, no units can deep strike. Um, I believe there will, is some... Um, some discussion as to whether you can termite subterranean assault because so nah, the subterranean still, assault rule is not the yeah but it's not it, the deep strike it is it still says it's deep strike has that been FAQ'd to be I think it always has been the case but I'm, I think in book nine it sort of says it's oh, I don't know because when it first came out it says this works yeah. like a deep strike but it had its own separate rule so I, I know some people are like oh well rules as written um, <laughs> it's not me um <laughs> And let me let me have a quick look on that just so. Well, you, you the, carry on, the, Robin, I'll... the reason the reason why uh, they, these will never be seen uh, in an army owned by Pete Reese is you're only allowed one fast attack choice. So um, no big loss. Yeah, but it means that you <laughs> means that you can avoid javelins, which makes me think that that might pique your interest a little bit more. Gray, you know, you've got heavy weapons units as non compulsory troops. You can't take javelins. Why haven't you got Death Guard Army? Well, it does. They're called Iron Warriors. Yeah, because they're not as good at it as Iron Warriors. That's basically it. That's exactly it. Because the heavy weapon squads aren't BS5. That's that's basically it. Yeah, and I don't have tank hunter hats for standard. Those kinds of things. Subterranean Assault. Should the Termite Assault draw and any unit it transports enter play using the Deep Strike special rule? Yes. Oh, right. Subterranean Assault. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, no... No, no termite foo on them either. Then, um, but it's still the most common Death Guard specific right of war that you'll see. I reckon. Yes, I think that's it is pretty absolutely. Much, it's pretty fluffy, it's the only pretty thematic. Yeah. Can be cheesed to beyond belief. I, I mean, okay, well, maybe that's part of the the, um, the discussion that we had about the list challenge. I don't think it's a massively terrible. I mean, it's not an awful. Overpowered, um, right? War. No, it's it's bang average. I think is the best way to. It, it's it's got a couple of little useful things: red grenades, um, heavy supporters in troops, so you haven't got to worry about you know you can put more tanks in stuff like that. Yeah, but you've still got to move. You've still got to move them. That's a problem. You've got heavy yeah, weapons, yeah, yeah. troops. You've just got really expensive weapons, snap fire in then. So it's yeah. all, that's almost as much for hindrance as it is. And well, I unless they're using the heavy, heavy flamers, flamers, munitions and shove them in rhinos, they're assault. They're yeah, assault, not heavy weapons. And that's why it's all yeah. That's why you see all the heavy flamers because they're yeah, legging it jump about out and cause bother. So yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing. It's not overpowered. It's um, 
thematic, I think, is like you said. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. So, uh, what about the other one? So, uh, Creeping Death. There's it's almost like there's a, there's a song in there somewhere. We need there to is, Yeah. It's only had been written in 1984. Creeping Death. Yeah. Right. So, Mist Cloud. All infantry gain a 5 plus cover save if there are no any models within 12 inches. So, that's useful on our first turn. Biophage bombardment. After all models are deployed, roll a D6 for each piece of terrain representing a tree or jungle. So you know, very um, very unique. Yeah. On a four plus cover save, it grant. On the four plus, the cover save it grants is reduced by one and becomes dangerous terrain to non Death Guard models. So there you go. Burning the Amazon. Very specific. I mean, very yeah, specific. exactly. I mean, how often do we have jungle tables? We have one at Company of Legends. Yeah. yeah. Um, all it the desktop players are lining up. Really, really super specific right of war. Yeah. I, I've never seen it taken. I've never even seen it suggested in lists. All, all frag grenades and missiles are boosted to strength five. Uh, mm. You've got to have a siege breaker. You must always be the attacker in games where that role is defined one way or the other. Uh, traitors can only take it. Uh, can't be used as Shatton Legions, and you can't take any fortifications or allies. That is a bit pony, this one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a... I mean, if you said you can give phosphorus bombs to characters or something, maybe it would be worth it. But it doesn't really feel like creeping death at all. It strikes to me that somebody back in the day, they played, they made up a bit of a story to do with one game they played in testing, and that became a right of war. Yeah, they played, a, they played one jungle game. Yeah, yeah there's too much terrain, and they just yeah. thought, no, all right, we'll clear I mean, some terrain. You know, they they just they just watched Apocalypse Now, and thought, right, well, we need to we need to we need to work work this in. It's, it's a bit it's a bit weak, I think, as a thematic so and book one problem. No, this is from book six. Yeah, oh, this is down the line. Book six yeah. problem. <laughs> um. It's just that that biophage bombardment just seems pointless. Yeah, why why don't you just put a proper bomb in the bombardment and just destroy any cover, whether yeah. it's tree or not? That would make sense, right? Or some yeah. sort of chemical warfare drop. D three D three small phosphex things, you know, whatever with a heavy yeah. scatter. Or even like a large blast with some sort of fleshbane, you know, yeah. AP four rending or something, you know, or something some like kind that. of massive raged huge pizza template rad that right if you go in here you're minus one toughness and yeah. then at least you then at least as a creeping death player you could go right well i'm going to drop all of them on the objectives yeah or maybe get it to move each turn you know yeah. sort of you know random direction on the scatter dice yeah, something well, interesting in a, a creeping death mist kind <laughs> of join the, yeah that's yeah i think they've missed a trick there anyway well while we're rewriting the yeah, we, um, we'll email you a proper version of news yeah. it's fine i think that I, I strongly suspect that the uh, more have probably done that yeah um, probably i think it's um you out of the two the second one is the first one is clearly the better but even that i would argue i don't know what you guys think it's are there good. better are there better non-legion specific um rights war that you would take as instead of so Graham, here's, here's here's a theory. So someone rocks up with a repin in front of you, and you've got mm. your standard Iron Warriors list. Yes. I put my bloodied claw list in front of you. The mm. wolves one. Right. Yeah. 
which which you... right of war are you going to complain about? Yeah, well, of course, I'm going to complain about the Space Wars one by a ma- magnitude. Because, yeah, if you compare that to that, and I suppose it is, you know, there is always an argument whether you should. It's, it's yeah, I, it, wouldn't bother me, me, it wouldn't bother me at all, frankly, if anybody rocked up with this particular right of war. If, if I was doing it, I, I mean, I don't really bother with right of wars anyway. And this would be a prime example where I wouldn't bother with a right of war. Because I don't know if there are enough advantages to the, either of yeah. those to make it worth hamstring. I mean, the list times is a different situation because I have a. You know, but if I was a Death yeah, the, player, I, I don't know if I would view that there is enough advantages to either of them to hamstring me. The, the downside is the throwing in some scoring heavy, t- heavy, heavy troops with heavy flames. But they're not there. scoring, Mister B. They're non-compulsory, so they're no, in they're our units. They're still scoring, but they're not. They're not. They don't. They're just not compulsory. So yeah, they're they're absolutely fantastic, and they will rip apart a lot of squads. They are very very good at what they do. The heavy flamer squads. The only thing I would say is that the the downsides outweigh that, which is you can't run or make flat out moves. So those rhinos are going twelve max every turn. They do. And you can't deep strike. They're going to get popped. Exactly. Again, remember, but there are other bits that, that that help with that later on, mind you. As right of wars go, a very popular one for Death Guard players, a very popular one for Death Guard players, is um, Pride of Legion. Because yeah. oh, yeah, you, you can fit them. in more Terminators into this into this army than you can fit with most other armies. Mm. So Pride of Legion, we'll talk about it later when we sure. go, move on to, the, to this okay. one so unit. But, out yeah. of the two, it would be the Reaping, but the downsides of the Reaping for me... This is a game, I think, where you do need to be a slightly more mobile, particularly as the trend is towards scoring per round rather than all at the end of the turn, at the end of the yeah. game. Right. And, and I think that, that, that you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Graham Mills said you need to be more mobile while playing this game. <laughs> I think even, yeah, I mean, I think you have to have a, I mean, maybe you're right, Mark, insofar as, you know, having a 10-man heavy support squad with... Um, with those heavy flamers with chem munitions is, is a challenge. And if you can get them onto an objective, they can sit there and hold that objective quite, quite well. You know, they can, yeah. I'll tell you, but the thing, all you have to do, okay, is throw a dreadnought at them to tie them up and then bring in a second squad to assault them after that. Because then they don't get any advantage from their flamers in, um, uh, what's it? Death or what? Yeah, yeah, they don't get any overwatch nonsense. Yeah, yeah, and then you can just beat them to death. Yeah, and they can't really deal with that. And I mean, you could put a melter bomb on the sergeant, I guess, but that or a power fist, maybe. But yeah, you're right. That's a it's a perfectly reasonable thing. It's like you could use a dreadnought to basically shield from the overwatch if you want to yeah. just charge that in first and have to fire. That, that that's the only thing that puts that sort of puts me off the idea of charging flame units is that is the wall of death thing. Yeah, but because so, and even though they're shred or whatever it's still not going to make a lot I mean, of difference technically you could actually just stay 12 inches away from them and shoot them with your bolters quite happily and just thin them down to be truthful you wouldn't want to take on all 10 in, in a charge no. No, you wouldn't well that's, yeah. that's not that's not how this man rolls they're on they're on three plus saves as well though. i mean how hard is it to kill 10 marines in power armor regardless of what they're holding not very in this game really true that true that so in all in all in terms of the drive a vindicator up to them and drop a template on them and go yeah. go on I mean, jog on lads that, just a plasma squad would do it you know five man plasma squad would shred them yeah 
Um, It'd be interesting seeing these versus the new Dark Angels guys, just no, nobody getting close enough and just basically just like mm-hmm. staying a template and a half an inch away from each other for an entire <laughs> game. That would be really boring. Yeah. So not doesn't knock our socks off. There is the better one is the first one, which is book one. The second one in book six is really, really I don't know. It's not great. I don't think it's a good right of war at all. No. Never seen anybody take it, and you can see why. Um, the downsides of the first one, not being able to run on flat out moves, may be a, a overhang from the sort of book oneness. But I think that modern gaming now seems to be about getting onto objectives quicker and holding them, which they could mm-hmm. do, but not as good as other units potentially could do. So yeah. Okay. No deep Great. Would you like to talk us through the unique war gear? Yeah, sure. So, Camunitions is the big one, really, and this is the thing yeah. that most people kind of default to. So, any unit or vehicle with a flame weapon can take for free a and all flame weapons in the unit. So, basically, if you have Camunitions, you can any unit can you know, can take this for free. That ends up giving it shred, but it also gets hot. So, just there's a definite plus point, which is obviously re-rolling wounds, but there's a downside. So, if you roll a one, that flamer does not flame. No. And so it's wasted so that can be problematic so just something to bear in mind but shreds no bad thing um yeah uh yeah. next one um power size so and that this is this got a change i think later on so at first it, came did, out, yeah. it was a bit it was really rubbish i thought but they updated uh, it so it's, i really like these now yeah so if you can buy a power fist, you can buy a power side for the same price, so usually about 15 points. So it gives you plus one strength, so strength five, AP two, awesome, two-handed melee weapon with reaping blow, which does give you minus one initiative, so you're going at initiative three, but if the wielder is in base contact with more than one model, they get plus one attack. Brilliant. So this is awesome simply for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you're going up against Terminators who are using power fists, they're going to be going at initiative one, and you're going to be going at initiative three. So this gives you ample opportunity to um kill a few of them before they kill you which is always the yeah. best way yeah so you will be in problems well. yeah the problems start when you end up going up against things that are ap2 initiative four or above because then they'll get to you first but you know they're those are few and far between generally um mm. it's like i said i think it's a it's a good it's a good thing like i say one if you're outnumbered um you know, more than one model, which you probably can arrange quite easily, unless you're outnumbering a squad massively, you're going to get an extra attack as well with it. So it's a good upgrade for 15 points, I think. Very. And then yeah. there's these crazy things that nobody ever should use in a kind of band, but like Geneva Convention. So these are the whatever the relics that they put together in um, book six, I think it was. Book, Not, uh, don't uh, use these, yeah. but if you wanted to for a campaign or you know other crazy reasons. Um, the barbet the bar barbaran thurible, which is a relic, this reduces the toughness of non death guard units within six inches by one. So I basically you could combine that with rad grenades. Um so that would be quite nice. Doesn't actually affect instant death thresholds though, which would be a shame, because otherwise you could potentially be uh, instant deathing people um with a strength four weapon. Is, um, is that one of the relics from the list of relics that no one ever talks about because yes. they're crazy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not Anything one of the Cyan Arcana ones, it's one of the yeah. Also, ones. Also, any ones. shooting attacks um, um, have to take morale checks, not just 25% casualty. Yeah. So, yeah. But units within the range. So, yeah. But uh, I suppose you could heavy support it, it'd be quite good. But, yeah. If you if you gave this to a character, that character then joined a heavy support squad in a um, 
whatever it is, reaping right of war. That'll be quite, quite effective. But mm. yeah, the problem is that it's not crazy good compared to some of the other relics, which is why all relics are banned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. So moving on to Legion specific units, I'll start off with the Death Shroud. So these are Mutarian's personal bodyguard. When they're selected by him, he has them listed as killed in action, and they're never allowed to reveal their true identity to anyone other than the Death Lord. And they are never more than 49 paces from Mortarian, 49 being 7 times 7. So an interesting bit of foreboding there. Foreshadowing there. there. Yep. In terms of the rules, they're two wound terminators. The type of armor is actually unspecified, but the models are in Tartarus armor, but people do take them in Cataprachi armor as well. Um, they're armed with a power scythe and hand flamers with chem munitions, have leadership 10 and can take melter bombs. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I reckon that hand flamers with chem munitions are actually better than combi bolters because they're much better in overwatch. I've not done the math, but from my experience, that's what it feels like. Um, Everyone's gone quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do some maths in my head and also trying not to giggle that that sounded a little bit like an anti-vaccine um, argument. I've not done any science, but I think this is going to be better. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Jeff down the pub who spends 100 hours a week on Reddit tell, told me. Um, yes. But, yeah. but that said, I have seen hand flamers without chem munitions do horrible, horrible things. Um, I went to one of the Geno events and who was it was it i think it was harry before he did his um militia i think he rocked up with 30 ashen circle i'm sure that was harry and third ashen circle for the uh word bearers. bearers they have hand flamers which most people think are quite visible but when you've got 30 of them or you know in in numbers turns out they're not that bad and yep. that's without chem munitions even so yeah so these guys the death route they're great at killing infantry the only thing I've not had success with them is against fire drakes. <laughs> not much does have success about killing fire yeah. drakes, really. Well, Last the best, don't uh, have much success against fire drakes. So. The best thing I like about them, they're an elite. They're an elite slot. They can also that can be taken as a bodyguard for Master of the Legion, but they can also be taken as a HQ unit on their own, and it starts at ninety points for two of them. Yeah, so pretty good. Is I that a non-compulsory HQ choice? No, nope, compulsory HQ choice. Are you sure? Yes. So if you're not taking a right of wall, you can just... If you're not taking list. a right of wall, then in theory you can take three units of these in HQ and then another four in Elite. Death Shroud. Because uh, that basically means you... In addition to being an HQ or Elite... Uh, uh, in addition to being an HQ or Elite choice on their own right, a Death Shroud or anybody chosen instead of a command squad as a bodyguard for any Terminator armor equipped Praetor of the Death Guard. Their shroud terminators must always be modelled slash painted to be visually distinct from standard. Yeah, doesn't say that there would be a compulsory. Taken on their own, I think you have to, to bolt them onto a existing character. Yeah, they can be taken on their own as elites or um. Oh yeah, but they can't, they can't be taken on their own as a HQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Where does it say no, they have to be bolted on as a bodyguard? <laughs> Where does it say that they can, Mister yeah. B? Just out of interest. Right, let's go the book up. I'm, we're yeah, all looking at the book. We're all looking yeah. at uh, page man looks 71. Up, man looks at the book. In the, in the, uh, yeah, page 73, Death Terminator Squad, yeah. in the um, right-hand thing, HQ slash Elites. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the in addition to being a HQ or Elite's choice. Oh no, no! In addition to being a HQ or Elite's choice in their own right, a Death Shroud Terminator unit may be chosen instead mm. of a command squad. So they could be. No, you are right. I defer to the uh, member of the house for for the Sussex characters. Um, yeah, there may be a HQ on their own. So you could have twenty, you could have thirty Terminators just in HQ, mm-hmm. and then another forty in Elite. Yep. And then aren't the other Terminators heavy support? Yep. You take so Pride you of the Legion. Another... You can have loading troops as well. But you can't take Pride of the Legion if you have these guys in HQ because they don't have Master of the Legion, so you can't take. Maybe you just take a Delegatus in Terminate Trauma. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Because then you can take some as a bodyguard for him. Oh, yeah, then he just takes nine as a bodyguard and it makes no difference. Yeah. Good Lord. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We found how to counter the Nuremberg 300th Light Infantry. (laughs) (laughs) Graham's so shocked she's gone quiet. No, I am shocked actually. Graham is just furiously just... typing into the Forge World web store, going, "Take it, I take it all back. Let me buy a lot." I must admit, I've not seen anything that's got that, that's like unique. HQ slash elites as a. Yeah, they're the only only unit like that. Yeah, that's very strange. So yeah, I can see. Well, that's pretty good actually. So I suppose, and it not doesn't say they can't be compulsory or non-compulsory. So one of them is like a compulsory choice. So they could, you could basically. For an allied unit, of, for example, there would be two of them. There's yep. your HQ. Job done. Does it say how many of them there are in the fluff? Uh, are there no, only 49 of them? Or is it possible to somehow manage to work out an army that has more Death Shroud in it than the actual Legion has in the background? That sounds perfectly feasible, given that you could have three Elite's I'm, choices and I'm one HQ sure. choice. I'd give you 40, wouldn't it? You could have 70. You could have 70 of them in if you maxed out everything. Okay. Anyway. How to, how to make friends and... Uh, Mr. B, we owe you a a pint there because you're yeah. you right. Apologies. Everyone's, everyone's wishing they'd read that properly when they did it this challenge now. Yeah, but it, the problem is you're reading about death, death cards, so it was keeping awake that <laughs> was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Well played. Okay, so Very Rob, do you want to take us through um, Grave Wardens? Yeah, more 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 Terminators. Um, these are Typhon's um, special boyfriend unit. Um, more Terminators who love chemical weapons. It's just really not 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 nice. Uh, in cataphracti armor, these fellas though they're in heavy support, um, so they're not going to interfere with your death shroud choices. Um, they have two assault, two grenade launchers uh, with crack and poison grenades, which are poison three plus AP four. Um, death cloud rule that they have for themselves because they're Typhon's mates. They're already a bit nurgly even before the rest of the legion's mm. gone that way. Um, gives them poison three plus template to use for Overwatch. Those poison grenades on also, uh, you don't get any cover save against them. No, uh, they're, and you're they're, a, they're template, aren't they? So yeah, they're small oh, no. blast. Yeah, they're, oh, three inch, they're three inch blast, but no cover uh, saves. Yeah. So no cover saves. I suppose they're AP four, so that's only going to be relevant for um, militia and um, yeah. mechanical. So, you say that, so. but do you remember what I did to your salamanders with these? No. <laughs> <laughs> Blanked it out. What did you do to them? I wiped out two units with them to, uh, of uh, of of um what you call it um troops and then oh, yeah, fire breaks. 
then your fire drakes came and um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I don't care about them. Else. They're just there yeah. for flipping decoration. <laughs> they're only there because I have to take them. So apparently, yes. these these chaps can use these uh, templates for Overwatch, uh, even though they're in cataphracti. So it's not just the uh, snazzy Dark Angels fellas that. Can so do yeah, that. I, I figured this was. So when we're saying template here, well, what it means a flame template because that's what template means, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. not blast. So basically, there'd be wall of death. So D three hits for each one. Poison three plus. Nice, mm-hmm. I say. Yeah, that'll do the job. Um, any charge against them is a disorganised charge, which is Even nice. Um, so no furious charge either. No so, furious or, charge. No other, no other special things that you get for charging because you don't get them for disorganised charge. No. So really um, good. They can't take the scythe. But they can all swap the power fist out for a chain fist as well. I was just looking She's to see if they could, choice. with everybody yeah, being disorganised charges. It's a default piece of um, yeah. kit, so they have to, so they can't swap it out because the rules are only if you yeah. buy a uh, power fist can you get a side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no that you can't shoehorn that one in. Um, five points, I think, upgrade for the chain fist, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's cheap. Mm. Cheap, cheap chain uh, fist. One in five can... for the power fist, haven't you? So yeah, yeah. One in five can take a, a chem munitions heavy flamer, mm. and the chem master, who is the the unit chem, the unit sergeant, basically he can take a combi weapon, which me. Mm. I mean, I suppose would you flamer, bother? Maybe combi yeah, flamer because flamers don't run out, do they anymore? Oh, no, flamers run out. It's yeah, it's, it's um, grenade grenade launcher. I I've got a combi grenade launcher on mine. Yeah, it might be worth it. Uh, I suppose. To I quote, we... well, I suppose so he just... could. He could also take. He could potentially take rad grenades, and then if you give him a grenade launcher, does that work? That he can start lobbing rad grenades around a bit further. No, they've got no, I've tried that. No, they haven't got. You don't change the ammo type, I don't think. I'd be getting a bit necromunder on that. Yeah, um, to quote Michael I, here, I don't know whether I'd change the combi weapon because you already get a crack grenade ap2 assault two grenade grenade launchers built in and mm. if you wanted a flamer we already get the overwatch from the um death cloud so i probably wouldn't bother but yeah chain fist all round though that's a that's mm. definite tasty uh, according to michael these are in this is in quotes these are an amazing unit and can murder most things they come up against but because they're in heavy support note that pride of the legion does not make them a troop's choice yeah, and they're not um implicable advance either so they're not nope. Just but they are a great, great. Are they? Oh, sorry, I'm, we didn't mention it in this. I was reading this. So yeah, if they're a better advance, I, mean, I think they're a great. I use them in my list channels. I think they're really, really good. I think they're actually a good unit. Yeah, they're yeah. beautiful models, model, are beautiful models as well. And uh, between them and the um, Grave Two attacks each as well. Death yeah. Shroud. Only one wound though, so that does put them at slightly advantage sort of some of the other yeah. models. Yeah, but you try charging them. They're really hard to charge. He will. He'll charge them with fire drakes and go, yeah, and. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, just to save it. But I suppose, yeah, anything other than, I suppose your volume of fire, isn't it, again? Our old friend, um, mm-hmm. rad grenades as well. You know, all the character would give them, you know, I just suppose they're hitting with poison anyway, so toughness is a slightly bit irrelevant unless you're getting into that plus one um, thing. Yeah, but not a bad oh. unit. I think some useful stuff in there. Yep. Um, cool. So who's next? Um, that would be Graham. Do you want to talk us through the so, next yeah. character? 
Chrysus Mortarg. So this is a loyalist character who was once a librarian, um, you know, which is career choices, you know, at school. Uh, so you want to be in the Death Guard, yeah? And you also want to be a librarian, you say? That seems like a very difficult path to set yourself on because we know how much Mortarian hates the psychers. So if he was reassigned to destroy us, probably to get him out of the picture, I guess, as quickly as possible. Um, so he was one of those folks that was marked for death at this fan three, um, but managed to survive and in the process gave the traitors a lot of trouble. So in terms of his sort of stats, he's a centurion level character with plus one wounded initiative and he gets stubborn infiltrate, comes with a power sword and a combi flamer. Hardened armor and rad grenades. And he's also a level one psycho with, endu- with the endurance power, but that also gives him smite two. That's, so not, that's bad. not too bad. That's quite dirty. How many points is he? 175. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not too bad. Um, he has the Wall of Trait Master of Ambush, which allows him three non-vehicle units to choose Infiltrate, which does come out, overcome the Reaping's biggest flaw of ability, which is a very good point, Michael. Um, the downside, of course, is that he isn't Martial Legion, so he can't take the right of war. So you'd still need to take another character to help out of that. And he's also loyalist so can you take the reaping with loyalist it's yeah, the other one, yes, the other one, it's the other one is traitors only yeah so not a bad character i mean any psyker i suppose with smites a good psychic power um and he comes does he come with the endurance power does it say comes with endurance, yeah. endurance yeah. but because yeah. he's only got one power from one thing the rules as they are say he also gets smite oh, no i don't think don't think that's yeah. true yeah if you if if you have if you've got if you're taking your power from only one school, no, no, but he's, he's he can he's given a single power. Yeah, but that or also gives it, him smite. That's no, what we're all saying. No, no, he's not given biomancy, is he? He's given a single psychic power, endurance. So it the says, same way that says same endurance way that, brackets biomancy. See the Warhammer 40k rulebook though mm-hmm. in the in the red book. I so would say where it is. I'm with, I I'm would, with Graham yeah. on this one. I think if you're given a specific psychic power, that doesn't mean you then get the Primaris power for free. So, for example, the character in... No, Smite isn't the Primaris power. Okay, whatever the... What's the Biomancy? So does he get Smite and Endurance? I'll have to have a look at him. Is he in book Red Book or... Um, book he's in the Red Book. He's in the Red Book. He's a book one character. My My take on these is when you have a specific psychic power that doesn't necessarily doesn't mean you then have access to any other psychic power so if you just get endurance that means all you can cast is endurance it doesn't mean you can then pick others but let me have a look and you may disagree other people out there may disagree i mean i am far from the world's authority on psychic powers what did did you actually agree with me chris was that yeah yeah i do because i think as it says he has it doesn't say he takes his power from biomancy it says he has endurance oh yeah that's basically yeah i would read that to say he's got endurance and that's it but it should, yeah. what it's saying is it's, it's a biomancy power from the rule book. doesn't mean he has biomancy. That's mm. rules for it. So yeah, true. A, I mean, endurance isn't bad, is it, really? Like no, any any fr- no, friendly unit within 24 inches gets feel no pain, four plus, relentless, relentless and eternal warrior. Oh, yeah, you know, that just has be, that. That's pretty good. That could be bolt art if you can get that off. With, is, it, is, it any, is it any unit he's with? with the any fret targets a single friendly unit within 24 yeah. inches so you ally this fella with your um no i'm thinking you ally this with your who's your iron warriors loyalist fella that you're a big fan of um, 
Keir Valen. So you ally this fellow with Keir Valen and his Iron Havocs. You've got relentless Eternal Warrior, Feel No Pain, 4 Plus Iron Havocs marching up the board with BS5 last cannons. Would it? But would just, just for a mini war crime thingy table because um, you can't do certain things to other friendly. Yeah, so it would that would turn friendly into it. Yeah. yeah, so friendly units is a bit of a. So I think they have to be sworn brothers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which I. They may well be. I, they I, could well be. I, don't, they don't I think, they think they're only with the Sons of Horus and the Night Lords. Still, like you say, friendly unit is always um, a bit of a bit of a good one. But yeah, Eternal think, Warrior on just airing, then that could be nasty. Absolutely. So yeah, I think Michael, just to, you got one, one from two, which is no bad thing. Um, if from my point of view, if you if it specifically says a psychic power, that's the only psychic power you get. I mean. Uh, but it's not a bad one. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, I mean, this, could be, this could is be a kind of changing one. my mind so, a bit already. About so the Primaris Powers bit in the rule book. So Primaris Powers. Immediately after generating a psychic power, a psychic can always choose to substitute the power generated for the discipline's Primaris Power. And it's not the Primaris Power, it's Smite. That's a se- it's, it's a separate Where power are you getting altogether. Smite from? Just out of interest, mate. Smite is the Primaris Power for Biomancy in the rule book. Yeah. It's Primaris Power. Yeah. So he just couldn't yeah, cast smite. It's basically what we're saying. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He won't. He won't get smite. Yeah, it's but if you if you look at psychic the psychic focus rule, yeah, yeah, psychic yeah. focus rule. But he hasn't. He hasn't. He isn't generating his powers from the psychic table. If a psychic generates all of their powers in the same psychic discipline, even if they can only generate one power, that psychic is said to have psychic focus and gains that yeah. discipline's primaris power in addition to their other powers. Yeah. So he's not he's not he's generating not generating, it. The, he's not generating the power you don't roll disagree, for his powers I'll, I'll go with a consensus I disagree but I'll go with yeah, a consensus I, I would say that he doesn't he doesn't roll for a primaris power from biomancy he doesn't say yeah. in his fluff that he was a medic he just knows this one thing yeah. right. okay um, um, yeah so he, he's he's a, he's tired as nails though I mean he just just doesn't like you know he, he's pretty good I like him um, the only thing that lets him down is 3 plus armor serve actually yeah. I know he's a centurion he's got 2 plus hasn't he no, three plus. No, he's a, a three plus. He's a destroyer. Stats, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, three plus. Yeah, but still, he's 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 quite interesting though. For you know, he's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would you know you'd have to get the psychic power off, of course. That is the only downside. But yeah, you you are kind of. Um, I, 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 it was a bit of a trend for a while to have him infiltrate with three big units of uh, Death Shroud. Because also, Mister B. He can't take force, bear in mind. No, he can't because he doesn't have Which, a force weapon. Exactly, but he's but a psycho. But he could, as if he was a psycho. Yeah. If you if you if you extrapolated the the rule. Yeah, but he doesn't. Just... He does, he, I suppose he can take it, but he doesn't have a no. doesn't have a force weapon in which to actually use it. Yeah, so this is what I mean. So I'll add it to my FAQ list of things to FAQ, eh? Mm. For next year, this is okay. definitely a good one. Yeah. So, Who so else? what about Durak Rask, Chris? Uh, right, sorry, I was in a rule book. Uh, so Durak Rask, the Legion's Master of Ordnance and a loyal follower of Mortarion from the earliest days in Barbarous. In essence, he is an upgraded Siegebreaker, but has the Master of the Legion special rule. Comes with Artificer Armor, a Thunder Hammer, uh, Volcan, and he also has plus one wound. His Warlord trait. Uh, it's a shame he's got a thunder hammer and not a power fist, but you know that's okay. His or a chain fist even better for a shaky chain fist would be better. Yeah, yeah. His warlord trait target priority gives him and all friendly units within 12 inches rerolls to hit. 
12 inch ah, brain work. His warlord trait, target priority, gives him all gives him and all friendly units within 12 inches re-rolls to hit to their two hit rolls of one when shooting at enemies within three inches of one or more objectives. He also gets the tank hunter and wrecker special rules and confers these rules to the heavy support that's the heavy weapon shooting attacks of a unit he joins. Yes. It's a debate as to whether or not he is actually a siege breaker and gives you phosphex reducers. Most players say yes, but a minority agrees. How could you possibly say yes? So check with your event organizer as to what he counts as. His title again. It's it's a book one thing. A lot of people say he is. Some say he isn't. Does it say siege breaker? Does he get? Says, does, does, says, does it have phosphex bombs in his? No, he doesn't get them. <laughs> he he has a phosphex he has a phosphex bomb himself yes. and his title is siege master of the death guard legion so there is there is some some kind of fluffy crowbars there for why people would want to use him as a siege breaker this is why we have all the problems we have with bloody rules people are doing <laughs> okay i'm gonna shut up now but most people will count him as a siege breaker i would never if, if i played a game and somebody said he's a siege breaker and, and these reducers have got prospects i'd say no he hasn't it doesn't say that's what happens because otherwise you're into the same territory a little bit like you are with keir valen for example yeah. which is keir valen's got a um claw thing whatever they're called for repairing stuff doesn't make him a um a warsmith yeah, yeah it doesn't make him a battlesmith right because it doesn't say he has the battlesmith rule, so he doesn't have it. So mm. it's those kinds of things, I think, that, yeah, you're right. Probably in terms of as intended, I would yeah. agree. He almost certainly is supposed to be a siege breaker. But until effect, such time as he is, I'm going to. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, those, it's, a, it's, a book one, it's a book one issue. These are the um, things right, that really, this is the problem, I think, with some of the stuff in Heresy right now, is that these are the sorts of things that really grind your gears when you see them. And you think, how how difficult would it be to solve this, really? He's an eight-year-old character since the game was released in 2012 and he's not been fixed yet. You know, how, I mean, either it is, if you think there's been two FAQs since then, I mean, one every four years, we're rocking, um, yeah. and they haven't fixed it then. So therefore, he, it must be the case, right, that he isn't what he is. But if it wasn't for coronavirus, the Olympics would have outpaced FAQs by now. <laughs> Pre-FAQ. He's come to the every Olympic. So, yeah, um, I get where you're coming from, Michael. I suppose it's just, you're right, he's got Siege Master, which isn't the same as a Siege Breaker as a specific class. So yep. he wouldn't necessarily get access to those things, I would think. But you know, it's, I can it's, see it's where people... a big debate within the within the community. Is he a siege break? Is he a siege breaker? Is he not a siege breaker? You know, I would not say. I don't. I would be amazed if most players say yes to that. Come on, they do. They do. I can. I can. I can read that. And Show go, me yes. the evidence. <laughs> I can read that and say he's meant to be. But if someone then used used him as a shoehorn for nine phosphex medusas, I would tell them to go forth and multiply. I mean, phosphorus reducers aren't all that anyway, to be honest with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, you know, you, you still hit it with a strength 10 weapon, so why bother yeah. with phosphorus? But it just fits the fluff, I guess, for these guys. But yeah, I'm, yeah, just if you're thinking about taking this company legend, I'll, don't. No, <laughs> it wouldn't happen. But yeah, I would, like I said, I think it's one of those things where, you know, people read the title or something and, and then assume that it's, that means that that's what it is, and it, and it 
I, I don't think you can. I think you're into a very grey area with doing that in the rules. It has been accepted at official Warhammer World tournaments. Sorry, events. I would add. Then they need, then they need to put it in a bleeding well, FAQ. Where, then where 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 was where is that, Michael? It happened at a couple of Throne of Skulls. I am told. By your mate down the pub or on a YouTube video. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> is this some of that eye rolling you were talking about before you pressed record michael yes yes yeah, yeah. anyway moving swiftly on so who's who's doing mr this b next, yeah it's me uh yeah. okay oh interestingly Durak rask was actually killed in the fluff by cyrus mortog no cyrus mortog killed rask that's it right um oh, and rask go, is and rask is the uh, sorry mortog is the narrator of book one Okay, so we just delete Rask then, then problem solved. Yeah, there you go, there you go, problem solved. You can't have him, he's dead. Right, Callus Typhon. In 40k, we know him as Typhus the Traveller. But 10,000 years beforehand, he was the first captain of the Death Guard, although originally he wanted to be chief librarian. But obviously, Mortarian absolutely hates psychers, so he changed his mind. Uh, On Barbarus, he was the first human encountered by Mortarian, and they were really close friends, so... What happened to their friendship? Quite tragic, really. Um, he's a Praetor-level character. Cataprach eye armor, grenade harness, mastercrafted power scythe, hand flame of chem munitions and rag grenades. And he's also uh, got a bombardment, but with a bit of a chem twist on it. Um, does nothing to vehicles as a result. Um, if Mortarian isn't around, he's a level one psyker, only with telepath. And he has to be the warlord uh, and his warlord trait causes no enemy within three inches of him to be able to claim an objective, which actually is not that bad. No, he's handy as a denial unit. Yeah, but it's it's still quite situational. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a hard to it's hard to sort of argue that oh, he's an amazing character because he's not really. But he is. He's all right. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be rushing. I'm not I'm not rushing out to use him. I think I've used he, him twice since he's I've got a nuncio box as well. Don't forget that. He can oh, yes. Nuncio box. Yeah. Yeah. Nuncio box. Rad grenades. Yeah. It's not it's not going to be a slouching combat, is he? Let's be honest. Oh, no, it just no, it does feel four, I four know, attacks does, based with a power scythe. He's yeah. no slouch. Initiative five. like he's got a lot of excitement going for him, if that makes any sense. Well, of course that not. He's sense. in death guard. <laughs> um Praetor, Catfracti, Grenade Harness, Mastercrafted Power Scythe. Power Scythes are good. Hand flame, okay munitions, rad grenades. And he's got an orbit bombardment. Actually the orbit bombardment is pretty nonsense, actually, if I remember rightly. So yeah. He's okay. Yeah, it's Ordin- unlimited Ordin- range, Ordin- AP four, ordnance three, barrage, large blast, poison four plus, no cover. Meh. And it will always scatter the full D6. Regard, you, you, you can't go, oh, but Typhon's BS5. No. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's bombardments, aren't they? They're always a bit beef. Some can be good, some can be bad, but you're right. I think it, it's the the lack of ability. I mean, I suppose you'd go from volume of, volume of was it uh, or ordnance three? Three, three three. So you get three, and you have to hope the first one hits where you want it otherwise it's gonna the other two are gonna go nowhere because it's uh, multiple barrage yeah pretty much it's just mechanic scaling though in it because if you think of like if these orbital bombardments coming from the fleets in orbit then everything mm. should be like strength d capital bold underlined 100 point remove the battlefield 
Um, so they can't they can't put orbital bombardments actually being anywhere as effective as they should be, if mm. you know what I mean. Because otherwise, it's just game. Oh, I've got an orbital bombardment. Right, oh, next game. Because everybody's yeah. dead, Dave. Everybody is dead. I always everybody's assumed dead, it Dave. as, um, you know, the, the orbital bombardment is, um, you know, they're, they're calling in against somewhere close by, um, say, like the orbital bombardment is for this massive tank over the ridge or Titan that you can't see on the battlefield and it just so happens to hit someone on a, uh, you know, on the mm. side. Read about sense. read about the orbital bombardment on Istvan three in Fly of the Eisenstein, which is required reading for this for this Legion, and the stuff that they that they throw down at that planet. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. reduce that down to the actual game itself, it's just game over. Yeah, they they, they can't scale the the sort of the power of the, the name of the, the name of the, the name of the sort of the rule is a bit you know it'd be something better if it was like an aerial I don't know. Yeah, airstrike or something like that, or um, you know, artillery bombardment rather than an orbital bombardment because the, mm, the yeah. just, it just makes them underwhelming. Very good. Okay. okay so who wants to tackle the big man? Oh. Oh, jump at the chance. Yeah. You're such a tease. Uh, no, that's gonna do it. So, Matarian is the Primarch is built to survive. <laughs> His ballistic skill initiative attacks only five, but his weapon skill toughness and wounds are seven. Pre to natural resistance allows him to reroll failed toughness tests and it will not die rolls, but also allows him to pass dangerous terrain tests automatically and ignore any weapon that wounds in a flat dice roll that is that rolls less than six. This makes him immune to rad and poison essentially. He has the Sire of the Death Guard, which grants all Death Guard frag grenades, frag missiles, and havoc launches in the army poisoned four plus, and makes the entire legion stubborn. Nice, yeah, pretty nice. Witch Spike gives him deny the witch on a four plus against malediction powers, affecting him and his squad for a total of three plus when combined with adam- adamantium will, mm. and five plus for all others. Pretty good. That's pretty tasty. Shadow of the Reaper gives him a minus one penalty to all enemies attempting to make a leadership test against his fear effect. He is also able to redeploy in the shooting phase as long as he doesn't shoot. He's unengaged in combat and passes a leadership test. He can then teleport up to 10 inches away from his starting point and no closer than three inches to any enemy units. He can still charge, although it's a disorganized charge. That's nice. Still got hugely mobile. Does he take his unit with him, or is it just... No, it's just him. He has to be on his own. Yeah. He is armed with silence, a huge power slide once owned by his foster father. It's very similar to a power slide, but with the Sunder and Instant Death special rules. Of course, as the Reaping Blow, which cancels out the Silvernized Charge after he teleports. Lantern is his energy blaster gifted him by the Emperor. It's strength 8, AP2, Assault 1, and has the Sunder special rule. And he has frag grenades and phosphex bombs. Unlimited phosphex bombs. Um, yeah, unlimited. That's it. All, of the tra- all of them. Just leave a little trail of hell behind him. Yeah, just chuck those out left, right and centre. Yeah. I think he's great as a prologue. I think he's pretty damn nails. I think, two I think plus, not that- he's got 2 plus 4 plus armour as well. Yeah, it's not I mean, that expensive either, really. Four two five. I, I think he's about average for a Primarch Four, yeah. myself, but he's gonna survive. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of cool stuff going for him. Um, 
yeah, I think that the the, the teleport that thing teleport is, the... is is a, is a great one. You know, yeah, I mean, you can either get him in the Spartan, jump him out with a death shroud squad, and then teleport away in the shooting phase to attack another squad, for example. And as long as he's outnumbered, as Michael said here, um, that kind of almost cancels out the um, the disorganized charge. charge yeah. get, doesn't get, get the, he doesn't get the extra one attack from the reaping blow, but he doesn't lose an attack from the uh, yeah. from the disorganized charge. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because yeah. he's out. He's out. Yeah, so it's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, the, I think only, the only thing I would say is I think I haven't played with him yet, so I've got very little practical experience. I've only painted him while we've been on lockdown. Um, I don't. I think he's going to be vulnerable to plasma and melter. I, I think. Very yeah, most, I, sure. I think most things are. Aren't they? Yeah, but that's that's yeah. all Primarch. So, you know, yeah. I think you'd need him with a, with a with a bodyguard Terminator squad yeah. to to soak up those plasma shots and what have you. Once you move him away from that and like say teleport him out, you'd make sure that you were going up against a squad that you were guaranteed to either kill in that turn or not die to and remain in combat with them for the following turn so he wouldn't get yeah. shot to death you don't you don't put him anywhere near that kind of stuff anyway you have him munching through base troops like like yeah. skittles what's his like against um actually so looking just looking at his weapon profile against a like a leviathan or something could a leviathan hold him up uh and silence both of them have sunder yeah but that's he's only re-rolling seven. yeah that's only re-rolling um penetrating hits isn't it or re-rolling um armor penetration rather five to so, five five to glance re-rolling against a leviathan so but he couldn't damage a spartan for example no he's not got um what's so it strength, called armor strength bench seven is the other charge yeah yeah he's an anti-infantry um, yeah, right. definitely want to remember he could get held up. Um, so yeah, strength seven actually be sixes to glance against the Leviathan, wouldn't it? Armor thirteen. Oh yeah, six yeah sixes to glance. Can't pen it. So a Leviathan on, on its own could could hold him in place. Leviathan, Leviathan on its own could could do more than hold actually, him in place even, with the yeah, T3. Even, even actually, <laughs> even a quarter's contempt, you know, hundred and whatever it's thirty five points with two power fists could hold him up. But that's that's not. Similar to most Primarchs, Sanguinius yeah. has that problem as well. Okay, uh, you can just put a, yeah. you can put a dreadnought against him, and he doesn't have anything that can can really uh, deal with it. Can, yeah, the spear, no. unless you charge with the spirits, and the same with the sword. I don't know if the, the sword would make him glancing on sixes as He's well. Got to do so. the got to do the uh, running away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like can, saying, they, can the Primarch use our weapons? Are useless? No, no, because they have to be fearless, and I think you can only do it if you're fearless. If you can. Yeah, you can fail them. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're failing the morale test, and they don't because they're fearless. Yeah, it's not an option. Oh, there you go. Okay, mind you, I suppose you could shoot him with a lantern. Strength eight, assault two, assault one. You know, one shot, I suppose, with thunder. So yeah, re-rolling one. one shot. But yeah, you you do run that risk of somebody chucking a yeah, critical at you and going right, you're staying there, matey. 18 inch range with the lantern as well. So if you can shoot it, then it can charge you in theory. For sure. For sure. There's not that many um to be fair, there's not that many Primarchs which can handle something like that if they're on their own. That's no. why the big thing with Primarchs is uh the bodyguard. Apart from uh, P- Pertraba with the hammer. Horus with the mace. Right. Uh, Horus, yeah, um, yeah. Even Lor- even even Logar with his uh, his with his with his mace. Vulcan and presumably his hammer's only little, but I'm presuming he hits it, he swings it chuffing hard. Yeah. Full grim as well. Um Russ has got the 
axe which gives him armor bane and sunder yeah. instead of the sword. Yeah. Um, so actually, a lot of Primarchs can deal it. It's just Mortar- Mortarian just needs to learn to play. Mortarian, Sanguinius. Uh, let's just have a quick look at Dawn because that's kind of what that sword does. Storm's Teeth. Yeah, see, Storm's Teeth is only a strength user. You know, so that's only strength six. That's causing all the unlimited arsenal of the entire Imperium oh, with access to everything the Emperor's got. Dawn's gone, I'll take a chainsaw. Another <laughs> giant chainsaw. I don't Lions know why I've gone one. 1996 Vic and Bob with it, like, but, you know, I'll just take a chainsaw, please. Actually, the line trying to say my chainsaw to doesn't fit, like, trying to say I've got no, like. Shred Rampage, we can play. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, right. So, um, I guess that's pretty much the rules. So, shall we oh, have no, a look at? So you can do sundering blow. So yeah, Dawn could do it because he would, he could be strength eight if he wants to be. Mm. All right. <laughs> so Mortarian is the is the is the weakling. Basically, no, I'm Sanguinius. Right, Sanguinius. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Pro- proof that he's a failure, just like the fact he didn't conquer his planet. Him and Angron. Oh, 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 yeah, or kill his own father like all the other proper Primarchs did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> poison and Gulliman didn't kill his his father. Yeah, no, he got murdered. True. He he murdered the per. Well, he didn't murder him. He put him in prison. He put in prison mm. the man who um who killed okay. his father. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, someone 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 sort of like you know hurt his mum and Gulliman went nuts. Gulliman anyway. went nuts and let the lion fo- let the lion phosphex three quarters of McCrag because someone had a barney against his mum. I didn't let the lion. The lion just sort he sort of said to the lion, "No, you may not phosphex the planet." And the line went, all right. No speak of the English. Use, I won't use Phosphex bombs on the planet, but I didn't say anything about loading Sarastas assault rounds up with with Phosphex and just dropping it on places. Yes, yeah, so, oh, it was a crash. Sorry. Yes, we were just <laughs> moving it out of the way. Yeah. And it crashed Honest, on the golf. target area. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so let's move into modeling them. Just, just quickly, overall thoughts on those units? Because, you know, we. They're shroud good. Uh, Mortarian situational. Um, you'd have to probably dash shroud up with chain fists just to be on the safe side, and yeah. you would be very cautious if there were dreadnoughts lurking, or you wanted to take on a um, Spartan, for example, or stop that in its tracks. He couldn't do that. Well, Otherwise, also, he's he's pretty handy. Yeah, but the thing with Mortarian is you get the full out of him. He's got to disappear away from his boyfriend squad as well, and bounce around using his teleporty gubbins. Yeah, yeah. That's so what it's mean. like so to get the to... most out of him, he's leaving his boyfriend squad behind. He's a bit like Angron. It's like, I need a boyfriend squad, but I'll see you later. Yeah, I think that, that's what I mean. You'd have to be careful where you put him and make sure that you weren't setting himself up to be charged by a dreadnought, which would hold him in place until your death could catch up if they're not caught up themselves. So if you are going against vehicles, he needs to stay with his um, bodyguard squad. Otherwise, he's pretty useful. He's got some interesting quirks. Yeah, in terms of the characters, um, yeah, I think. Uh, Rask is the best one I think personally I think I used um, you know he's certainly got that uh, thing that I would find quite interesting um, but yeah the rest of them yeah. I quite like Morturg just out yeah. of just for interest he's he's a bit less bland than a lot of the Legion can be but again he's he's not He's not stellar. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know, change the face of the game, is he? I think in terms of the characters, they suffer very much from being book one characters. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I was gonna say. Definitely. They yeah. they fit within that campaign. They fit within that setting, but they're not. Yeah. They're I'd not, like to. You know. I'd like to see a red book potentially, or an extended list of lots of little characters like like Chrysos Morturg, where just for like 
flavor pieces that so you're not limited to just one or two you know what i mean so like with your wolves you're not just limited to eddie redbeard or whoever the other guy is it's interesting that Um, for the book nine stuff they gave they they did those separate dark angels characters yeah um so maybe yeah, they, we'll did, they did them as a free download in the, yeah, yeah. the um, uh, community site. It'd just be, be nice, nice to see, see that expanded as the because yeah, you know, yeah. the setting has grown. It would be nice to see the the sort of narrative opportunities of other named characters who we might have read about or just even just in passing in books. Fair. I mean, not there are, much bear in mind there are about the Death Guard. There, there are characters that have got models that haven't even got rules. Well, yeah, yeah a true. certain axe wielding golden boy springs oh, to mind. yes of course that one yeah okay anyway on to how how do you model these these fellas then must be Okay, so in terms of modelling them, um, obviously we just have a lot more options for modelling them. It feels so awful doing this now because, well, not awful, but it's like they've taken so many options away from us. Um, okay, so. Did you get jibs? What? So I was doing the South Park thing of, did you get jibs? Yeah, uh, ah, yeah, uh, yeah, they basically took a lot of the way. So you've got the Death Shroud. So basically they're mostly closely associated with mark three armor but as with all armor uh, legions they did have mark two and mark four just in lower numbers so modeling options that you've got from forge world you've got the death shroud power size um but these are for mark four arms only these were out before the mark three plastics um okay. but you could sh- you could take the hand the, oh yeah you yeah, could yeah. Take the some... hand off a mark three it's literally just a sh- hand you can it's do not a full sh- arm I mean, hands look pretty much the same you, you can can't tell anybody um, who's looking that close i'd tell them to learn what personal space means yeah you've got mark free shoulder pads mark free heads the contempt of dreadnought which all legions mm-hmm. have now a dimos rhino doors right and a transfer sheet and that's it it's Although, just a transfer sheet that's nice true there are lots of parts from third party sellers as well cromlech mm-hmm. um and, and and the like do their own like power size and stuff like that uh so it's definitely what i was looking for but if you want to do a siege of terror era army you've also got the option of looking at some of the plague marine kits from games workshop because obviously at that point they were plague marines so plenty of conversion work probably needed to make it fit but it would fit the theme if you wanted yeah, to yeah it would and the plague and the plague 40k plague marines are pretty much all wearing some variant of mark three as well oh yeah they're all in mark three armor yeah, exactly. They're all in Mark yes. Three Armor, so yeah. um, it, it works. It's just you know that's an option for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, their their Death Shroud are in Catapratchi, mm-hmm. so you've got options there. Nice. Okay. Uh, cool. In terms of painting, um, well, we've got the Burning of Prospero guide, which is boring as hell. Uh, it is prime the model of Korax White base coat with rakar flesh add castellan green balthazar gold abad and black and lead belcher to those areas shade the gold areas in the recess of the gut armor with agrax earth shade non oil for the silver details on the gun pallid witch flesh and lauren forest for the armor's edges and scratches gehenna's gold for the gold scaven black tinge for the black base cut the lenses with corax white then rhinox hide with some chips further highlighting with administratum gray 
and Stormos Silver, Liberator Gold. It's it's boring. It's it feels boring. I don't know why. That's it's a very nineteen seventies paint job. It's two tone yeah. beige and brown. That Sorry, what are we talking about? I fell asleep. Feels horrible. Yeah, I was... And Nuge has a slightly better guide that he did on the painting the um Trek Legions of Contrast. And I like this guide. If I was going to do them again, I would probably look at something like this. But it's prime with Wraithbone. Paint the armor with skeleton heart horde, apart from the shoulders, give them two coats of Militarum green. Um then paint the trail with warp plot bronze. I never thought about this, but that actually looks really nice. Then add stains mm. onto the armor using Nasdrag yellow and snake bite leather, sort of flicking it on and adding streaks of it. So that actually looks quite good. Um, video wise, we're actually quite spoiled. We've got um, M Durant, the former um, GW painting presenter. She did one. Um, this is one I use. She does one on Warhammer TV. I love that because um, she showed me it in person at uh, Warhammer Fest, the first Warhammer Fest. And that was really fun. Um, I got a personal one-to-one painting tuition lesson. I was very happy with that. Um, Pete the Wargame has done a guide. So has uh, the Apophetic Fish. But there are also two slightly alternative schemes from GW, uh, which are 40K schemes, but they are in 30K colors. Mm-hmm. That's for the Pallid Hand and the Weeping Legion Vectorums. Um, but just, as an assess- sorry, just, to prove my, just to prove my point, I have literally just done a Google image search for Austin Allegro, which is possibly the dingiest car ever produced in the United Kingdom. And three <laughs> of the images that have come up in the original color scheme would be perfectly applicable colors for the Death Guard. They yeah. really would. Just, Austin that's, Allegro that, that's, that's 70s beige, two tone. Mm thing is 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 bang on basically it's yeah the um yeah the i think that's one of the reasons why i just tend to fall asleep with them because they're just like visually it's it's difficult to make them inspiring does that make sense yeah fair enough um as an aside a a personal aside i would if i was doing these again if i started the death guard again instead of using the more traditional castellan castellan green on Lorraine green on the shoulder pads i'd probably go with death guard green because um i've got a 40k death guard force and i think it would help tie them together a bit nicely um if that makes any sense um because it is essentially the death guard color now isn't it yeah the green needs to be a very military quite pastel um quite drab yeah, and green, I think Death Guard not, Green is perfect for that. So you can't have any vibrancy like your Salamander's Green. It's got be, it's a real sort of yeah. So that's that. It, okay. It's a it's a kind of that doesn't look right. You should probably go and see a doctor about it. Green. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> what we'll do now is we're gonna crack on and move into the list challenge. All right, guys, uh, now it's time for the uh, Death Guard list challenge. And I've had to put up with a lot of ribbing about how. Yeah, what? Oh. Is it time to wake up already? <laughs> what? Sorry, you said Death Guard and I fell asleep. I yeah. Asleep the first syllable. I mean, Iron Hands aren't the second worst legion. <laughs> Mr. Okay, Bit. we'll. Mr. we'll um, yeah. Yeah, we'll crack on because <laughs> yeah. time is I, pressing. It is. I do think, though, that the listeners should be warned in advance about the next segment you're about to hear. 
Now, in our duty as a public service broadcaster, we feel it is necessary to uh, reduce the potential shock that may occur. But if you are a Death Guard player, if you hold the Death Guard close to your heart, if you feel particularly uh, easily offended by having your legion besmirched by three people, I don't know what they're talking about, and one person who loves them, then... I would probably suggest you, you you switch over to another podcast that's slightly more forgiving because in all of the list challenges we've ever done, we have never been so united <laughs> in, our, <laughs> in our general mehness that is Death Guard. Now, this is massively unfair on our most loving and favourite co-host, Mr. B, who takes it all in his very yeah. considerable strength. I have, strength. I have yes, a question about just that. Just in advance, in advance, just let you know. I have a question about that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, who does the most disservice to the Seventh Legion? Us by what we're about to see, or Michael by the way that he rolls dice? Well, let's well, that's, let's. That's, that's one for the audience. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the question that we will have to have to come up with at the end of this uh, particular exercise. So, the list challenge, the favourite bit of the show, yeah, or not? Everybody's already skipped to. As we, no, it doesn't. Oh, no, I, I believe. I, I believe we'll talk about uh, that in the episode. But yes, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. entirely true. Our, we no, were misconceptioned. We 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 got that wrong. Also, engine kill for the win. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's the fourteenth legion. Just to oh sorry yes it's seven seven to the fifth. seven is the color is the is the color seven is the number yeah sorry okay I've been researching count, count the right. seven let's it? go because Michael's clear, clearly cracking the whip today Sean's no engine in. cracking on we're gonna start with the quietest one Chris oh hello oh god only because right. you're quiet in this section he's been quiet so far in this section he's been least dispersing well let me uh. <laughs> hold my beer as they say <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? okay so I, I, I as soon as we were doing Death Guard I had an idea because there's one thing that the Death Guard don't like and that is witches Yes. so I thought, I thought I'm going to watch Monty Python and see what influence I can get from them and I was like well I can't weigh any ducks so I can't, I can't weigh a duck to see if the witches are uh, are witches or not, Correct. but they do like to burn them. So awesome. I have gone full on oh, Death Guard, love... we're going to burn some witches. Isn't that a okay. song by Rob Zombie or Ministry or something? Uh, well, you think into the lyrics to Dragula. Dragula burn through the witches think, yes. and slam through the witches uh, and burn in that? the back of my Dragula. Awesome song. Yeah. Oh, bit of. Hendrix loves that. It's the monster song to him. He dances away to it when I put it on YouTube. I'm so proud. Now, anyway, that would be the theme. If there was a theme song to your mind, that would be exactly that would be it. So this is the um, uh, I. Oh, we lost him a bit. Right of war. Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah, which was the right of war? Oh, Uh, the reaping. Right. Cool. Yep. Is, um, it does one key thing, which bans Deep Strike, because you know I don't want to be called a show pack any like <laughs> some other people. Um, so I thought I'd purposely hamstring myself. Um, and also it gives you the advantage of giving um, characters rad grenades. Yarp. Which, mm. Well, you can buy them, can't you? But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, you, mm. you wouldn't normally have that option for every character and um, a person, an independent character as well. So, starting off, 
this is a this is an old Chris Mills favorite. Uh, a Praetor with a jump pack, Iron Halo, Paragon Blade, Plasma Pistol, Rad Grenades, Digital Lasers, and the icon of the Blazing Sun, Sai Arcana. Ooh. Oh. The, the silence of, of people going, wait, that's in book eight. What does that mean? I don't know what these words are. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read that yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely <laughs> lost. It could be anything. It could, it, you know, it could be anything. Okay. So, oh, I should also point out these Death Guard are loyalist Death Guard. Oh. Because they are pre-heresy. Because uh, that, they've not given in to the, you know, they still hate the, the, the warp at this point. So these would be sort of pure... Um, uh, what's the planet called? Barbara? I can't remember. Barbarous. 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 Yeah. Who are Barbaran um, Death Guard who hate psychers, hate witches, hate the warp. Exactly. So this is a, a loyalist uh, loyalist uh, force. So the icon of the Blazing Sun, Mr. Music Man. Um, one loyalist allegiance independent character per detachment may take an icon of the Blazing Sun for 30 points. A traitor allegiance traitor allegiance cycle within 12 inches of the icon successfully attempt to manifest any psychic power in the current psychic phase the bearer of the icon of the blazing sun may attempt to nullify that power to do so the bearer of the icon of the blazing sun must take a leadership test if the leadership test is passed the power does not manifest if the leadership test is failed the power uh, is manifested unaffected okay. and the bearer of the icon suffers a wound <coughs> or escape any kind allowed on a double six um they uh, die instantly, basically. Ooh. Um, also, additionally, any demon or demon <clears throat> runestorm um, is reduced to weapon skill one with locked in combat mm. with a model carrying the icon of the basic sun. I thought, for what I'm trying to do, this is basically that that does the job perfectly. Nice. It's a bit pricey at 30 points. I mean, this is a very specialist um, army. It's not. I'm I'm not going to win the um, most uh, uh, competitive section, but I, I've gone with a theme, and you can't you can't beat a theme. Um, so that's my first <laughs> the, the, the voting from the last uh, two years would improve would will actually disprove that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so I, I, I guess that, that's why you got in the jump pack, right? Because it's twelve inch range, so you have to get him where he needs to go, and you can't exactly strike, like exactly. Saying. I can't deep strike him. So I need to get him um, uh, as close as possible, basically. Yeah, as close nice. as possible. And it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a world without jump packs isn't a world I want to live in. Okay. Uh, my second uh, HQ is a nullificator. Mm. Um, so cataphractor armor, obviously. Rad grenades. Aether shock maul. Uh, has a combi melter. And a chain fist. Got you. Because, you know, occasionally I'm going to have to crush something that's got armor. Um, armor, exactly. So nice and simple. Yeah, I must have this as well, potentially. I yeah. that's quite a good choice. But yeah, go on. Uh, on to the elites. I have two apothecaries. They are um, bog standard, mm-hmm. apart from uh, combi flamers. Okay. With chem munitions. Of course. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. It's a, it's a foolish thing to avoid. Second elite's choice is a six-man nullificator squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought about this one too, but yeah. Yeah, uh, with uh, four flamers. Yep. Mm. Uh, Toxic flamers. flamers. Yeah, Toxic flamers. So they are uh, strength four, uh, armor armor AP five, assault one, 
three plus poison tainted, but they do get shred because you can give them the. Uh, do they? Um, do they? Controversial. I thought point. because they are famous. Yes, I know, and I must admit I didn't want to push this particular narrative, but I would probably argue you're right. But I'm just thinking whether people would. So oh, I thought wow. about this too, right? Because I thought, oh, that's cool. I could give them them, and then in the reaping itself, because I've taken it as well, it does specifically list the weapons it applies to. So I wonder whether that would. But it's potentially... all flame weapons. It doesn't. Flamers, take... heavy flamers, hand flamers, combat flamers, or flame storm cannons. But yes. bear in mind that Toxiferon flamers weren't around when that was written. I know. I'm just saying. You're not wrong. And I would imagine that the... they probably do. But I would argue the toss if you were uh, saying, well, actually, it doesn't mention Toxiferon flamers. Therefore, of course, you're absolutely right, Chris. Um, purging Dr. Malhotra. Purging Dr. Malhotra. Yes, FAQ needed. FAQ, FAQ needed. I, I, would, I would argue that the first the first three words, all, all flame weapons. Yeah, but um, the Toxiferon is, flamer is a separate weapon. It is but it is a flame, flame weapon. If it said flamer type, you'd be you'd be in like Flynn. But look, it's it's well, very much there isn't a thing as a flamer type. Well, okay. But I guess it would say template weapons or something along those lines. So all template weapons get shred, for example. Would then you would, cover but that. then you could apply um blast markers and things because they're no, template. template is different to blast. Blasts the round one oh, templates okay. So I I've never really considered this as a you know, a question, so I guess it's not. Yeah, flame weapons too. Yeah, because flame isn't a, isn't a weapon type, is it? No. I mean, I don't want to be rules lawyering. We'll go with it for now. It's just an interesting little question that I'm. I wonder if there's anything on the Death Guard. It's the sort of thing that people would argue about for hours, right? If you put it up on Crusade and Heresy, there'd be some kind of civil war. But it'd be Probably interesting end up to in find a splinter out. group or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah possibly. It could happen. Vendettas will be claimed. Yeah, but maybe an F, like you say, FAQ. It, this this right of war also applies to toxophone flamers bingo but yeah you're right chris it's a, it would appear rules as intended which is always a very very ropey area in my view versus rules as written i but, think the, the the problem is is that because we've got a flame type yes. as, as an option and because this is a, a later byproduct mm. of the heresy game unless they would do that you know, mm. FAQ that it's an interesting one. Second and FAQ. We'll, we'll, I mean, for now we'll have to say before. What do you guys think if you if you were playing somebody? A question, a genuine question, and and it wasn't a friendly local game like you know in a, a club. This was a company of legends slash blood and glory style thing. What would you, without I giving don't, it I don't, further I don't explanation? Think, think you I don't think I'd have an issue with it. I don't think no. the um, nullificators, unless you're playing demons or Thousand Sons, I don't think the nullificators are an overpowered choice. I don't think they're overpowered against demons or Thousand Sons. They're just on an eve, eve, equal footing, and demons and Thousand Sons players aren't necessarily used to that. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as the internet would say, OP in uh, in any way. And you're giving them shred, but you're also giving them gets hot. So it's not, and it's a and it's a terminator that could be dying. It's not like they're cheap throwaway trash. Just it's not. There's not three hundred of them, are there? I know. I am. I'm not. I am playing somewhat devil's advocate here, but it was just something that when I looked at, it, I was like, "Hmm, does that apply?" It doesn't say. Could be a could be a conversation. Yeah, but but then you're relying on the fact that uh, on the information that you've got from because those red books are what now three four years old. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I bought Whereas mine in 2017. Book eight is a two years. Two years yeah, ago. the thing so, is, though, I do think there may be other instances where we've talked about these kinds of things, you know, where the the newer rules and the newer books aren't necessarily retrospectively applied to existing no. units. And that's I mean, what the FAQ is supposed to do. We haven't had one of those for two years. But yeah. let's move on because we haven't got a lot of time to discuss it. But it would be an interesting thing to find out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, notifications. Right. Uh, then. Oh, yeah. So the other guys are common bolters. I have got um, uh, power fists in there as well. Okay. But they haven't got any mode of transport. They're just walking because walking, walking. Ooh. that's what the deaf guard do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have an assault squad, of course, because you know I am what I am. Okay. That's uh, uh, a fifteen assault squad. She says, double checking that. Uh, yeah, fifteen man assault squad. Uh, rad grenades on the sergeant. Um, one power axe, two uh, hand flamers again with munitions. Mm-hmm. Because burn, 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 baby. Yep. I said I could use an ash song, wasn't that? Burn, baby burn. That was an ash song. Yeah, it was ash. It was. There good. we go. There we go. Awesome band ash. My other uh, theme tune. I have a 15 uh, man breacher squad uh, with um, two flamers and a melter gun as specialist weapons. They've all got melter bombs, as have the assault squad as well. Okay. Mm. Um, and again, ammunitions on the flamers. Uh, and they are just going to be strong across the board because that's what they're going to do. Uh, I have a tactical support squad of, have a guess, Flamers. Nice. Yep, 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 of course. Uh, yeah, yep. uh, 10 of them. Uh, they've got a Rhino. Again, mm-hmm. munitions because that's the whole point of them. A, I have two identical heavy support uh, squads of heavy Flamers. Mm-hmm. And they are nine-man squads because uh, an apothecary is going to go into one of each. Yep. Uh, and they have got uh, yeah, they've just got heavy flamers and a rhino each. Are they in heavy support then, or troops? As soon as you they're, can stick them in, they're troops. in heavy support. I could have stuck okay. them in troops. I could. It wouldn't matter. But it was just for the purposes of um, categorizing in my mind as to where things, you know. Sure. I mean, yeah, you could put yeah. them in troops, and then they yeah. become scoring. And, and, and then they would be scoring units. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just for the purposes of, uh, yeah, because you know, enough options. There's enough space. Um, but, okay, and then a single unit, not a single unit, but a, a single squadron of two predators, cannons, and they've got heavy flame sponsons as well, and munitions. Nice. Sorry, I missed that last bit. Were those predators with the flamer cannon things? Flamestorm cannon and heavy flamer sponsons. Why not? In for a a penny? He's definitely got a theme, hasn't he? I have. Okay, and then I have allied... Would the the heavy flamers have chem munitions on the predators? So they would potentially get hot as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're on a vehicle. Yeah, Yeah. they would still get hot. it's, It's all risk, it's all risk, but it's all burn, baby burn. I have an allied detachment... Oh, Sisters of Silent. Ah. Cue the alien noise from (laughs) Toy Story. (laughs) (laughs) Good, I'm glad they got the response I was hoping for. Um, Because, you know, if you're going to kill psychers, well, you're going to bring some girls along with you that are going to do that job better than anybody else. 
So I have a uh, nine uh, lay, nine person, nine lady, whatever the uh, nine individual, name. nine individual. Actually, no, not true. Ten uh, because uh, they've got a Caron assault, uh, uh, the Caron Acquisitor with the multi melter. Um, so it's yeah, nine vigil, uh, sorry, vigilators, and the vigilator mistress has got a hand flamer, and she has a Proteus Neurolash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the HQ for them is a uh, Oblivion Knight Centura. She has a Paragon Blade and a Hand Flamer. And Very that nice. concludes the uh, running order of my my Death Guard uh, Witch Burning uh, list. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Very nice. So kind of themed so, after yeah, that. It sounds like it's kind of themed after that uh, raid on the world, sh- the, the world ship. Yeah. Uh, from yeah, on the bottle ships. Where yeah. Garrow's kicking about Garrow's, with what's her face, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Cold focus. Classic Barbaran um, Death Guard. They are not you know, Dusk Raiders. They are Death Guard, and they hate psychers. And this is a, these are the guys that they unleash on the psychers. Nice. That's actually mm. really nice. I like That's, it. Nice it's, it's, yeah, it's bordering on interesting. <laughs> you, know, you take a bit of the lore and you just, you know, you just find something to go with it. And and that was sort of from day one. That was what was in my mind. Would you have assault marines? I'm going to put it out there. Why wouldn't you? Well, the Death Guard aren't really known for liking jump packs, but they have them. They're just not a lot of them. They can't run. In so that they case, can't, use they, them. They can't, in that case, use them because it annoys people that go, oh, they didn't use that because every legion had everything. And if you don't oh. believe it, get over it. And not you, <laughs> just, just talking in general. Just they used the everything. They just tended not to prefer them. That that was it. That's yeah, just but it. That's, hundred thousand in a legion. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Fi- as, I don't think f- fifty odd balls ago. Actually, this is quite good fun. Yeah, exactly. It's just like like it's like every legion has everything. It's just certain legions have preferences for certain certain things. Yes. So yeah. I mean, I've tried to keep it as, as sort of slow moving as I can, but yeah, the, the thing is, it's you don't want to give the, they don't want to give the psyker any opportunity to do anything nasty. No. So. The only way you can really achieve that is by getting in its in, in, in their faces quickly. You know, there's enough. The, the flamers are all in vehicles to bring them up as quick as can. They can't move flat out because of the reaping death um, yeah. uh, limitations. So they can only go so fast anyway. You need some movement, otherwise it's just going to be a Benny Hill game where your opponent slowly yeah, reverses exactly. away from you and I mean, just outranges you because you've got you've got not a lot of range. No, I have, I have zero range. I have zero range, very little anti-armor. Again, that's the jump pack and the, the breaches, but the breaches are walking, so they're not going yeah. to get there anytime soon. Anything with 15 15-inch range and above, in theory, can walk backwards and outrange you and just keep shooting and just drag yeah. you around the board. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you need you need something to pin people in place. My eye was directed at those corners of the internet where they go, oh, that Legion didn't have those. Um, rather no, than at yeah. you specifically, Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think exactly. it was me I that mean, brought it up, to be fair. Or Greg, or any, of, or any, of, my est- any of my esteemed colleagues. another it's like, grenade into the it's mix. Like the glaive, for example, they wouldn't. They have glaives, they just don't like using them that much. I, 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 didn't, I personally didn't take any Volkite, because I know your opinion on the Volkite 
Death Guard situation. Mr. I'm sure, I'm sure I love Volkite. Yeah. I love Volkite, but it's but rare. The Death, Guard, but the Death Guard don't like delicate things. It's, it's the, the sentence that rattles around my brain uh, yeah. at two in the morning it, in your thoughts re- at times. If it requires um, a lot of maintenance, they don't. They they tend not to use it that much. Yeah, yeah they're they're lazy. They have they have no genes descended from the likes of James May or Guy Martin. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's it's not an effective. It's not going to win every game. But you know, if I'm up against demons, if I'm up against um, uh, you know, side or anything like that, sons, you might do all right. Word bearers, depending on what they've got. But I'm not going to do a great deal. It, it, it would just be a case of playing for the narrative. Yeah, that's There's me. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, very exactly. nice, very nice. Okay, so um, uncharted territory, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> who, who wants to who wants to go next? <laughs> see how many see how many ages defense lines Graham's got. Yeah. Well, okay, I can only have yeah. one, can't I? So obviously, there's one. Sure. Let's take militia. Of course, there is. No, oh, but I don't like, I don't, we're, not, we're not talking about allies. We're talking about death guard just to put it in there okay shall i go shall i go <laughs> yes go on then just move, move today yeah, uh, so this, uh, i mean uh, i won't besmirch my own uh list building abilities but this did stretch me somewhat uh oh, should i put it in the chat while we're talking that'd be a good idea yep oh, yeah, uh, chat text edge of empires this is a there we go so this is what we have on the conveyor belt tonight. Oh, somebody's at the freaking door. Can I just pause for two seconds? Yep. Shop. To answer your question, Rob, Miles is joining us in twenty-five minutes. Oh, well, best be quick then. We we did buffer in a bit of time between when we talked to Miles and um, Mark, so we can we can um, do a bit of this then if we. So let's see what great oh yes oh you see graham's got a controversial character there mm. because it's never been confirmed whether rask is a siege breaker or not is it has it nope <laughs> even though he's blatantly meant to be a siege breaker says in the things he is literally the legion siege breaker but you yeah. know the fluff but yeah. it's like Dr. Malhotra still needs to do some stitching on that one. Yeah, but he is the Legion Siegebreaker in the law, but. But, yeah. but rules as written versus rules as intended. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a safe one. For me personally, I think it's a safe one to say he is a Siegebreaker, but some people like to. Hello! Hello! Hello. Oh, is it me you're looking for? Oh, Anything okay, interesting? No, just my normal secondary job of answering the door for packages that my wife buys on an alarming frequency, it must be said. Uh, it's almost daily now. I think she just likes coming home and opening presents, if I'm honest. There was like a that. guy, there was a guy really <coughs> in the, I saw a TV show about, and basically he just bought things constantly, opened them, and then put them to one side. And then mm. he, basically it was the only way he got joy in his yes. life. Is that? So anyway, shall we uh, uh, carry on? Yeah. Okay. So, got broadband. so hey. Graham, what are you do? What, what have you got on your list? So I'm just kind of trying to find a, a looking through what the Death Guard have. I think they suffer very much from book oneness. Um, I'm I found it quite a struggle to find something interesting to do with them. Not really my army. I don't really their kind of general sort of 
reason for being I just find it a little bit meh to be honest and I know a lot of people like them I do like the colour scheme don't get me wrong but that's probably about the only thing I can say that I that particularly attracts me to them would I do this Legion almost certainly not unless of course Dan Abnett wrote a particularly good book about them and changed my mind <laughs> it's all it takes and he well, just, it takes, just basically. Dan Abnett just, writes it this is James Swallow's Legion okay so um, I had a look through what can this army do I've, I've always quite liked your approach to Death Guard, Mr. B. And again, I've used the uh, the Disco Inferno kind of rule set to try and um, find things to set fire to. So I've gone for um, the Reaping as well, uh, which isn't a bad right of war. I mean, the lack of running makes things difficult if you want to get anywhere, of course. But it does give you some bonus. You would say that, but OK. Well, because the reality is that in most games, very rarely can you just sit back and stand on a line. Yeah. much as I would like to. Much you, usually, uh, often try to. But yeah. yeah, but you you know, you know, would normally need to move around. So this is what I've gone for. So the first one out of the bag, the one HQ that I thought was quite interesting from my point of view anyway, is uh, Marshal Jurak Rask. So mm-hmm. he's got some interesting little rules. Uh, basically, he's a little bit like a sort of cut-down version, like, say, of some sort of siege breaker or something along those lines. But uh, not a bad unit profile for the points. Uh, two plus save. I don't think he has an invulnerable save. I couldn't find one. I don't think he's in Terminator armor. No, um, it's power does, armor. Yeah, does get Rabbergrades, does get Phosphex Bomb as well. And those are always good. Comes with Thunderhammer, Volkite Serpenta. So, you know, pretty well stacked out as a character. Um, but he does have some really useful special rules. So um, all attacks that he has have um, Tank Hunter and Wrecker special rule. Additionally, he confers these to... Um, to any heavy weapon, shoot your attacks of any infantry unit joints. So very similar to, I think there's another character that's a bit like that. Um, that I can't remember off the top of my head. So yeah, basically he will give tank hunter to whatever heavy weapons are in the unit that he joins. So we'll come back to that in a minute. So he's my HQ. Um, he's got a Praetor like thing and he's got Master of Legion, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, quite useful character for the points. I don't know, I've just lost it now. Typical. 175 points, so not bad. Sort of Praetor-ish. Um, not going to be set the world of fire in close combat, of course, so not really a close combat character. Then for my troops' choices, I was thinking, oh, tactical squads, meh. Uh, and so I've gone for breaches as well, actually. I've gone for two breacher squads. Um, I've given them both uh, flamers in their units, and I've also given them, they're both in Land Raider Proteuses. So the, the non-Phobos version. Mm-hmm. I kind of ummed and ahed about this, thinking, oh, the Phobos is 180 points, the Proteus is 225. I was like, for the extra 40 points, it's worth having an assault vehicle, I think. Um, because I think it's a, it's just gives you an extra dimension, so you can mm-hmm. jump out and assault in that turn rather than jump out and sit there and shoot. And I know a Breacher Squad aren't necessarily an assault unit, but they're pretty hardy and they're quite resilient. So I was kind of playing on those themes. So I've got two of those. They're they're basically identical. So um, Breacher Squad, um, two, um, what have I got in it? Yeah, Bolters and two Flamers. So basically giving them the old Camunitions all round. And then the other two choices are using the Reapers and the Reapings rather special rules. So I've got a 10-man Last Cannon Squad, not unsurprisingly, which uh, the Marshal will join to give them Tank Hunter. They're not as good as Iron Havocs, but they're as close as I could get. And then I've gone for a 10-man um, squad with heavy flamers. 
Um, so rather than using the tactical support squad, I've gone for a heavy support squad, giving them heavy flamers because they're slightly stronger. Um, but yeah. fundamentally, they do the same. They're a bit more, I think they're more expensive than what Chris has done with the tactical support squad. So there's probably 50-50 there. You get a slightly better flamer um, with, let's say, shred. But do they do get hot. And I've seen them used very effectively by your good self, Michael, um, mm. various times. For my heavy supports, then I've got nothing in fast attack, not unsurprisingly. Um, I've gone for the Grave Wardens. I quite like these. I think these are quite a cool, cool little unit. They've got some cool rules. Um, the sort of the temptation, I think, is to use the Death Shroud. Um, so I've gone for, but I went for these instead. Um, I like the fact that they've got this kind of template weapon built in, this Death Cloud, which I thought was quite cool. Um, uh, poison, you know, three plus. And again, I'm, I think that's quite nice. They also are scoring. So that's another score unit. It's got impeccable advance and remoteless, whatever, all the other stuff. And like I say, Chem Master, Grave Warden Terminators, Cataphractor Terminator Armor, you name it, they've got it. And they've got these quite cool grenade launchers, short range for sure. But I quite like them as a unit. I think they're pretty useful um, as Terminator units go in heavy sports sections. And then I've gone for a Spartan to put them in, um, which is another heavy support choice. But I haven't actually, I've done the robbing here and I've gone for a the cheap and cheerful version of the Spartan. So no flare shield, no um no ceramite. Ceramite. It's just a Spartan with armor fourteen at the front and hope for the best, basically. Drive across, hope for the best. I've got, you know, quite a lot of armor fourteen and the only thing that's actually not in a transport is the ten man Las Cannon squad, which of course will be sitting behind a defence line quite rightly to provide cover and to deal with armor because there isn't a lot in the army to, do, army to do with that, but a 10-man last kind of squad, a tank hunter will probably do the job with re-rolling ones. Um, and then I've got, actually gone for Moritor, Mor, like Mortarian, the big, the big lad himself, uh, as my Lord of War choice. He's got some interesting rules, actually. Um, I don't like him as a character, as we previously mentioned, but he's not a bad Primarch as Primarchs go. I mean, infinite Phosphex bombs is not to be ignored. I think no. Um, that's really good. Um, instant death, you know, Sunder, two-handed, reaping blow on silence, which is his big old scythe. Yeah, yeah he's 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 no slouch. Um, pretty tough, toughness seven, so plus one toughness yeah. to your normal Primarch. He so can teleport himself about as well. That is quick. a really really good. Um, I quite like the idea of that, and also he gets you know he can attack the number of things that he's in base to base combat with. So yeah. you can sort of, you can start so you off. him on a dinner plate. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> uh, so you can, yeah, you can, you can set him out in the Spartan with the death shroud. And then as and when he can cause the maximum bother, he can teleport off. I think he can still charge after that teleport move as well, can't he? But it's a yep. disorganized. Disorganized so, yeah. charge, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he's, he's got a really, I think he's a pretty good um, HQ choice. I think he makes all of the um, Death Guard stubborn as well, doesn't he? I'm not sure. uh, I think so. I haven't used him yet. I've painted him, just okay. not had the chance to. But I painted him this year, so. Uh, let me just have a quick look. Yeah, stubborn. Yeah. So that's yeah. no bad thing either. Um, the sweep attack I love. You can, like I say, you could get him into the middle or something. And also, frag grenades, frag missiles, and havoc launch in the army gained a poison four plus special rule. Yeah, and I thought about that as well. I thought, okay, it's a kind of nice to have, but I don't really have any of them. And I suppose Havoc launchers are already strength five, so they're already wounding on threes anyway. Mm. Um, and against Marines we're talking about. But you're right, against, say, Mechanicum or Primarchs, for example, yeah. um, would be pretty good. And, you know, the 
grenade launchers that I think are on the death shroud will also probably come into that. Yeah. So, like I said, defence line, of course, at the back with Marshall and the last cannon squad to deal with any uh, nefarious Spartans or the like. Um, I've also got an augury scanner, actually, I forgot to mention, on the sergeant in the um, 10-man last cannon squad, just in case somebody gets a bit tasty and wants to wants to you know, come up come up in the grill early doors um, to deal with any of the uh, you know inevitable Leviathan dreadnoughts in drop pods, for example. So it should give them something to back. So the idea is that the last cannon squad holds the back, uh, shoots things as they need, um, everything else drives forward. Um, so three armor 14 vehicles with the breaches to get onto the objectives to hold them because they're good at that um, don't go anywhere they're going to be stubborn as well which is an added bonus um, and the the 10 man heavy flamer squad jumping out causing all sorts of bother as they do um, quite successfully as Michael has demonstrated on numerous games I've played against him so that's it that's me cool, mm. cool, cool, cool. that works that works quite like that Okay. And then what about uh, Rob? Right, let me just copy it into the chat then. Um, again, sorry, not sorry for uh, repeated units. It's the way my brain works. <sighs> who was that? Kind of spam for Christmas. Yeah, spam. spam. Sa- says the man who managed to find something that's as close to Deep Strike as you're allowed within the bloody repin. Yes, and the How other man who put a defence line in. Who put a defence line in. Okay. Let's have a look here. Right then. Mm. So I didn't use a right of war. So uh, I mean, admittedly, this may be there may be some subconscious overcompensation from the um, three hundred the Nuremberg light light infantry of Is of last year. Is there? <laughs> I think so. So. Again, like Graham, I, I, I struggle with the Death Guard. Um, the only interesting thing about them left to work for Malkador Corp, really, um, if you ask me. Um, I'm just I'm just not a fan. Their armor's beige, and kind of so were they. They oh. get interesting when they go when they go a bit manky. They get a bit more interesting, but they just they just strike me as being a bit dull. And they're even described as being a bit dour and a bit. They're a bit iron handish. If they were, if they were at a party, they would be in the corner, wouldn't they? The Iron Hand and the uh, Iron Hand Death Guard would be in the corner talking to each other about. No, they wouldn't be in the same corner. They'd be in opposite corners because they don't like each other. They still don't like each other, even though they don't like anybody else either, and nobody else likes them. (laughs) Let's face it, they wouldn't have been invited. That's probably true. Stinky and Dalbert in the corner, wouldn't it? That's what it would be. Yeah, basically. The the Iron Hand sort of (laughs) fall out of his mind, talking to himself. Yeah, trying to trying to talk yeah. to someone about C plus plus programming or something, and then <laughs> the Death Guard in the corner with a faint whiff of sort of off camembert. Yeah, yeah, of just yeah, you know, Captain Sweatpants kind of. Guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, you know, going, going. Oh, that's interesting coding. Have you seen my new psoriasis? Yeah, I've just um, interesting wart. Yes, a bit like the, the the knobby knobs of the of the thirty k universe of a collection of interesting <laughs> skin knobs. diseases. There we go. Um, so I started with uh, with the knobbiest of knobs um, with Callus Typhon. He is a proper knob. <gasps> he is. He, he he's almost Erebus level knobbery. He's not far off. I I must be. I was looking at his law today and thinking, you sir, you're right up there in. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, in fact, you know, I would be surprised if they weren't chums 
that party gang. <laughs> Erebus and uh, Typhon were were charmed. Ty- Ty- it, yeah, it was Erebus that convinced Typhon to stop hiding the fact he was a psycho. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yes, again, it's all Erebus's fault. Yeah, er- Erebus converted um, Typhon to the worship of uh, Nurgle. Oh yeah, and of course the use of psychers. Hmm. You know, like you do. Okay. I mean, he's not. Again, he's not. Um, he's, he's not slouch. He's in cataphractic terminator armor, or however else you want to pronounce it. Yes. Um, he's got a hand flamer with chem with that comes with chem munitions, regardless of any other gubbins. He's got grenade harness, rad grenades, weapon skill six, initiative five, four attacks, independent character, um, master of the legion. So he can have a death shroud bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He gets a chem bombardment as standard, which it's is a unlimited pants though, isn't it? That chem yeah, but it's better than nout. And also, like, it, it ignores cover saves, so it'll do something to you behind your chuffing defence line. Not it's AP nonsense, though. It, you can still fail an armour save. Okay. You can still okay. fail. You can still fail an armour save. <laughs> um, but again, you know, I was, I was doing my best to, to try and. I know. We've all had that mental thought, haven't we, at some point? Yeah. Know, putting oh, an AP four weapon against the Primark, going, yeah, this will be the one that does it. Still <laughs> you can still roll a one. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you know, it depends whose Primark it is. It might work. Um, so I've got him with basically a standard Death Shroud bodyguard of two Death Shroud, just as is, 90 points. Nice. Um, I took a decided, I, I, I attempted to take a rather Stalinist approach of quantity over quality um, on this. Um, mm-hmm. So my second HQ is a Siege Breaker in Cataphracty armor with a Power Scythe and, again, a Death Shroud bodyguard. That's it. Yeah. HQ. I know that another Death Guard don't do frills, so I thought I won't do frills. Um, following that, you've got four identical troops choices. Um, another thing I take about them is this kind of remorseless, almost like World War One kind of style with Legion, just wave after wave of faceless troopers just going over the top, so to speak. Okay. So to that end, I have four units of ten. Breaches, with two melter guns in each. The sergeant has artificer armor, sorry manners, combi melter, power scythe, and a breaching charge in each one. Okay. Mm. So, in theory, with a breaching charge and three three melter shots, you know they, you can put a terminator unit in front of them. You can't put a terminator unit in front of them without fear of losing a few before they get in. I'm just waiting for the bit where we work out where your uh, sort of apology to the to the, the larger heresy community is um, after the abomination of the last list. Yeah, it's because they're, they're 40 marines in power armor. That's not hard to kill. From the man whose favorite army, all their weapons are AP3 strength five as standard, and AP2 yeah, on the charge. That's right. You'd walk straight through this. <laughs> oh, I the sound of glass breaking in that glass house as Chris yes, throws those stones about. Yeah, exactly. That, oh, this is right, a bit tough. <coughs> three, right. three, three shield captains. <coughs> yeah, anyway, come on. Um, and then I've got nothing in fast attack. I've got nothing in elites. And then I have two um, heavy support. First one is a Land Raider squadron of three Land Raider Phobos, all with Dozer Blades. So they have one of them has a siege breaker and two death shroud in, and the other two have two unit uh, have a unit of breaches in each. 
And then the second unit is another unit of three Landraider Phobos with three doors of blades. And one of them, which has Typhon and his bodyguard in, has extra armor. And that's it. 3,000 points bang on. This is is an army with lots of (laughs) armor 14. Yep. (laughs) Driving forward, spitting it out. But you are using Phobuses this time. It's Phobuses, so they can't, <laughs> they can't, they can't assault. Yeah, but yeah, Butchers no, aren't they, really... They can, they're Phobos, they're not Proteus. I'm oh, sorry, oh, yeah. in that case, I take it all back, you're absolutely right, good choice. <laughs> not that Breaches are necessarily... Not that Breaches are going to be charging into stuff, but yeah, it means don't... they can. They have the option, at exactly. least. Exactly, that's exactly why I kind of rationalised when I was thinking about it as well. But it's better to have that option, and the 40 points is worth the option. Yeah. I think. But, and to uh, me, it, it kind of, that worked for that, um, the faceless masses, because a land raider isn't anything special. They'd have had millions of them kicking yeah. about. They're not fussed about using them because they're, they're bomb-proof, or, or not, as is fairly easily proved on the table, but you know what I mean. They're, they're user-friendly. They've got plenty of them kicking about. Yeah. Drive forward. The, the four transit of... Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, there's, four there's, there's, 14 vehicles, aren't there's, they? There's, there's, there's six four transits, but you've got four scoring units um so you can go and park on an objective and do that death guard thing of going i'm going to stand here and be really stubborn and stay here until i die and then die okay mm. so well, i don't think i don't think it's that bad I, I i think you've all met the theme it's very diplomatic no i really <laughs> do think you've all met the theme i mean even chris is with his assault marines even chris is it's and it's allies. Allies. If there's ever a piss and sex on this podcast, no, no, seriously, it, it should go under. That should be the, the tagline: Edge even Chris's, whatever. seriously, it's 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 great. It's actually uh, the, the all the lists that uh, you presented are really you know quite thematic. So they 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 meet the Legion. You know, I mean, if you look at Chris's list as themed around that particular assault on the world ship. I have no doubt in my mind that they would have had assault marines pushing forward um, to to deal with that, even though they don't favour them. They would have been right. You guys are going in the in the front because we don't like you, and actually you can do a job. So you have to make a decision, Mark, when you're judging this. Oh yeah, there's no point for this one though. So uh, for theme, but no, but there is. Um... What it's like to play against and what it's like to play with, and theme Ooh, does. What it's like to play does factor into. Oh, okay. Does factor into that. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Ah, you both, you've all actually presented really, really interesting lists. Um, which is the most interesting? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because I know what I think is the most it's, interesting. It's got to be Chris's. The sisters of silence. I wouldn't disagree. That's what I put down when he'd written it. I was like, no matter what what else Graham comes out with, Chris has got the theme because it was better than mine. It was. It certainly had more thought than mine. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether he's purposely done it, but it, it it gets an it's a nice snapshot of a particular thing that happens in the books. Yeah, I'm not sure that was his entire intent, but it doesn't matter because I think it would be a perfectly good theme even if it wasn't in the books. I.e., the hatred of psychers is driving that yeah, list in terms exactly, of its. Yeah. Um, yeah it's composition and i think that's a good thing you know if you turned up to a battlefield and somebody said look at my death guard army so this army the story behind this army is they've been set out purely to destroy um psychers 
unfortunately i'm playing against your iron warriors gun line but it doesn't matter because i've got a cool theme and i think that's exactly yeah, right yeah. it would be it would be fun it would it's, be interesting yeah it, it, it's as i said it it was never built with the intention of winning no. games it's just built with the intention of having well played you chris well played well so. i think better, better to lose a fun game than win a boring one exactly yeah. well, i think that's that's a good good fun it's a good list it's interesting like i said it would it would provoke a conversation with your opponent which is rather yeah. than just a bland this is all the stuff that's going to kill you it's a this is a story behind it right and they're often the most fun that you know um, we, we've all played them and they're always the most mm. fun ones to, to play yep. against so okay awesome uh right cool. before we uh, i think what we'll do is as chris said we've built in some extra time between miles and um mark can we um come back to cost and effectiveness then because they are going to not gonna take have, that long i've told miles that we're going to be 10 minutes behind oh okay oh. all right fair enough then all right well i'll edit this bit out then okay uh what about battlefield effectiveness now i'm not going to judge this one i think this one should should be judged between all what of us. do you mean you're not going to judge? Well, that? I'm I'm going to I'm going to throw in my thoughts. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm not going to be the um I'm not going to be the final the, arbiter. The final arbiter. I, you know, this should be a vote as always because I'm not the you know the battlefield guy. Um, oh, the only thing that worries me about Chris's effectiveness is the um is it's, the it's not even, armor. It's, it's, it's not even in the running for effectiveness. It's it's it's, 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 it's not got anti armor capability. Um, Graham's would probably yeah, you know, those grave wardens things like that. They would do a, a number. Yeah, um, I'm tempted. Robs as well. I can't do anything about that armor fourteen on those land raiders really, apart from sort of um melt bombs. Melt bomb, I, I, yeah. yeah, but it's a, I'm not it's be able a to melt bomb six. Buses, where it is, so. It's a tough one. I mean, Rob's is going to be absolutely hard as nails with all that armor 14. But as he does say, they're only Marines with, um, a, you know, a free up armor save. Um, for in me, this Death is a Shroud, In the Death Shroud bodyguards, how many is it in the, is it just two? Two. Really? two yeah, yeah, they started two. And one of the cool things about the Death Shroud is you can even take them as a straight up HQ choice. Yeah. Thank so you, yeah. So um I think I Mortarian, Spartan, Grave Ten Man Lasgan and Squad with Tank Hunter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean Graham's is good. I'm afraid, I, I'm afraid Rob, my vote is gonna go to Graham on this one. That's fine by me. I, I think it just edges you out, but they're both pretty tough. And the only reason I think Graham is slightly better is the uh it, it, i think he's got an ability to deal with more you know de- he he can deal with more oh, what's the word i'm looking for his is more balanced oh yeah whereas yours is a straight up right uh, we're marching here we're going to knack up this stuff we're going to hold the line that's it oh yeah i <laughs> went for proper one trick pony yeah exactly whereas i think graham's is a little bit more he can deal with a uh, uh, more varied targets yeah, I think post, you, you you might be right. I mean, if I could get more Moratarian and the Spartan where I needed to get to, it could hold its own against other kind of elite kind of Terminator squads. And it has got some shooting in there as well. But I think we're all, they all sort of suffer from the, the lack of... They haven't really got a super hard-hitting unit where you would avoid it. You know, they haven't got the Fire Drakes. They haven't got the Sekhmet Terminators in the army lists. The, I do like the Death Shroud and stuff, but they're not they're not crazy difficult they're not like i don't know what's those badger ones called from the space wolves 
Yeah, they're not them. And I know they're not Terminators, but do you see what I mean? Death In terms Watchers, of elite yeah. units, they haven't got... They've got a, a unit... Some two units that are pretty good. I guess the the other ones, what's it's not is it the Death Shroud that are yeah Death Shroud um, slightly you know they are they are more close combaty but yeah I think they do suffer from that. I mean, Power Sizes aren't something to sniff that. Power Sizes I think are really good since they got yeah, the yeah, FAQ yeah. where you know where they become or they got the change where they they are go at initiative minus one and they're AP two. Anything that's above AP one initiative with AP two is always a bonus yeah, because yeah. it means that you're going to get to hit those terminators with power fists sooner. Yeah. Slightly cool. And you're doing it, you know, so yeah, yeah, you get the extra attack. Five, as well. maybe two, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think they do because they're, they're special weapons, weapons, are they? And they're not, no. No, so, you yeah. get an extra attack for being in base contact with more than one model. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, I love that. But yeah, I mean, I've, it's a generic list. It, it would probably hold its own. Okay, Maritarian is a bag of tricks. You'd have to be, you'd have to watch him, and I could potentially get him where he needs to go, and I could stop one Spartan with that heavy support squad. But yeah, they could sit on the objectives. There's five scoring units in there in total as well, which does help. So. Okay, yeah, what about what about push. what about Chris and Rob? Where are you voting? I think I Rob's think Graham more again, effective that, than battlefield effectiveness. I think yeah. Graham's got that one. Um, but not maybe not by much. I think Chris's will do more than uh, more than you'd think. I'm not sure mine would be because land raiders aren't that hard to pop. You only need need one lucky shot with a land raider uh, with a last mm-hmm. cannon. Mm-hmm. True. There's no flare shields there. There's no ceramite. There's drama. You can immobilize them, stun them. You could do a lot very very easily. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to do, but it's doable, and that's you know. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, think yeah, Graham gets my vote for that. Okay, for so that's one to Graham and one to Chris. Uh, so it's going to come down to cost. So we've got a potential tie if Rob wins this one, or a um, a win for Chris or Graham. Okay. I have got. I, mine's pretty cheap actually. Mine isn't. Mine is eight hundred and sixty-four pounds. Just for the base models, and then probably another, you know, forty quid to getting all the sort of flame, um, sort of extra flamers for um, bits and pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there we go. Mine's seven nine one. Oh. Oh. Um, because of the the only expensive thing is the Spartan, one hundred sixteen pound. Um, Moratarian sixty odd quid. Grave wardens aren't cheap. But the rest of it um, is surprisingly cheap, weirdly. Mm. Yeah, that is surprising. I'll just double check to make sure that I'm not talking nonsense. Yeah. Um, so breaches are 30 odd quid. A, 36 38, pounds. Is it? 38 for breaches. Yeah. I'll double check it. I think it's right. Because obviously I've got two heavy support squads and they're using Mark Three and just paying the 28 pounds for the two lots of five weapons. Hmm. Um, I'll double check, and I've used I've put thirty pound budget for a ca- for the character. I couldn't find an exact character that would necessarily suit him. Um, but yeah, breaches, grave wardens as well. Two lots of those. Cataphract player fifty three. They're a hundred and hundred and six pounds. That would be in total. Yeah, I think it's right. I will double check it, particularly if it, it is if it is the cheapest. My, um, with the scissor silence, it's the. Acquisitor is uh, ninety yeah. quid. 
Yes, yeah. so worth it. But you can get three rhinos for £100, which yeah, that's true, actually. Um, I did go to Element Games for my um, Land Raiders, but that's they're 50 quid there. Oh, mine's all GW Prime and okay. Cool. Rob, uh, what was your total? What was that, mate? What was Rob's total? My total, I've got, I've got two totals because there's six Land Raiders, so I, I thought I'd do an option for if you wanted all from Forge World, which is what I would probably do, or all plastic. Mm. So what I, how I would do it with the Mark II B Land Raiders comes out at nine three five. But if you use uh, if you use plastic if you use yeah. plastic ones, it comes out at seven six one. So it's a hell of a serving. Yeah. So I it's think on two hundred notes. Rob has that one there. If yeah, if we're comparing like for like, Rob has it. Yeah, yeah. So that means it's a freeway tie. Okay. Who who wants the dubious honour of, of, of winning Death Death Guard Week? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go to the public vote. Yep, I'll no. put the lists up in a in a document once Graham sends me his, and I no, will. Uh, me, I have uh, sent you. you no, I'll send you mine. It's me, Mr. All B. right, oh, all right, okay. So I just need Chris's. That's what I mean, Chris's. And we'll put them up, and uh, we'll get people to tell us which one they prefer. Sorted. Okay. Uh, oh. Awesome. So, um, nice we'll, one. Uh, yeah. Sorry to besmirch your legion, but they were they were tough. I found difficult. I think Chris found a, a nugget of coolness in there, though. Yeah, Fantastic. All right, we'll uh, crack on and we'll move into. We would be moving into events at this point, but yeah, yeah. Okay, into the close. Right, so that brings an end to our Death Guard episode. You can all go have a shower and uh, have a nice deep clean. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, as per usual, uh, if you would be kind enough to leave reviews in iTunes, uh, I don't. I assume Amazon have a review thing. If you listen to on that, um, you can also sort of review us on facebook uh, and follow us and like us on facebook twitter instagram youtube links to all these things are in the show notes as always um because you know as we've said before graham derives all his self-esteem from those uh, those numerics That's exactly if right. you uh, want to get in touch with us you can post on our facebook wall or send a direct message on facebook does Instagram have a message thing? I assume it so. It does, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So you can send us a message on Instagram if that's your medium of choice. Mm. The only way to get in contact with Rob. Absolutely. Uh, um, or you can email us at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. If you want to help out the show, we have an affiliate link with Audible. So you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month free trial. And then after that, it's $7.99 a month and you get a free audiobook every month and all of the Black Library ones are available. You can become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, for which we are always eternally grateful. Uh, you can also help us out by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games. We have Element Crystal Coats, uh, which means you get double crystals and we get uh, sort of a, a cheeky backhander of normal crystals. These are in the show notes as well. Uh, mine, however, is chr 2 
Graham's is GRA2794. Michael's is MIC440. And Rob's is ROB676. We have affiliate links with that outpost as well. It's a great little um, friendly local gaming store based in Sheffield. And they are, um, yeah, they're really good for little deals and things like that. As we said last month, and you may have seen on Facebook, we are uh, putting our fates in the list challenge in your hands for next month. And it, it, it could be the all important deciding uh the deciding round really for this year because it's it's getting a bit squeaky bum time for me at the top of the table so if you want to write a list for your uh, particular host uh the list must be three thousand points it can be any forge world heresy army so no more of all rules things like that um we will need the cost of the army in pounds uh, and if you want to put some um, reasoning and strategic planning notes in the email, then that's um, always always appreciated. So we can, when it gets to it, we can justify it to the other team members. Uh, the lists need to be with us by this midnight on the 16th of December. Um, so if you want to send uh, your, if you want to do a list for Graham, uh, if you email the list to graham at edgeofempire.co.uk, Michael would be Michael at edgeofempire.co.uk. Rob, guess what? Rob at edgeofempire.co.uk. And mine is Chris at edgeofempire.co.uk. So we're, we're all eagerly anticipating uh, to, you know, those lists and deciding who our champion for the grand finale will be. So that's I bet be. I don't get one. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, Mr. B. Rob's already had one, at least, one submission at least. Yeah. It's, uh, the, 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 a few a, a few are kicking around um and then next month so we are going to do some christmas specials next month are we doing a main show as well i can't remember what the conversation was i mean this is our december main show then we're going to do yeah. a little then we're going to do so, yeah. four yeah. sort of mini sods so we need to sort out recording dates for those um whether we're doing them in the run-up to christmas or in the last week of christmas or what we need to have a sit down and decide. Yeah. So we're going to do, yeah, four. So we're each going to come up with a subject. Um, and they're all they're going to be sort of an hour, hour and a half, um, just little topics um, or, or bigger topics. And then we'll release, release those over the festive period, um, sort of 23rd to the 27th of December yeah. for you guys to enjoy because, uh, you know, people aren't going to be able to see everyone that they would normally see. So I know a few of you might be at sort of uh, sort of what, loose ends so you can listen to an hour and a half of our dulcet tones to hopefully you know <laughs> brighten your brighten any spirits or possibly make you want to open another bottle of whiskey yeah or, or get a good night's sleep either is perfectly fine obviously. yeah yeah absolutely um so do we know what we're doing so i think you're saying so you're thinking of doing a kind of heresy around the world trip that's that yeah that's uh, sort of emails and, and conversations need to be had and, and uh, finalized mr b what was your if you were going to, oh yeah, you're going to do non-heresy games that aren't a heresy, be they board games or war games or video games or whatever, just what we like playing other than heresy. Very good. Uh, I'm going to do first of all. I'm going to answer the war crime that is Rob's list from last month um, and talk about all the things that people have come up with to to over overturn that. And that was a very controversial so, list, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It caused a lot of comment, which was good. We've had so, more um, comments about that list than anything we've ever done. So we'll be talking about that. And also, uh, and 
top 10 or top five, depending on time, uh, FAQ. What would we like to see in an FAQ next year? That's me. And I think Rob is going to do a painting and conversion. Or no, actually, it was a imposter syndrome and painting. So that whole feeling of, oh, I'm no, not good enough to paint. Um, I couldn't paint like that. And him sort of saying, actually, yes, you can. Yeah. So we're, we're um, the joy, joy of painting, he's going to try and become the heresy Bob Ross. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We're all going to be on the shows. It's, 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 yeah. They're, they're all the teams. It's not sort of just you know me talking for. It's not. It's not. It's an not hour a and a half. It's not. Yeah. It's not just one of us. We're all going to be on them. Um. But I thought we'd do something different. Break it up a little bit for you over over Christmas, Very which good. is scarily rapidly uh rapidly appearing on the telescopes. Totally. Yep. I I just got my Christmas presents bought yesterday, and I'm done with Christmas shopping. I have not bought a single one. I suppose uh, wrapped vouchers are very easy to buy particularly if you can email them and that's basically what you're going to get for christmas so <laughs> as always because well, you, you, you and i basically run the policy of we'd buy ourselves we'd buy each other models anyway so we don't really you know we just don't buy yeah so basically what we say is you spend 25 you pounds cut, to buy you cut out model. the middle yeah exactly. each other. i'll spend and i'll assume that that 25 pounds is what i would have spent on you and you can spend the same on me and we're done exactly it just cuts out the nonsense exactly. the joy of the, the season <laughs> of giving yeah right then cool we, so that's uh, that's us so awesome. uh yeah we yeah. will uh, you know have a nice christmas everybody uh oh, yeah jesus and um we will speak to you soon yeah have a good one. Please let this year be over soon. It will be. It's inevitably going to be over. All <laughs> yeah. right. I Take don't know. Everybody. It's going to it's yeah. going to tick over to sixty one, isn't it? Sixty <laughs> yes. You know. Right. Anyway. Bye bye. Cheerio, folks. Have a good month. As requested, uh, they the lads thought this would be hilarious if I actually did inquire with my lady wife as to what her reaction would be. So imagine, if you will, the scene. In the Mills family uh, family household, Christmas Day turns up, and the wife is looking through her presents. And as one of the presents brought to her uh, by my good self, uh, this is what it would be. And this I'm going to give you now, so you can is going to be her reaction for the, me buying this for her. Okay, are you ready, Louise? Uh-huh. Okay, Louise, come and have a look at this. This is this is your present. <laughs> this is your. <laughs> so, would you? What do you think of that? Darling, if I bought that for you, I'd you, probably punch you in the neck. Yes, I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair. So, yeah. possibly physical damage. Yes. Yeah. I can't even. <laughs> no? The skulls are right on the. That's what somebody else said. <laughs> yeah. No? No. No. Okay, that's a, that's a definite no. And possibly physical damage to my good self. Well, there wasn't any swearing, so you know, that makes my job easier. Thank you, darling. (laughs) (laughs) I shall see you later. Okay, bye. Oh, there's a little bit of an ad lib for Atletico Mints there as well. (laughs) If you haven't listened to that podcast, I thoroughly recommend it. Anyway, there you go. So that's probably (laughs) in recommending uh, gifts for. your other half check first is Graham's Uncle Graham's advice to you for this Christmas.